It is The Brink coming to you for a episode that you probably didn't think would ever happen. First of all, another episode in 2021, and secondly, a best of. How the hell are we doing a best of when we've literally had two episodes in 2021? It has been a very odd and quiet year from us, and you've probably completely forgotten we existed, but we are back to continue an annual tradition that we have been doing basically since 2008 in some form or another. And even though 2021 has been our least productive year in history when it comes to any form of content, even going back to 2015 when we were literally on air, our final air, well, our final year of being on Air on Edge Radio, this has been very much the least productive year. We still have to come back for a best of it. It's tradition and you wouldn't want your Christmas without this of course even though christmas is technically over by the time you're listening to this but it it's been an odd year and there's there's no real way of uh, explaining it and uh, giving many excuses I, I guess the easiest way to say it is that personally my year has been a bit of a challenge therefore it's been difficult to be able to produce content so that's why we haven't had any i guess episodes since february and we are now in December 2021 with essentially no brand new episodes since back then. Not going to go into details, but let's just say that we're hoping that 2022 will be better. I actually listened back to what I said at the end of the 2020 year and the best of 2020. And back then I was saying how 2020 had been our least productive year and that we hope for bigger and better things in 2021. Well, obviously that sadly didn't happen. But I can say right now that hopefully 2022 will be a better year and we can bring you a lot more content and go back to where we were doing the regular side of podcasts to keep you entertained, bring you some new guests. We were doing that uh, early at the beginning of the year, end of last year, which was a lot of fun, but a lot of changes happening, at least for me personally, in 2022. So therefore, we can reflect that here on the podcast. So I will say that generally... 99.5% of all these clips are going to be related to our sister shows. There are a couple of clips from The Brink, the two episodes that we did do in our annual In The Mix segment, which of course we do close out the podcast with, the 2021 In The Mix. That will be the final track you'll hear on this. So pretty much all of the clips you'll hear before that, though, of course, will be from our sister shows, The Oz Network, Off The Podium, Australian Survivor Archives, Double Oz 7, and just to really keep you entertained. It's been a big year for all of those shows, lots of funny bits that we are sure you will love. Some big-name interviews that we had on those shows as well, some clips there that you will hear, and just a fun old time that we hope you will enjoy a a collection of clips from the Brink family. Because while we may say that the Oz Network kind of is a parent company for a lot of those different podcasts, it's actually the Brink, because the Brink is the OG, and I like to think as the Brink as the matriarch of the Brink family, and then you've got the Oz Network, you've got Off the Podium, you've got Australian Survivor Archives, you've got Double Oz 7, and of course you've even got Eurovision, which we didn't have any episodes of this year as well, so we like to keep them all under the same banner, they're all produced and done by me, so therefore we have to keep them all under the same banner, hence why you're going to hear a majority of them here on this episode. I will just add too, for, for those who maybe don't follow our other shows and you just hang out purely for the brink, that it's been a very big year in terms of just some recognition for some of our other shows. In particular, Off the Podium went to big, big strengths, and it's something that we're very proud of here at The Brink, that one of our shows actually ended up being nominated for an Australian Podcast Award, nominated for a Creativity Award, 
at the 2021 Australian Podcast Awards and also to recognise by the New York Times as one of the six Olympic podcasts you must listen to during the Tokyo Olympics. So fantastic to get that recognition. We were very honoured for that. And we're also listed at number four on the top 25 Olympic podcasts to listen to in 2021 by Feedspot. So very honoured and just thought we would share that here for our Brink listeners in case maybe you don't stay tuned for other details of that. And if you like the Olympics check out Off the Podium. It's a great show and we're sure you will enjoy that too. So uh, just subtle plug in the intro for our best of. Of course, I don't come in and close out the episode. You close that out with the Brink in the Mix. So I just want to say I hope everybody did have a fantastic Christmas. If you celebrate that yesterday and looking into the new year, have a safe and wonderful end of the year. And fingers crossed that 2022 is a bigger and better year for us on the brink. And for you, if you're listening, if you haven't had a very good year going into 2022, hopefully it is a a wonderful year. And if you've had a great year, then hopefully it continues to be great moving forward. We do appreciate your support, even though our episodes have been limited, have actually reached, uh, been reached out to by some people who I know are long-term listeners on the brink to check in on me and uh, give their regards, which does mean a lot to me. So uh, I really do appreciate those people who have checked in to see how I'm doing, why we haven't really had some episodes out there and, and why personally I've been very quiet this year on social media so very much appreciate those people who have checked in on me and uh, thank you very much for that does mean a lot but with all the soppy stuff aside this introduction let's get into it sit back and relax for the next couple of hours as you listen to the best of the brink 2021 <laughs> It is the Brink coming to you once again for a brand new episode. I bet you thought we had forgotten about you. Well, we haven't because we are finally back for 2021 episode 145 and not including our best of episode that we gave you in December, our first episode since August last year. That is actually all kinds of crazy to think it has been that long. But uh, Ben in the chair right now, by my lonesome, no Mallory, but uh, we'll see to get her back at certain points throughout the year. But uh, we've got an exciting episode for you today because we have all new stuff. We've got no flashbacks, no anything, no former stuff from the show. Everything we are bringing you today is brand new, including a brand new interview with somebody who we've obviously never had on the show before, an up-and-coming Canadian singer, Christian Tropiano. You'll be hearing from him in just a moment. We're also going to be catching up with Josh, talking about all things to do with the past. So even though we have no things from the past, we're going to be talking about the past. That makes sense. And Colin will be joining us with a special guest, his nephew. And we're going to be talking about hockey because we're in Canada and that's what you do when you're in Canada. So I'm going to shut up and we're going to hear a sound and then we're going to come straight back into it with my interview with up-and-coming Canadian singer Christian Tropiano. Let's, let's throw another random reference out there. You know, if, if this is back in the Survivor Oz days, you know, and, and you're like, oh, 30 Ozlets are dead because we definitely had that many. <laughs> 30 Ozlets are dead. And James Pickering didn't make it. <laughs> like, I don't think that would be the one. <laughs> Nothing against James Pickering. Nice guy. Good guy. He's not going to be the one. They were all like, he's dead. No, I can't go on. See, I would have gone with someone like 
Wowie or that Romanian <laughs> one who did our graphics. Alina. What was it? Alina. 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 Sorry, I liked Alina. She was really nice. Got married. Congratulations. But you went with James Pickering. <laughs> He's our go-to. It's the only name we can remember, apparently. <laughs> well, I think I'd bag out Jared enough on other shows, and I'm just basically like, oh, we call like Jared. Like, I don't mean to bag out Jared. Jared does a lot of work. Listen off the podium in Eurovision. Um, <laughs> James Pickering, <laughs> Colin, I'm very offended. I'm British. Um, if only we could name our episodes to be rested. He's James Pickering. <laughs> Who was the Irish one? Alan. Alan. Flynn oh, Flockhart. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if Alan Flockhart's dead, that's when everybody's going to get sad, who was right? The one who, who was the one who was terrible at writing and she couldn't spell? And every time she sent in an article, we we're like, oh, no, not her. Um, uh, Shana, Heather. Yeah, I think it might have been Shana. Shana. It was. Just, I love the confessions oh, that are coming out. The, the, poor Shana. The Survivor Oz bags out their own, like, in the 10th anniversary. Now that we're 10 years old, we've got tenure. We're not getting fired. <laughs> If if any of you are listening, we, we genuinely like you. We're just saying, like, there's we do. There are like, if Noah Groves is dead, oh, what a tears racist. are gonna be shed. Yeah, seriously, oh, you name me any Oslet, and I could pick a floor with them, except for Colin. <laughs> that guy's a dish. <laughs> oh, I I I I would get radiation sickness for him. Uh, oh. We're talking about the mysterious other Colin. <laughs> yeah. God, oh, but, what, uh, a, what, what a man. <laughs> what a man. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> James, James Pickering is just the first name that comes to mind. He I was a really that. nice guy. Like, this is like James Pickering. <laughs> 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 Anyways. Pickering. What's he up to? I'm going to look him up. Keep talking. Let's get him on the show. <laughs> Why don't we think so? <laughs> Kate well, he's never been fired. I think he's still technically like no one's went well. If he got fired, but they were dickheads. But um, like I think that am I still friends? Oh, I'm still friends with him. That's good. I type him on Facebook. Says friends still. Um, oh, he got engaged recently. Oh, oh congratulations. congratulations, James Pickering. He did. He got engaged will, in August. We'll, well definitely done. be more sad if he's the one who dies. But uh. he's, he's batting above his weight there. Well done, James. Um, <laughs> Good job. What can I say? Um, congratulations, James. You've done a, you've done very well for yourself. So there you go. Uh, but Paul is dead. So there, I'll move it on. <laughs> you meant to uh, say like that Paul's dead, our former Oslet. Jesus. Uh, Paul, nobody's crying if Paul's dead, right? <laughs> oh, he's, de- he's debating that over. Like he was the one I wanted to hang up on every single time he gave his stupid opinion. No, 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 Get no. It. I'm not No, Corinne. No, Corinne. <laughs> She's not been put up yet. Veto, Paul. Veto. We get it. You don't like Corinne. We do. Move on. Jesus. I had never had to deal with that before. I mean, I'd been a working actor, and but I, I hadn't really been in that. Television's just a different beast in terms of recognition, and that show had a kind of gaining recognition. So just when I thought I was kind of out of the woods, it was starting to... Um, you know, pick up a lot of steam. It, it didn't really do that until after the first season. And then people, I think, went back to it in the DVDs and blah, blah, blah. And okay, on it goes. But I do remember somebody coming up to me at an event once and saying, um, you look just like that, that woman from 24, except she's way older and more tired looking than you. 
Thank you. I, I think, I, <laughs> kind of a compliment. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And then much later, as I was trying to like sort of not be Canadian and try and be gracious when people would be, you know, if someone, it takes a lot of courage, I think, to go up to somebody for whatever reason that you, you know, know, or you think you know, or as on TV show, or you whatever, fanning out a bit. And I was somewhere completely stupid, like at the mechanics or something. And I had some lady say, I, you know, I think I know you. And I said, no, I don't think we know each other. She said, no, I'm sure I know you. I said, I, I, I actually don't think we know each other. She said, no, uh, did we go to high school together? And I said, no, I, I really don't. So this goes on and on and on. And there's people around, you know, all waiting for our cars. And finally I went, perhaps you know me from 24. And she goes, no, I've never seen that show. <laughs> Those are my two real 24 fans. Oh, that's classic. one successful, right? Wow. Amazing. I had a great one. One of my favorite ones in the world was I was pumping gas and it was a woman virtually right beside me and she kept looking over and looking over and looking over. And finally she looked over and she goes, I know, I know who you are. And I went, who am I? She said, you're the extra DVD disc guy. <laughs> i have no idea what you do but when i watch the extra disc of like 24 with the behind the scenes you're the one always talking <laughs> that's me the extra disc guy wow do you put that on your resume then straight yeah. after you know like two -time yeah. Emmy know what i did she didn't care extra, I was the guy that guy. Talked, wow. talked about the making of the show because this is a thing again we're literally talking about a movie about a giant lizard and a giant gorilla fighting so yeah. <laughs> all the levels of realism probably should go out the door but if we lived in a world where right now a giant lizard <laughs> decided to just walk around and, and destroy cities we're gonna do what we can to try and stop it why is everyone in this world like oh no he's misunderstood and oh poor kong fucking People in caves in the Middle East hijacked planes and flew them into buildings yeah. and destroyed them. We're still at war with them. <laughs> These are people in caves <laughs> with beards and turbans. <laughs> and we are still at war with them. All right, and they destroyed one building. Yeah, we've got God's, viruses. Godzilla sneezes in this movie and 16 buildings are gone. <laughs> We've got a virus out there killing people <laughs> that we're still just whatever. And it's like, oh, don't breathe on people two metres apart. This fucking giant dinosaur thing and a monkey destroying cities. Don't be like, oh, they're our friend. They're no, fucking and nobody. Nobody cares about the social distancing between Kong and Godzilla. No, what are they giving exactly. each other? Have they been vaccinated? Like, fuck Millie Bobby Brown and oh, Kong, <laughs> Godzilla's angry because he's upset. He's a fucking giant thing. He just destroyed half of Florida. <laughs> he destroyed San Francisco. Boston is rubble. There were nuclear bombs going off there because of this cunt. Like, for fuck's sake. Like, <laughs> I am down for Mechagodzilla. And, and the thing that, like, is stupid as well, and I don't know if I brought this up in any of our records. Maybe I did. Why do humans keep flying jets and shooting missiles at these things but they don't do anything <laughs> how many innocent pilots serving their country die in that fight because they just shoot missiles and all godzilla does is go raw brushes it off and shoots a fucking laser beam at them and they're dead mm -hmm. i mean come on they did, come on 
Sorry. Just come on, people. <laughs> rant, That's rant the most, over. most angry Ben has gotten on this show since uh, <laughs> uh, Millie Bobby was... Brown and King of Monsters. <laughs> Dirty dance. I don't know. Yeah. God. Dirty it's dancing, just... maybe. <laughs> Again, I went to the movies. I saw a giant lizard <laughs> fight a giant gorilla. I should be happy. I got my $21. <laughs> completely dating this episode more than at the beginning of the episode but happy birthday roger moore today i was in his birthday today oh so completely dating this but it's my cat's birthday today as well so um. (laughs) 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 happy birthday stiggy Um, happy birthday pussy you know what? If when I get another cat one day, and hopefully this one might be able to live with me for longer than a year, um, I'm gonna call it Roger. Roger after Moore. Roger Moore. <laughs> Not Roger, Roger Moore. <laughs> yes. Yes. Full cat name, Roger Moore. <laughs> Tap on the tin. Roger Moore! Puss, 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 puss. <laughs> Oh, please, yes, please, I'm telling you now, if I get a male cat, I'm going to call it Roger Moore. Yeah, okay, <laughs> shake on that. Virtual right shake. now, you have my word. Or a dog. <laughs> boy or girl, a boy, dog or cat, I'm calling it Roger Moore. Not Roger, Roger Moore. Roger Moore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, it's funny. <laughs> the book's behind me to make me look smarter. I found my copy of uh, Bond on Bond by Roger Moore. I've never read it, so I'm kind of... I want to I wanna read it in his voice. I quite enjoyed Skyfall. It was quite a good film. <laughs> uh, happy birthday, Roger Moore, the person, not the cat. <laughs> Roger Moore, the cat. I'm going to, like, text you a picture just petting Roger Moore. <laughs> Roger Moore just shat on the floor. <laughs> Could you change Roger Moore's litter? <laughs> Roger Moore escaped. <laughs> it sells itself. <laughs> oh, you have to do that. I'm not going to get cancer. You have to do that. I will. I would totally get my next animal. Will be called <laughs> Roger Moore. <laughs> Download. That's all. And that's not the movie. Oh, God, no. Fuck off. Um, anyway. What's that guy that uh, Tim Allen always talks about in the show where they're... Oh, Bob Vila. Yeah, Bob Vila oh, on Home Improvement. I, I, I want to see Bob Vila and Mortal Kombat. <laughs> <laughs> or how about that Emerald other... Lagasse? How many uh, other uh, oh, reality wait, I, I want to I see that other guy who had the, the like, afro hair who, who always painted the... Paint, painted the picture. Oh, Bob Ross? Yeah. I want to see him in Mortal Kombat. Now you're just casting... Uh, okay, you know what? There, I'm because sure there Bob, are... Bob Ross, you, you watch him, but honestly, that's like the best thing to fall asleep to because... And then you're going to paint the tree. Like, the guy The guy is so soothing. Look, I, I, I want to market something here. Um, like, we're on to something. I, I, I want to hold on. I, I want to talk about Bob Ross for Why, just, for why just, are we talking about Bob Ross more? For just a second. Like, this guy, he's not even, like, the most attractive man in the world. He's got, like, this huge, ridiculous, ridiculous afro. And I... I 
I don't even want to guess the size of his dong. I don't. Oh, even, how I, are we going into Bob Ross's I, dong? I, I don't even know. But honestly, I think that this guy could sit in a bar or something and pick up any girl he wanted just by talking to her. He'd be like, and then you're gonna get in my car. And we're going to go back to my apartment and I'm going to make sweet, violent love to you. And make, Violence? And make you scream all night. Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, sorry we're bringing you this episode late, people, but um, uh, he, this was worth the wait, I guess. He has like such a gentle voice. He could probably, he could probably say Would it, you like, go there? Huh? Would you go there? To Bob Ross's apartment? Sure. I don't know. Well, you're telling me he could pick up any woman, but apparently you're immune yeah, you know, he's he's a little skinny for me, though. <laughs> You're going on and on about this guy could get any woman who wants by doing this. No, could he I, get you, Jimmy? Nah. No, but I but I have a I have a type. I, I don't like people that are too skinny because it's just like cuddling with, like, skin and bones. And no offense if you're... Are you list- calling me fat? We're no, married. You're, you're not fat. You're just, like, regular size. My type is somebody that is just kind of regular sized and not too skinny because, uh, again, it's just... It's uncomfortable, and if if you're listening to this and you're really skinny or you're super skinny and you you can't gain weight because I know some people have problems gaining weight. I'm not saying you look disgusting. Every all, bo- the, all every, the skinny people out there is like Jamie doesn't love me. Everybody is beautiful, but not everybody. Bob but, Ross's is hideous. What a stick! But but people have types, and that's just my type. Yeah, you know, you know so, some some people like you know like really tiny short women with like huge butts and or or some some guys like really tall ladies with like no butts so you know i don't know everybody has a type yeah it's just nobody's type is bob ross well i don't know he or everybody's type is bob ross except for yours maybe he could like just sit and do like a reading reading are you regretting bringing up bob ross's dong now (laughs) this backfired on you quickly no i i mean i wouldn't want to necessarily like date the guy i i wouldn't say that like i wouldn't like give him a chance but but like i think that he could make a lot of money if he would have you know read these uh what, what are those novels called harlequin romance yeah. novels yeah well bob ross narrating harlequin romance yeah i would listen to that i would totally listen to that wow. i want to listen to him like talking about stroking dongs and stro- oh why is bob ross stroking dongs now well, it wouldn't be so he could pick up any woman or guy in a bar you're saying no if he's reading and narrating a novel <laughs> he's reading the the girl part and the guy part <laughs> but but <laughs> But I'm sure that there are Harlequin novels out there where there's gay people in them. But that's not what I'm talking about. This is making our best up. <laughs> no, I'm... I'm t- <laughs> the guy has a very nice way of, you know, doing strokes with his brushes. Whoa, whoa! With his what brushes. What kind of strokes is he giving to dongs? Well, maybe he could use his paintbrush on me, you know? <laughs> But he's not your type. <laughs> I mean, if he doesn't make me like vomit from the way he looks, <laughs> you are so all over the place. Um, I mean, I'm married now, so like I'm tied down. But I'm saying you're you know, tied down. I'm but... sorry that I'm restricting you from being stroked by Bob Ross. <laughs> well, no, you know that you're the hottest guy in the world. I've told you. Of that. Of course I do. I hear it all the time. Yes, I know. I t- all of our female listeners. They... I just told you like the other night. I said I was looking at you. And and I said, you're so handsome. And I said, you know, if there was, uh, oh, there was, there was a celebrity that I mentioned. And I said, you know, if she ever came and she tried to, to take you away from me, I would, I would 
you know, high kicker in the eye. What or celebrity is going to take me away from you? Rihanna? Okay, well, you know what? Rihanna, you're welcome to try. <laughs> I will give you a fair shot. Britney Spears? I might give her a fair shot. She's too crazy. No. Kelly um, Rowland? Maybe. Whatever happened to Bob Ross here? Aren't we talking about stroking stuff? <laughs> we are moving on. <laughs> Oh, sorry, I always do this, but I mean, it's just me. It comes out. Yeah. Oh, does it ever come out? Um, let's get back to Mortal Kombat here. Um, I want Bob Ross to be in Mortal Kombat. What's the grossest thing that you guys have ever eaten? I mean, a lot of was um, Kim, I think it was. <laughs> you know, if Colin said that, I would go, ha, ha, but you know when Ben said that there was someone called Kim. <laughs> <laughs> the subtlety is not there. <laughs> and he's laughing because he knows this truth. You know, I... I Get around this show. Nothing really gross... There's foods I don't like, but nothing really grosses me out. In fact, people still to this day will challenge me to eat something that's just a really odd combination um, and Poor usually I get paid for, I, people get paid for it or I get paid for it was great I, one time somebody wanted right, me to you put you get paid to eat stuff yeah because people think oh, I'm not going to go through to take phone calls yeah, exactly what, See, what magical world does Colin live in we don't take the better every day yeah, this is paid for this show Winnipeg this is really how you supplement incomes. You, you gotta supplement <laughs> your income, guys. Come on, this is economics. Oh, probably got his own Patreon. <laughs> He's got his only I've been to Winnipeg how many times? I thought it was all the same. No, apparently it's brilliant. I'm I'm not going you to the underground. I uh, I once got I once got paid I think ten dollars to eat a. You guys know what a Scotch bonnet hot pepper is? Um, no. sure. <laughs> it's like the sec. It's the second hottest pepper in the world. So, somebody brought these back from South America at work, and two guys ate like they split one, and they spent like a half an hour lying down in the first aid room. Uh, so somebody <laughs> said they would pay me ten dollars to eat two of them on my own. I had to chew it for a minute straight, and then I had to wait another minute and a half after that before I could have a drink of anything. Um, busy day at work. I did it. Not only did I make $10, I got a standing ovation from about 50 people. So, no, um, you made fun of me it. last week. You're like, oh, Ben, don't listen back to Die Another Day in every episode. I'll help you write a resume. This guy's getting like at work, fucking busy. Eat a pepper, 10 bucks. Yeah. This is, this is capitalism at its best, people. <laughs> he was probably taking a call while he was doing it. I think I would. I want to take up every bad word phone. I have bagged out about Colin for like having sex twice and never seen porn like Colin's like yeah, my idol like let's, 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 let's tick off Colin's like positives in his column here he has a loving wife who like dotes on him brings him breakfast washes his clothes after four years posts on social media every five minutes about how much she loves him looks after the kids when he's ignoring him every single yeah. weekend to record this she goes shit. a bit overboard with the Colin <laughs> well, no I'm down video. for it you keep it up if Jamie I like to criticise Jamie in one aspect let's say toe down the Colin well. she's like the horniest woman I think I've ever met but she's fine with only getting laid every couple of years because I don't know she's got <laughs> Henry Cavill movies and vibrators. Well, because she's also supplementing her income. Colin gets paid to take phone calls. He records podcasts while he works. He he gets paid to eat food. He eats um, while he works. He eats while he works. He does fun runs and then meets like Defleur Lapointe sisters and then meets John oh, yeah. Montgomery and then gets him on the show because he becomes best friends with him. Um, 
you know, I mean, sure, the Leafs haven't won a Stanley Cup since he was like, you know, 84, but it still doesn't matter because he's happy because then his bloody lightning goes and we're like, God, this, Colin, you're my hero. This is the life. <laughs> Here, well, what's the, what's the, what's the, do you, do you, do you, do you, do you, do you, $10, who are these people who pay you to eat food? I want to meet them. I'll eat shit for $10. Yes. I need $10. Move somewhere where... I've eaten a lot worse shit than that. I got paid zip. Well, move somewhere where people are not daring. Like, uh, I, I remember um, I also just spicy things. I have a good tolerance for spice. Somebody got like an extremely spicy hot sauce and they had wings and they said, I will pay you a dollar for every one of these oh, that you can finish. So... I think I made like seven or eight dollars. Yeah, I, I made only seven or eight dollars because this was like one of the spiciest things I ever tasted. Uh, but afterwards, like nothing would kill the burning sensation in my mouth. I took yogurt because my lips were burning more than my tongue and I smeared it around my mouth. So I basically looked like the Joker with yogurt just sitting on my lips for about five minutes straight. You know, you know, it's Even funny. Well, I was, I was going to say, you know, it's funny. Jamie also has some sort of white cream around her lips sometimes. Wow. But um <laughs> You need to move to Korea if you love spicy food then, but you're not gonna get paid to eat it. Well that's the thing. You gotta you gotta live somewhere where nobody's daring and people are boring. I, I really I really Asia hope is some, not the place I really hope somebody has like tuned into our podcast for the very first time. Oh look at this, they're doing an octopusy commentary. I love that movie. I'm, <laughs> I really want to hear these insights from these three hosts about octopusy. They'll they've tuned out like forty five <laughs> minutes ago. Yeah, when, when Colin started talking about his standing ovation for eating a <laughs> The one thing I'm going to give him is the the evangelical... <laughs> Just do one episode sober. That's all we're asking. Have another drink, Noah. Evangelical... <laughs> No, whenever you say hit a point, I don't hit it. That's hilarious. Take the best off. Well, I'm kind of trying to make her the improved Roxy, so um, she doesn't knock over children. Try not to let her picnics or all the things that my first one did. Um, so working extra hard with this one. I didn't really know what I was doing last time. She was the best dog in the world, but the greediest, naughtiest dog in the world also. So I'm trying to knock the best dog in the world that also is a little bit controlled. Yeah, yeah, knocking over children might not go down well with some people. So, um, it definitely didn't. <laughs> yeah. It was yeah. happy. She thought she was playing whilst they're screaming and running away from her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picturing these terrified children running around with the happiest dog in the world bounding around. And it was like, get yeah. away from the dog, get away from the dog. <laughs> it was literally that bad. Or like, I remember uh, someone knocked at the door with a piece of toast in their hand and she'd just snatch it out of their hand. And I was like, I'm so sorry. Do you want me to make some toast? <laughs> and she definitely ruined wow. many picnics. <laughs> I'm actually just, I'm all, that, what you say there, I'm actually just, who who rocks up to your house with toast in their hand? <laughs> and that's a good point too. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I, I, it's not the food that I imagine. You just walk up to you, you know. Hey, yeah, you going, Gemma? Just, just don't mind me eating my morning toast. <laughs> no, that that was the neighbour, but um, yeah, they didn't, they didn't have it. Anymore. <laughs> <laughs> wow, the things you learn. I've also been to Colin's house. I've slept in Colin's bed. Uh, so. What? Well, uh, too much. Info. 
<laughs> no, like when we stayed, like I've been to his, I've been to two of his houses. He's got another one every time I visit. Oh, one, he's got a didn't house. know he was so rich. <laughs> like the first time I went to Winnipeg, I couldn't stay in his house. So I stayed in an Airbnb with this really weird lady with a cat. Um, and then the second time we went there, I was with Mallory. And so we like stayed in this room and were sleeping in this bed. Later found out that like that was Colin and Jamie's bed and they're out in the lounge room sleeping on the floor. Uh, <laughs> thanks, Colin and Jamie. <laughs> oh, such a gentleman. I've slept in the bed that Casper was probably conceived in. Ew. <laughs> oh, it was a cute story until you said that. Well, Colin's only had sex twice. We know that. No, I don't, I don't want to think about you sleeping in your sex shoes. <laughs> wow. You talk about this being a nice story. You just out of the sentence, Colin, sex juice. <laughs> I have Which an image now of juice at a supermarket. Which... Mm, Colin, sex juice. Coincidentally, was also a working title for this podcast. <laughs> You know, you talk about Colin's sex juice. That's only happened twice in the world. <laughs> Jamie's sex juice. Jesus, that's on tap. <laughs> oh, my God. I feel like he's allowed to say that. I feel like you're not allowed to say that. Oh, it's Jamie and I, we're, we're comfortable with each other. A little too comfortable, oh, some would say. Oh, clearly you slept in her bed. <laughs> and her sex juice. Yeah, on tap. <laughs> Mm, I'll have a glass of Jamie's sex juice, please. Slice of lemon. <laughs> Edit point. I, Never. I feel, um, this is making the best I, of. I, <laughs> I, want this. I, I feel like a little uncomfortable talking about okay, a stop. friend's wife and talking about <laughs> pouring a glass of her sex juice. This is classic. This is classic Oz Network slash Survivor Oz. Get Ben under the bus when it's Noah who brings it up originally. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't say it was on tap. <laughs> <laughs> that was too far. You know when you go to a bar and you've got those like taps and they've got a the little logo, like Carlton United. <laughs> I just picture of Jamie. Yeah, so don't throw it back to me. You're the one who's talking about pouring a glass. <laughs> I guarantee you I could send this to Jamie and she would laugh. You're the prude here, oh. Noah. Stop being a prude and have oh. a glass of Jamie's sex juice. <laughs> I am drunk, but I'm not that drunk. Oh, I'm always drunk when it comes to Jamie's sex. Stop! Stop saying it! It rolls off the tongue so well. Um... You know, I, I wasn't going to bring this up, but I was legitimately thinking about this when I was on the bus earlier. <laughs> Jamie's sex <laughs> Driving on the bus? What am I going to think about? Oh, it's Colin, Colin's wife. Jamie, <laughs> I, I was really thinking, and I, this is a true story, I hand on my heart, how long will it be before Ben gets cancelled? <laughs> it's been way <laughs> too long. I mean, if Marilyn Manson can get cancelled and I haven't. Uh... Yeah, I feel like he's done worse, better things than you've done. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, well, now that I, I think about sleeping in Colin's bed... Um, oh, no. it wasn't, it was a bit crusty. So, uh, 
I'm I'm so glad you my camera is not working and I <laughs> You brought it up. You brought up Collins. I'm blaming you. Don't no. throw it back to me. <laughs> Don't mention Collins sex juice. <sighs> Apolog- I apologize to Jamie. I don't. Hi, Jamie. <laughs> Apologise to Colin. I have talked about having an affair with Jamie on an episode with Colin. Uh, I think we're good. <laughs> Apologise to his children. You don't apologise to my wife. Let's. let's she's fine. <laughs> she married oh, me. She's just... used to it. <laughs> she's not real. That's the difference. True. Yep, that's right. She, she's Yeah, she's out delivering bread yeah <laughs> <laughs> sounds legit she's actually in bed right now she's probably waiting she's probably laying there crying right now okay? <laughs> yeah because all she can hear from the other room is jamie's sex juice jamie's sex juice jamie's sex juice crusty bed <laughs> that's my rap album crusty bed <laughs> Why do we do this? Was well, this why we took a year yeah. away? No, yeah, got he wondered woke. why I was gone for a year. <laughs> no, <laughs> got woke on me. <laughs> well, somebody had to date. do it. You were going woke. <laughs> somebody had to do it. God, the Oz Network and woke does not go well together. Well, it wasn't going to be you, and Colin's too old, so I had to do it. <laughs> So, hang on, don't mention Jamie's sex juice. Colin, you're old. I don't even know how old Colin is. He could be 50 for all I know. No context of how old he is. Wow. Okay, then. Don't mention his wife's juice, but you're 50. <laughs> you say that as if I've said the offensive thing. You just called Colin 50. That's I said offensive. he could be 50. Well, he could be. Well, it's not. Or well, how old is he? He's like 30-something. <laughs> I don't even know how old you are. Too yeah, young for me to be laugh. talking about you. You were 16 when I started talking to you. Just think, I was a child when you started. Now you're telling me about pints of sex juice. and the mm. inappropriate. No, a schooner. Oh, well, in that case, it's fine. <laughs> Okay, let's move on before Colin will never speak to us ever again. Oh, finally. <laughs> <laughs> we did Good it. plan, though. We ticked that off. Well, well done. People believe we were okay. really arguing then. <laughs> High five. Well done, yes. All right. Finally got rid of him. We did it. Moving on. <laughs> Colin who? <laughs> that old guy. Uh, any- <laughs> At 50 year old. <laughs> Who's older, Colin or Alan Dale? <laughs> Definitely Colin. They kind of look similar. <laughs> Colin's they a grandpa. <laughs> oh, crap. We found a new joke on the other network. Colin the grandpa. And I'm Colin. I really appreciate that on this podcast, right? When Colin and I are together, we're bagging you out. Now, when you and I are together, oh, we're bagging uh, out Colin. When you and, and I, I Colin you. You bag out me, I listened to the double on seven episode you did without me. Oh, no. We all fucking hate each other. Just a little bitch. 
<laughs> That's why we need to all be on at one time. <laughs> Not be. <laughs> you should hear when Nick and I get on an episode. Oof. <laughs> oh, that Colin. He's only had sucks two times. <laughs> Jamie sucks juice. Uh, Grandpa. <laughs> old, old man Colin. <sighs> Wow. Yeah. Um, I started this episode at 5 in the morning. It is now 6.22. And now you're a grumpy. <laughs> Apologies to everyone. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, mm. Okay, so let's just <laughs> order a shot of Jamie's sex juice and move on. Um, mm. Salty. No. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Just when you think it's safe to go back in the water, <laughs> you're gonna need a bigger boat. <laughs> I might need to open a can of beer. <laughs> Another one. I, I want to point out Noah says before this episode, oh, I'm a little bit drunk. I think I've sobered you up. I did not say that. <laughs> I think I've completely sobered you up at this point. <laughs> okay, let's move on. Apologies to all and moving on. Can we just say that's the hierarchy of forgettable Australian actors? Jai yeah. Courtney, Sam Worthington, Luke Bracey. <laughs> well, I, I think at the end of the day, you know, again, well, you at least know who Sam Worthington and Jai Courtney yeah. are. Luke, if you had said to me 10 days ago, Ben, what's your opinion on Australian actor Luke Bracey? I would have been like, uh, what's your opinion on Canadian actor Jack Smiggins? Like I, that, you, <laughs> Jack Smiggins! You've made that name up, haven't you? Like, who's Luke Bracey? Did I, just, did I just make the name of this episode, Jack Smiggins? Um, but, uh, like, I just, I, I thought you would have been making that name up. I wouldn't have had a clue who that is, so... Yeah, there's that's not a real person. I'm just writing a Jack Smiggins because that's my new favorite name. <laughs> I want to legally change my name not just to Jack Smiggins but to famous Canadian Jack Smiggins. There, there, there's the name of the episode right now. People, are, why is this episode called Famous Canadian Jack Smiggins? Well, there you go. That's why it is. He's up there with uh, Pierre Trudeau, Wayne Gretzky. Uh, Kiva Sutherland's only... granddad and uh, <laughs> Jack Smiggins. Uh, the only other name I think we ever came up with on here was, uh, uh, was it in our Skyfall commentary? Sticky uh, McJohn John. Sticky McJohn John and Jack <laughs> Smiggins. <laughs> that's, that's a pairing. Uh, there's, there's our breaking news of 007. Next James Bond played by <laughs> Jack Smiggins. There he is. <laughs> Let's see if we can get more likes for this than Noah Groves cast as James Bond. <laughs> Jack Smiggins. If I Google Jack Smiggins, there's bound here? to be one. There's, did you mean Jack Siggins, Jack Miggins, or Jack Scoggins? Um, the only thing it comes up with is Smiggins Hole, which is a, a town in New South Wales, which famously, I know back in 2002, Roy and HG try to make a winter Olympic bid. That was the inspiration for the Hobart 2020 Olympic bid. Um, but Jack Smiggins, uh, you Google okay. image it and it's just literally pictures of the snow. No <laughs> so. joke. I am going to create a Jack Smiggins account, famous Canadian Jack Smiggins. People can find him on Twitter. When you hear this episode, 
go and uh, friend or follow Jack Smiggins wherever you can find him on social media. <laughs> he's, he's not even Famous on Instagram. Canadian. I type in Jack Smiggins Instagram. You got Jack Stibbard no. on Instagram. But um, is he? By the time this episode well, comes out, is he? <laughs> and I just want you to just post pictures of um, Luke Brayson and see a Bracey. Well, <laughs> yes. I don't know his name. <laughs> Nobody's going to know. <laughs> Famous Canadian. Jack Smiggins looks like that guy. <laughs> and, and then all of a sudden he'd be like, oh, this is the sexiest guy ever. Like, oh, man. Like, this guy. Like, I mean, this is what happened how we got Rene Russo as a joke. I just come up with the first name that comes off. He's not even Jack Smiggins on Facebook. I type in Jack Smiggins' Facebook. You've got Oh, Smiggins yes, there is. <laughs> was going off last night. Looking to live around Jindabine. Public group Facebook. Anthony Munn. <laughs> Jewel Finance, a testimonial. Like, Jack Smiggins literally doesn't exist in this world. Like, you know what? If Luke Bracey had the name Jack Smiggins, he'd be somebody by now. That's I, what you're missing, Bracey. I'm telling you now, I'm going to, like, keep, I want to think there's a Jack Smiggins in the phone book. Like, I mean, there's, there's got to be somebody. <laughs> there's one Jack Smiggins somewhere in the world. Jack Smiggins, if you're listening, we will pull down all of our social media if you can prove you exist. Pro- produce a birth certificate. That's all I'm asking. Produce a birth certificate and we will pull down our social media. I mean, literally, like, there's at least another Ben Waterworth out there who's a little bit more famous than me. I mean, there can't be, like, two Ben Waterworths and not a Jack Smiggins. <laughs> Um, I type in Smiggins Jack on whitepages.com.au. They don't find anyone. Like, Jack Smiggins is invisible. He's a CIA agent, Colin. <laughs> He's a ghost. <laughs> He's a ghost. That, that's the November man too, Jack Smiggins. Yeah, there you go. The December man, Jack Smiggins. <laughs> <laughs> December man. The prequel, the October man. <laughs> no Time to Die is next week. Now, sadly, Ben won't be here. If he's listening to this episode, he's going to be very uh, upset that I'm even mentioning this, but it's been delayed in Australia, so he's not going to see it for several weeks. Noah has actually already seen No Time to Die because it's been released in Korea. Uh, We're seeing No Time to Die in only a couple of days. It's actually really disturbing how you said we're talking about Ben just now because you're talking about the James Bond thing and you're like, and he won't be here like as if someone's going to kill him or something. Well, if, don't, don't, don't jinx them. You guys know how you kill James Bond. I know. If, if anybody out here has listened to 007, they know we have a bad track record with that. So, uh, Ben, I hope you're still here a week from now. Ben won't be here. He's no longer with us. <laughs> we are gathered here today to bid farewell to our dearly departed co-host, Ben Waterworth, and give you a spoiler-free review of No Time to Die. <laughs> okay. Well, I actually uh, had a bit of a chat with the Mozambique crew of Maria Machava and Denise Paruk, and they said that... Uh, they, they really need some help when it comes to their sailing, so they suggested that uh, we were able to help them out. So I'm just actually going to connect uh, something here to the speakers of the uh, the Tokyo Olympic speakers. Now I'll just cue this up. There we go. Yes, Pirates of the Caribbean music is might make this a little right. more exciting. So there we go. Let's see. Well, well that it, works. We all I'm remember in, the famous pumped. Whirlpool sequence at the end of At World's End. That's basically what they're doing right now. This is the uh, this is the theatric part of the competition. So they're scored on artistic. They're scored on technical and they're scored on theatrics. And this is the theatrical portion of the program. Look at the Dutch, the Slovenians and the Chinese here going around to some uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. I mean, this this is why the kids get involved because they want to cue this up mm. and get involved in it. I mean, you could play so many other sounds. You could play I'm Sailing Away. That could work. But no, I'm, I'm, I'm digging the Pirates of the Caribbean stuff here. Oh, Switzerland just came in. No. Oh, what a move by oh, Switzerland. Wow. My goodness, Nice save Colin. there. Jeez. Almost Spain. ending catastrophe. 
Well, the fifth mark here, and I love the way that they're able to so quickly animate these boats. We talked about that in the badminton the other day, but this is live shots of animation. I mean, again, attracting the kids. Kids love cartoons, so let's cartoon on this as Poland have about a 17-kilometre lead here over Israel, it seems. France sneaking up behind Israel, so obviously the advice that they gave you are helping. But, oh, we've got a little bit of trouble here for Poland. Looks like they're stopped. Oh, no, the Polish pole is broken. The fight between these two is breaking out again. Oh, she's got a leg caught in a rope. Oh, she has to move it around there. Oh, that's but a submission on ball. That's special. She's tapping out. I think she's tapping. No, not yet. It's getting no, close, though. A tap out is coming. Just uh, the boat in the background there, I believe that was the Canadian boat. I, I like to see the Canadians use the motorized dinghy there, but unfortunately they were disqualified at the start. Well, just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water, here comes Canada. They're there just, that's disruption is their plan. Of course, the Polish crew of Agnieszka Skurapek and Jolanta Agar are doing very well. Israel's gaining here. Look at the gain there from Israel. Noya Baram and Shah Tibi are absolutely on fire as we've got a close-up view of the French. On her. Wow. That French... That's the butt the, cam. This that's is Camille there. Sexualization wow. in the uniforms of sailing has become quite the controversial topic. I believe uh, recently in a recent poll of the French of who has the sexiest butt in sports, Camille Leconte did come across at number one, followed by Mary Antoinette. So I think they've kind of you know forgotten about her, but seriously, number two butt in France still after all these years. Yeah. So good for them. And the polls here, uh, they still look like they're just sitting still here. So maybe they're just talking it out, having a bit of a DM just to make sure that the Polish polls aren't going there. But they've got such a lead here. Colin. I mean, this is an unassailable lead. We we went around the fifth mark. We should have mentioned that. I, I don't even know what that means, but it sounds important. But, I mean, with such a lead at the fifth mark, I mean, leg six of seven right now. They've got a 188-metre lead. I thought it was 17 kilometres. Clearly, my distance is going there. But Australia, Australia's up into fifth. Oh, no, they've just been overtaken by the Italians. Yeah, that's, uh, that's your typical Italian move there. Uh, they just love to sneak in there just to stick it to the Australians. Now, looking at how close the field is behind there, as we get a close-up of the poles here. I mean, the poles literally, I think, are sitting still again just to tease Israel, France. As Australia back up into fifth again, so classic move there from the Australians. But is this just a bit of a toying tactic? Is this a bit of a sledge here? The poles going, come and get us. Come and get us. We're used to being overrun by countries. But the difference is, all these years later, we know how to we know how to take it. We're not just going to get invaded again. We're going to let you invade us, but then we're going to stick it right up to you and do the Polish thing, which is just sail into the distance and win a, met and win a race. Well, we all know Keanu Reeves' famous, like, come here finger wave that he does in the Matrix, that is the sailing equivalent right there. I believe that is the subtitle and the slogan for sailing is come here. So, come here. Uh, there we go. Now, oh, this come is here, a tricky move. sailing for the kids. Now, the Polish sailors here, uh, both Skarapek and Olgar, have gone through the two yellow markers there, as I believe that's Agar standing up to even do the come here right now to everybody. She's, she's literally leaning over the side of the boat going, come here, Israel, come on, let's do this. And I, I will say that I, I have to say, after all these years, it's great to see two nations very much destroyed by World War II really coming into their own sailing now. It's, it's about time to yes. Holland. This is what the Olympics yes. are all about. You know, it's been all good since the Holocaust. Uh, that's going along with our commentary oh, from Colin, yesterday. Sorry to interrupt you. We've got the finish here. The Polish, not the Polish boat. They weren't even qualifying, but the, the Polish are about to cross the line. They have. They've won this race. The Polish have won despite wow. a pole fight. No, Polish poles fights, strife among the team, and you know what, they come together in the end, all in the, 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 the sportsmanship of that country is just extraordinary. Now, what are we gonna do? Are we gonna end up in another crash here? 
No, Colin, I've got Brayton to say here, trying to ride. we know this is a bit of a marathon, the 470. Plenty of races to go, but is Israel going to finish second? Now, if they can get under 50 seconds here, they will get the bonus gobbledygook point, as we know how important that is. So it's Israel. Let's call this. It's they're coming, coming to the line. To the can they be 50 seconds? 42, 43. They're going to do it. I think they're going to get Left the gobbledygook stroke, point. Right stroke, Look stroke, at this. Right they're going to cross the line. Mogul, 48 mogul, seconds. Mogul. Wow, Israel the get the secondly gobbledygook point as France cross the line, miss out by five seconds. And the Brits, the British, look at them in a deserved fourth place. Suck it, Britain. Oh. <laughs> I never would have thought when you saw Spy Lobby that, oh yeah, next film, Jaws will be dancing with some gay Brazilians. Did you say gay Brazilians? Are they the Mardi Gras? It's Carnival, it's not Mardi Gras. It's just a dance. That's oh, pretty gay. <laughs> <laughs> Noah talks about his thoughts on Brazilian culture. It's pretty gay. <laughs> <laughs> well, Colin was the one who was laughing the most of us. I think I. <laughs> I think we've got a new sound clip now what for future episodes. <laughs> from now oh, on. From now on. Noah, what do you think of of Moonraker? It's pretty gay. Okay, it's pretty gay. All right. <laughs> I thought Carnival was a gay thing. I didn't know. <laughs> it's not a gay thing, Noah. But Is um, it not? It's not. Carnival's just like Brazilians are happy. They dance. It's, there's so many boobs in Carnival. Oh. It's totally not gay. Well, I thought they were okay with the boobs because they were gay. <laughs> oh, can that be our episode title? I thought they were okay with the boobs because they were gay. <laughs> That's the episode title. <laughs> not as still an anus to me. I thought they oh. were okay with the boobs because they were gay. <laughs> I didn't... I'm not like trying to make a joke out of this. I genuinely thought Carnival was like a Mardi Gras sort of gay thing. I didn't know. <laughs> I love I'm how not like into Brazil. I really love how like we've we've had this long ongoing joke that you're racist and can't get a date. When I think we really need to be like, no, I was actually a homophobe. I thought it was a gay thing. <laughs> oh no, it's anti-homophobe. I thought, oh yeah, it's anti-homophobe. Yeah, I thought it was a progressive gay scene. <laughs> Why is Colin laughing at all of this? I don't get it. Yeah, because he's the homophobe. He is, actually. <laughs> he doesn't approve of yours <laughs> in my relationship. <laughs> I heard that. He frowned upon our trip around Tasmania. <laughs> I thought that was a gay thing. People only travel around Tasmania. That's pretty gay. I thought it was a gay thing. I thought it was a no, gay thing. No, this is a stunning location. Stunning. I thought it was a gay thing. Yeah, this is a gay location. You're not going to remember doing this commentary and you're all of a sudden going to listen to an episode of the future where you're going to be like, oh, that's pretty gay. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm saying that's a good thing. I'm going to get into trouble. People are going to call me a homophobe. They call me a racist, but you said ghetto. I got called the racist. 
It's not homophobic to say it was gay. Let's just say, oh, yeah, it was happy and fun. 1950s gay. <laughs> okay, I've got to tell this. I wasn't going to tell this story, but I've got to tell Go it. Go for so it. When, you, when you're 15, you don't have a lot of money, right? Mm. And I like to go out. I like to go out with mates. We watch the movies and stuff. So how I told you about I've watched this movie three times in three days. So the first time, obviously, was with my family. So, so the second day, we had this little scheme. We were 15. Basically, we'd go in. Uh, there might be four of us. We'd buy four tickets, go in. And then three of us, or like, then we'd come out. One would come out, refund their ticket, go back in with the pass. And that's how, basically how we were able to watch it. Because, and so in the end, you know, there was only one ticket bought. Yeah. And this was before the days. I don't know how it is over there, but this was days before like you had seated like numbers for each seat oh, yeah. and stuff. It was basically, you just sit anywhere. So, so you'd go out with two tickets. You'd refund one, walk back in, and then, then your next friend would go out. And, and this is how we do it. And I still remember even with the movie Marathon, they used to give you a little band around your arm. So, and it was like, I think it was like 25 bucks for this movie Marathon. Not much, but when, when you're 15 and you're not working, you're at school, you know, yeah. and you're trying to get money off your parents and they're like, hey, you've already seen this movie twice. You know, uh, you, you've got to do what you've got to do. So I remember what we'd do, we'd get in, we'd, like, we'd get a couple of mates, we'd, we'd like, real carefully fold back, you know, the, the, the wristband go back, refund it, come in with someone else's wristband. But the only problem with that in a movie marathon, it means, because obviously you had to give the wristband, the original wristband back to whoever you know was paying, mm-hmm. um, you couldn't leave. So you literally had to spend the whole night like in the movie, you know, oh, but wow. it, was a, it was a free night. So, I mean, that's yeah. my experience with, with scamming cinemas and <laughs> something about Mary is basically I saw it three times. I think I le- legitimately paid for it or my mum paid for it once. Uh, I, now I feel like such the polite Canadian because uh, my experience of the one time I saw this when it first came out was uh, I was so excited I had earned some extra money. So it was like the first time in a long time where I'm like, I've got money to see the movie and buy a drink. So here I am paying extra money. And you're scamming well, the theater. Well, uh, and that's what I'm looking. I'm looking at the the, the the gross worldwide. You know, it probably would have been a few extra bucks if I actually didn't refund <laughs> yeah, a couple exactly. of those tickets. It would have got a little bit more credit, maybe. Well, not just that. I mean, how many other kids are doing the exact same thing here? I mean, oh. this could have outgrossed Armageddon and Saving Private Ryan and not been for all of you hooligans down there. <laughs> Obviously, us Australian teenage uh, teenagers. Uh, yeah, I don't know if things things have probably changed now, but they you had to do what you had to do and, and we love watching movies and you know that's what we did and we got to see it in the welcome to scotland line like how great is that um but yeah i wouldn't put him quite as high as being the top three because i think that the top three for me are all more memorable overall but like oh kincaid's the man come on typical old man opinion that he thinks kincaid's a badass like oh this guy badass. <laughs> he's, he's not <laughs> Oh, Colin, you're not helping the jokes. <laughs> Rank your top ten badasses. Oh, Chuck Norris, Keanu Reeves, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Kim Keys, Albert Finney, <laughs> The Expendables Four. <laughs> hey, come on, who wouldn't want to watch that? And also, now, now Welcome to some... Scotland. Scary movie lines. Welcome to Scotland. <laughs> I've got some uh, synonyms here, and you tell me, does this, it's a game, does this apply <laughs> to Kinkade or not apply? Frightening. <laughs> scary. <Ooh>. Hair-raising. <laughs> Petrifying. <laughs> Spine-chilling. Blood-curdling. <laughs> alarming. Appalling. 
<laughs> daunting, formidable, nerve-wracking, sinister, spooky, and hairy. Well, why yes, them all more than all more than Chuck Lee and Raul. <laughs> The last one, Harry. That's a, that's pretty accurate. Um, <laughs> famous Bond villain. You know, no one's there going like, Will and White is quotable. And so is his famous Bond ally lines. Welcome to Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> you guys tell me you legitimately don't love the Welcome to Scotland line. But like, it's it's not like that doesn't <laughs> solidify him as scary. <laughs> I never I said scary. <laughs> when did this turn into scary? There's a difference between dangerous and scary. Again, how is he tough? Like, quarrel literally when asked a question, you quarrel. Maybe that's sinister. That's like, ooh, he's a little bit aloof. That's like sinister. Like, Maybe like, is sinister. Questioning quarrel. He says, "Welcome to Scotland." Like, ooh. I, uh, for the record, the quarrel line. has not been brought up yet so i know and there's a reason because he's scary I <laughs> and i have line, not brought coral up <laughs> i don't <laughs> find welcome to scotland uh scary or daunting or anything <laughs> i didn't write welcoming, cool. welcoming somebody's yeah, yeah. cool and scary Ooh. colin colin you got there it is cool <laughs> you got there so, so next time i go to walmart welcome to walmart Ooh, scary and cool Ooh. <laughs> nobody said scary <laughs> We did. It's funny. You're oh, making me wet I'm right now, by Colin. Colin. Now there's something about old men. <laughs> oh, now I'm all wet. Sorry. <laughs> Welcome to wetness. <laughs> you know that line in that movie you like, Colin, when Hugh Jackman's like, "Welcome to Australia." Oh, fucking scary and cool and. <laughs> Oh, actually, you know the scariest and coolest line in movies? Richard Attenborough, welcome to Jurassic Park. Ooh. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. goodness. Um, you're, you must be, like, shit scared and cool at the same time if you listen to Alice Cooper's Welcome to My Nightmare. My God. Wow. Yeah, that joke failed. Move on. Uh, number... <laughs> Who's scarier, Kincaid or Alice Cooper? Kincaid. Oof. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> the Bieber tails and Nanaimo bars, they're going everywhere. That's about enough Canadian cuisine. Nanaimo Number nine. Bars. Oh, save! Sweden save! <laughs> this is insane! I cannot believe this, Jared. <laughs> you like n- never see this many saves in a penalty no. shooter. <laughs> I haven't seen this many saves since David Hasselhoff. This is this is something else. So now Sweden get another chance at gold. Oh, I love the, the reaction of the Canadian. She's just like, fuck. <laughs> she's just got such a blank look on her face. Oh, this Swedish player, she's been around. She looks like she's a veteran of this team. Wow. Okay. This for the gold. Stockholm right now is ready to ready to explode. They're going to open up seven new IKEA stores if she gets this. It's the amount of money that's going to be in flux into the Swedish Olympic Committee. All right. Gold for Sweden. Is she going to do it? Is she going to do it? She's thinking. She's getting ready. She's sidestepping. She comes in. Gosh, she's got a bar! <laughs> this is magnificent. I cannot believe it. That was insane. She did like she beat the keeper. She beat her and she went over as a captain. God, get rid of your captain's armband. You're ashamed of your nation. 
I'm quarter Swedish, Jared, and I'm ashamed. My goodness. <laughs> okay, so we've had five shots Sweden. They're 2-1 up. Canada's only gotten one. They've missed their last three. She misses Sweden win the gold. And based on how things are going, <laughs> Sweden are going to win the gold. Canada have not scored since the first one. The weight of a nation on this player's face. She's got it. Oh, we're going to extra, extra penalties. Why not add some extra gravy to your poutine, folks? Not going anywhere. Jared Only wants fitting. to go to bed. <laughs> you can go to bed. I'll call this myself. <laughs> at 12.45 a.m. <laughs> 12.45 a.m. What is it? 10.45 a.m. in Toronto right now. For Colin, it's like 9.45 a.m., 7.45 a.m. in Vancouver. Everyone's getting excited. What a way to wake up. All right. Now, Sweden, you've missed the last two. Number two's coming in, of course. Uh, Canadian goalie's just looking... I like the pink headband. Suits her, suits her well. So basically now, of course, this works. Sweden miss, Canada score, they win gold. Sweden score, Canada miss, they win gold. It's... That simple. It's not like uh, that cycling one they were trying to explain to me last night, which I was like having a... Did you watch that? The Omnium? How She's that done works? She's, they've taken them over by a lapse. They get this many points. And yeah. If they catch back on, this happens. <laughs> All right, here we go. Inga comes in. Oh, save for Canada! <laughs> oh, this is brilliant. This is the best thing I've ever watched. <laughs> Come on, Canada. Get my predictions up. Get that gold medal tally up. You've got what, too many what did you have for Canada? You seven, had seven, 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 and seven. You did. I had three. I'm fucked. Uh, this will be double if they get this. <laughs> I've gotten closest for the Australian one. I think I had the highest, didn't I? I had 13. Uh, you had 11. Colin had seven. Jesus, Colin. All right. Number seven. <laughs> Speaking of which, for Canada for the gold. Oh, she's got it. Canada, a gold medalist! Canada! Canada! Oh, Canada! Oh, what a win! What a magnificent win! Wow, stacks on the mill! Party time! It's Poutine Central! Vancouver's going off! Toronto's going off! Winnipeg's going off! Flin Flon's going off! Jared, get on board the Canadians! I'm just excited to uh, to watch the penalty. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Jared's I'll get it like, at some on. point. <laughs> Emu Plains TV. Oh, there we go. Oh, got a hand to it as well. Wow. Oh, oh my goodness. What a I'd shame. Say she she just finished that earlier. She could have been athlete oh. of the day. What would you rather, a gold medal or athlete of the day? It's a toss up. Yeah, she's not that far away from me. She's coming. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> oh, ooh. whose turn is this? Oh. Oh. Um, well, oh. Colin, you could say something, but you've already put her up. So I guess now it's Noah's yeah. turn. So, yeah. Oh, okay. That's, that's, that's what I former. intended to say. Whose turn is it next? Take a step back, Colin. <laughs> Take a step back. <laughs> I also, I want to comment really quickly, not even on her, but uh, <laughs> Noah uh, has developed this almost disapproving dad thing. It's like, I'm really surprised at you, Colin. A little bit disappointed. <laughs> And we're the angry, old ones. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> yes. We're the old ones. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, you're the old ones, but think about it for me, Ben. Think about like 
how crushing it must be for your elders to let you down so much. <laughs> You're a millennial. You just you you judge everyone, right? Like, yeah, but I look up to you guys, and then you just let me <laughs> that's on you. You look up well, to me. step back if this is the man you look up to <laughs> no one looks up to me i, I, I look up to one of you and I'm <laughs> I, I don't want to pick favorites but i look up to one of you and i feel disappointed you expect uh, this shit from me <laughs> take a step back noah <laughs> <laughs> There's a great moment with Bombay I'm gonna get later on with Thirsty. It's probably my favorite line in the whole movie. Just like every movie's got one of those. Well, yeah, because every movie has that one. Like, what do you do? My job, or like, I just want to play hockey. This is a, for crying out loud, he could have taken his arm off. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was talking about before. Yeah, it's like my favorite because yeah. <laughs> he's literally like, we gotta take that girl's arm off. <laughs> That was my backup one. I was gonna use that as my closing line, but I, I guess I still can. I just, I just want, I want Emilio Estevez to have like a tribute thing made for him, like a, a show reel. We gotta take Rick Paul to he went like full Charlie Sheen crazy in that one moment. He really did. Like that is like if you want to have like the Sheen like family showroom. Like I'm sure Martin's got a couple of those. We gotta take him. He stole something. The funniest moment in the whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's no some idea. great line deliveries of this. <laughs> can we put that in? Can, can the Quack Attack make a T-shirt <laughs> with like angry Bombay face? We can't take him. Call something. He nearly took his armor. <laughs> I will make it. I'll try. I'll try to make it. We'll sell it until it's Disney like the pulls it. The mullet one. I want to just an angry. Yeah, We're did Disney. Him. Disney's starting to pull our designs. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. I don't know. Maybe they won't notice for a while. Uh, I, I do want to find out who, who is the last person to buy our I want the mullet or I like the mullet shirt. Uh, because you have you now have an exclusive item, no longer available. You do. Probably never yeah. again. And it's a good T-shirt uh, as well. So, so take a picture of it and send it to us. <laughs> I'd also just like to take this moment to announce my new podcast project, Tom Foolery with Amy Brenneman, <laughs> coming soon to the Oz Network. Where we talk to Amy Brenneman about getting up to things in her childhood <laughs> and the tomfoolery that ensued. That's tomfoolery with Amy Brenneman coming soon. And Nick Chester. Great, great. Go on, Nick Chester as Amy Brenneman. <laughs> yes, hello. This is this is Amy Brenneman, uh, star of such hots as Judging Amy and Daylight or Daybreak, whatever that movie was called. And uh, tomfoolery with Ben Waterworth. <laughs> oh, I'd listen. Um, five stars for me on, on iTunes. Um, seriously, I, like, I think Amy Brenneman actually does this a podcast now when I went to her website, but like rename it, Amy, Re- rename Tom it. Foolery with Amy Brenneman. Like sells itself. Can we get a t-shirt made of Tom Foolery with Amy Brenneman? <laughs> Can we reserve the domain name Tom, Tom Foolery with Amy Brenneman.com? Picture of Amy, Amy Brenneman getting up to some mischief. There she is. <laughs> Guest starring Tyne Daly, uh, <laughs> the Judging Amy reunion you've all been waiting for. Tom Foolery, <laughs> featuring special guest Maria from Providence, uh, and all the other curly-haired women from the early two thousands. Uh, 
Felicity and <laughs> Crossing Jordan and <laughs> Jerry Manthe and <laughs> that was a hairstyle of the early 2000s the curly hair it was you know I'm down Tom Fuller with Amy Brenneman's gonna be a hit <laughs> you've heard of me first where the, where the people that kill off actors now we're starting reviving their careers you know <laughs> where was Amy Brenneman in in evolution you know she could have played Nadine. I would have watched that. Um, speaking you could of have Nadine, played Sean William Scott's role. C- could have been, you know. She could have played the dummy that uh, Sean William Scott was trying to rescue from the burning building. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Betty Lou. <laughs> okay, so top three, baby. Uh, Vlad is not better than Miranda Frost. Don't be an oh. idiot. Um, bloody idiot. I'll change um, that opinion when both of you give me a good argument for Chang. Well, I'll I'll give you a good argument for Chang when you give me a good argument for Vlad. No, can you just backtrack a good argument? What's a good argument? Don't don't make fun of my alcoholism. (laughs) (laughs) It's a disability, Ben. (laughs) I love this pause and this stomach look at his face. Don't make fun of my alcoholism. I'll tell you, Sonny Jim, I could drink you out of the table in five minutes. Colin, you missed it. When I put him back in the room, literally sculling a can of beer. (laughs) He's like, there's nobody watching me and judging me at this moment. Just down the whole thing. Go, 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 go. Don't you judge my alcoholism. I've been wanting to tell you off for years. It, it, it would have been funnier if it wasn't true. <laughs> uh, he's drinking his sorrows away because he's horny and a virgin. Yeah, well, See, oh, you've got to, got to compromise something. Make sure to, uh, to follow us on all the, the usual social media platforms. Um, check out our other shows that we've got, movies and TV shows. Um, there's lots going on um, on the Oz Network, or, 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 of course, so um, make sure you, you check out other stuff that we've got going on as well. Um, there's the Patreon if you're interested there as well. So not to mention, I always forget, but we've got some great sister sites and sister podcasts as well, which you should check out, um, especially um, our um, um, James Bond one. I've, I've, I've you love them all. You, you're big fans of all of these. Pil- <laughs> yeah, great sister shows we've got, especially that one that um, you like, know, talks about um, the James Bond, is it? Is that what you do? <laughs> wow. Great advertising there by Nick Chester. <laughs> Double Oz 7. How could I forget the name? Um, I love Double Oz 7. Like, I'm, I'm, an, I'm an actor too. on that one. I'm not a, I'm not, I love I'm the not host. a participant, but... They're great. Yeah, yeah. Who are they? What's their name again? I've forgotten. But oh, there's um, some yeah. racist guy, some old guy, and some really, really attractive guy that I would turn for. <laughs> you know the problem when you're in a scene and Keanu Reeves is a better actor than you. You've got a <laughs> yes! problem. Like Keanu Reeves is an Oscar winner compared to this kid. Like seriously, I've never seen better acting from Keanu Reeves because this kid sucks. This, like, is, this is not his real now. This is Keanu's real. I honestly want to say this might be one of the worst characters I've ever seen on cinema. Like just, I hate this kid so I, much. I, I hate agree. him. I, yeah, even the first time I watched him, I'm like, man, I just want to punch this kid I, this I, stupid bald head. I'd punch him if he had cancer. It's like, oh, I'm little, I'm, I've got cancer. Shut up.
Like, there are taboos <laughs> in life you never cross. You never punch a kid with cancer. Like, it doesn't matter I if that's Hitler. Like, cancer. Not you don't punch children. Just, you never punch a kid with cancer. Well, like, you can punch I'm, other kids. I'm sure if a kid was coming to you like, with a chainsaw and the only way <laughs> you could stop this kid was by punching it. You can punch that unless, kid. Unless he's a kid with cancer coming at you with a chainsaw. But if you don't got touch cancer, him, you, just, you just take the hit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If that kid has cancer, you can't punch it. Like, ah, oh, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to chainsaw. But don't punch me. I've got cancer. Oh, that's all right. Chop me up. Like, that's, that's fine. Like, that's like the rule. You never hit anybody with makeup. So if the clown from it is trying to kill you, just leave him be. Let him do his thing. It's like, it's like, like I would never hit a woman, right? But if a woman's trying to kill me, I'm allowed to hit the woman. With yeah, exactly. But if it's a woman cancer, trying to kill you who's cancer, then you got a problem. You're dead. Free pass if you want to murder people. You've got cancer. All right? Like... Like, that's the real secret why nobody can kill. It's not that Neil is the one. That's the only reason he can never die. Neil's got cancer. We can't touch him, guys. He's the guy with cancer. You saw him. No hair, no eyebrows. Clearly has cancer. He is off limits. My point is that of all the taboos in life, I would punch this kid if it had cancer. He'd come, I'd, I'd go into the, the, the cancer ward at the hospital and I'd be like, where's that kid? There he is, punch and walk out. A man was arrested today for punching a kid in the cancer ward. When you realise it was Spoon Boy from the Matrix, he was let off without charge. And he was given a street parade. The keys to the city. And he was named president of the world. That's right. The only time it's acceptable to hit somebody with cancer. All right, well, now that we've touched on cancer, let's go on the next Ben Mortal West Bingo. 9-11. Uh, we'll get in there eventually. See, if the terrorists on those planes had cancer, it's okay. They're about to fly in the trade centres. No, don't attack America. I've got cancer. All right. Why do we do this? Why do we do this? Oh, thank I'm you so for tuning glad in we... to the best of the Oz Network 2021. <laughs> I'm, yeah, well, it's, it's been a good best of this year. I'm glad you're up to this one. Plenty more, to, a few more to come. Probably not many. Not many episodes to go for the rest of the year. But um, I'm glad we don't have listeners because if we had listeners, we wouldn't we wouldn't last very long. Um, I'm worried for my new job next year because they're going to listen to this. Might not last a few. Days there. <laughs> Just um, got to dig myself a hole here. Uh, but if I've got cancer. Um, you can't fire him. <laughs> it's like tenure. You just you can't lose your job. <laughs> I think when we watch Octopussy as a whole and we can rely more on just, than just the best of. I'm glad the best of bumped him up a little Octopussy's bit. Octopussy's hole? Yes. <laughs> Octopussy's hole. <laughs> That's the name of the episode. <laughs> oh no that, I can't believe that's going to be the name of the episode as many things as Noah fights for edit points on <laughs> that got bad he's not even looking at the soccer now
Anyways. I'm listening to Octopussy's Hole. <laughs> that was the working title of the film. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ben likes that one. <laughs> Five points to no. <laughs> Sorry, was that the video you showed me during the last rankings? Octopussy's hole. <laughs> you would have never thought that spot killed Ben Wallace. <laughs> oh, gosh. Octopussy's hole. <laughs> it's, it's a hole, and it's an octopussy, and it's a hole. <laughs> And I'm the drunk one. <laughs> oh, we need to stop this episode. I'm getting too horny. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> the most... The most third greatest joke that has ever been made. The lowest, the lowest bar that could have been. It's just octopusy. All the dad jokes just die an instant death. We get, I can't breathe. We get a joke that a nine-year-old would laugh at, and Ben's gonna die. How did Spectre not get this for you? It's, 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 it's like when you said doo doo that time and I lost it. Like, oh, it was his whole. It's too bad we don't do reverse. If we can do reverse editing, can we just have Ooh. that laughter coming up after the Spectre joke? <laughs> Better. No. <laughs> I'm not oh, doing that much editing. Look at the amount of notes I've got to edit. I'm not doing that. <laughs> how is his hole is my throat from How how is this episode? Like the octopus is not even on this episode. Octopus is hole. Oh god. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> General Orlov, number three. General Orlov, number three, because of Octopussy's hole. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. I mean, unlike some people, I did my homework and I watched the best of. (laughs) I know how he died. But I, I agree, him and more on the train is a good scene. Um, and the best of bumped it up for me. Uh, but he almost belongs on the main villains, and if he wasn't the main villains, he probably wouldn't crack the top 18, probably. Um, but yeah, the boardroom scene, I think he does a great job, and I love that he is kind of almost on par with Kamal Khan, but in a way that kind of takes him out takes it away for a secondary villain. <laughs> almost still, too common. He's still giggling. It's... <laughs> I just... I'm watching Noah talk and then I look up and all I see is Ben's body shaking. <laughs> when you said bumped up, I was like, bumped her up octopus. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> We've had some low jokes in Double uh, Seven, but Pump Drop Doctor Wizzy's Hole is probably our lowest joke. <laughs> 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 
Germany and watching the soccer at the same time. <laughs> oh, here we go! Goal! Sorry! Octopussy Hall scored for Germany! Wait, ben, Number did 20! Did you say goal or hole? Goal! Oh, don't oh, put it to the video oh, referee. Shut up, Cristiano Ronaldo, you wanker. Go have a cry. Sorry. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, I like Olaf. Uh, he got bumped up after the best of, but... Uh, yeah, I've explained why he's not in my top one. <laughs> um, I don't even know what we're talking about. What are we doing? <laughs> Who's hole? Um, hole. <laughs> Magnolia is just a straight character drama, and then it ends. Sorry to spoil it, but it ends with Ben looking very confused. Sorry, Mallory's <laughs> in the background making noodles. I'm trying to work out that's a signal third packet. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, distraction. Why are you monitoring what she? You're monitoring what she eats so very closely lately, no, Ben. it's got nothing to do with that. It's just that I'm jealous because I can't eat the noodles and she loves the noodles. And I'm like, oh, it's your third packet. Good on you, but it's just a second. So <laughs> as a married man now, Colin, what's mine is hers, right? So, you know, or other way around. I don't know. You've been married longer than I have. I mean, no, no. What's what's yours is hers. That's all there is to it. There's <laughs> nothing of hers. To is commentate yours. on what's happening now in our life, Mallory's literally in the kitchen in a t-shirt and her underwear, and her brothers just walked into the kitchen, so she had to hide. Um, you know, another God. thing, like you're always telling us what Mallory's eating on the show. You're always telling us what whenever she's naked and whenever she's what she does, her 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 lack of clothes around the house. <laughs> yep. Did you not see you that know what? picture I posted on social media of us naked? Oh, no, we saw it. We saw it. We we, we commented on it on Double R 70. <laughs> I look forward to it. And Mallory's dying in the background. She's choking on it. Oh, what's happening? Are you okay? <laughs> she sneezed and you ate what? See, this yes. is, we're creating the Canadian version of Swinging Safari right now. This is a look inside Canadian life. She swallowed All the, weird... the seasoning. She swallowed <laughs> We are writing a movie right now. Mallory in her underwear, <laughs> brother in the room watching as she's making her third packet of noodles, swallowing the seasoning. What is she snorting it? She, what well, is she doing? It's all over her shirt now. She's wearing a black shirt and there's this massive white powder stain on her shirt now. So, <laughs> so Ben is politely Can't covering up Mallory's coke. Ben is covering up Mallory's cocaine habit by saying it's noodle seasoning. Look at, look at this. <laughs> Yeah, that's coke. That's totally coke. We've been sniffing coke off each other the last two weeks since we got married. So, you know. Off their nude bodies. This is the Canadian swinging safari. Yeah, and can, can, we, can we establish, can you please tell our listener out there what I said in our wedding vows? Can we just, like, put this on yeah, firm okay, record so, right now? Uh, listeners, let's go back to the magical year of 2018. <laughs> We spent an entire year dropping one movie quote. I don't like sand. It's coarse and it's rough and it's irritating and it gets everywhere. Uh, Ben's vows, his wedding ceremony. He says, I would like to quote one of the most romantic movie quotes of all time. And he says, I don't like sand. It's coarse and it's rough and it's irritating and it gets everywhere. <laughs> Did you know where I was going with that? Did you expect me to oh, say that? Oh, as soon as you said, I want to quote the most romantic movie quote of all time, I turned to Jamie, who's watching it on a different couch on her phone. They were wondering said, why you were on different accounts. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, one of us has to be able to watch the kids. But uh, yeah, I turn to Jim like, he's going to quote it. Sand is coarse and rough in your duty. And then you say, I don't like sand. It's coarse and it's rough. And I throw my arms up in the air. I'm like, yes. <laughs> I did it for you, Colin. It was only <laughs> Thank for you. you. Yeah. I'm so glad to know that your wedding vows were dedicated to me and not your wife. <laughs> It's all about my love for you, Colin. That's all it was. <laughs> now, you also fit in Jurassic Park and Ferris Bueller in there, too, which is and nice. And James Bond. Did you get the James Bond ones? I had two no, James Bond No, no, no. Bond wait. Quotes. What was the James Bond one? I said that um, there's no point living if you can't feel alive, and then I ended it with um, we have all the time in the world, which oh, I then... Oh, okay. I was, that was, I was cheering at that point. That's probably why I missed it. <laughs> which which I have to be honest, I then did also, because, like, you know, Mallory and a couple other people like, oh, what was that last one? And I'm like... Let's ignore the fact that he says that after his wife has just been killed. <laughs> I, I just told you that uh, Noah and I were messaging before and after, before, during, and after your ceremony. We're basically doing a live, you know, chat commentary. Um, <laughs> but one of the things we said, because I he he didn't hear the quotes, so I told him what movie quotes there were, and I must have been too loud cheering at the sand one or something like that, because I missed that. He said, "Well, at least he didn't say it's all the time in the world that we know Mallory's not coming back from the honeymoon." <laughs> But well, she funny. made it back. Yeah, she did. You saw her then, so she does exist, basically. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. she's a massive coke fiend now, but she's, she made it back. <laughs> she's addicted to smack. She's married to me now. So what? What does? She, what does she have to? Oh crap! I'm married to him. Let's get. Let's get on the drug mule. You know what? Ed, I thought that you coming here would make. I don't know the Tasmanian a little more Canadian, but Mallory wandered around in her underwear and naked in front of her brother. You're just bringing the Tasmanian to Canada, aren't you? That's all I got to do. Bring the Tasmania to Canada. That's, that's my goal. Basically. You've seen my desk plaque, the number one Tasmanian podcast in Tasmania. Um, not, not that, uh, not, not that hard. Swing, swinging safari though. Whale blows up. Yep. Uh. <laughs> Awkward silence. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> and Colin could play Bernie Sanders in mittens. <laughs> Wouldn't that no, make up on Colin? He's that old. <laughs> he's too old. He's too old to play Bernie. He's Sanders. too young to play Bernie Sanders. Too young, too old. All right, <laughs> oh, right the joke that's the other way around. I know what the funny is. Uh, I know. I know what the funny. Is. <laughs> what is that? Even? You're too old to podcast. I, I know, know what the funny. The f- <laughs> Kids these days, they know what the funny is. I know what the funny is. I know what the funny. Another potential name for the Oz Network. I know what the funny. I know what the funny is. It's not the Oz Network. I know what the funny is. I know what the funny is. You don't know what the funny is. Honestly, I'm thinking of that picture of Bernie Sanders with mittens with his caption that I know what the funny is. Like that, legitimately would be a thing. I'm thinking of that picture of Denny, the <laughs> captain. I know what the funny is. Denny. <laughs> Denny Buddha or whatever the hell he was called. <laughs> oh, uh, God. Denny's just a douche name. So, calls <laughs> <laughs> that kid Denny. That was a douche comment. <laughs> Elon. I'm going to name my kid Elon. That was a dog act. Isn't Elon Noel backwards? <laughs> It Elon. is. No. Well, e- yeah, if you can't spell. <laughs> Hang on. N O L E. That is your Noel. Noel. Yeah, that's not how you spell Noel. <laughs> no, N O E L is Noel. 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 
Never <laughs> learned how to spell name. <laughs> know what the spelling is? <laughs> it's a dog act. I'm not here to fuck spiders. That's like the Ben bloody doll, the action figure. <laughs> I don't know whether you picked it up. I Googled it and I found an article from the Farrelly brothers, or it might have been just Peter himself, and he talked about why they added this into the movie. And this is like, I've probably watched this movie 10 times. It's, this is mm. the first time I've noticed it. So when this is happening and the police come in and they're, they're arresting Ted and everyone's running off, just like off camera, you don't actually see anyone yell this out. You hear, a, like, it's obviously a police officer yelling out, um, Jimmy Shea, is that you? And no, I, I, I was like, that. yeah. And, and, all of my, and I'm like, why is someone yelling out, who's Jimmy Shea? Like, why all of a sudden, I've watched this movie 10 times or so. I've never seen a character, Jimmy Shea. So I Googled it. So basically what it was is this is a little a little Easter egg that the Farrelly brothers put in the, in, in, the, in the movie. So they have a good friend called Jimmy Shea. And obviously <laughs> this is like a restaurant where they're, you know, arresting uh, all these bunch of homosexuals that are, you know, illegally <laughs> getting it on in this rest stop. And so this friend of theirs, Jimmy Shea, so they didn't tell him that they had put this in the movie until the night of the premiere when they're all going to watch it. And just before it came on, they let this this Jimmy Shea know, hey, Jimmy, like, this is, you know, listen out. Like, this is, you know, listen out, your name's going to come up. And so they're making it that Jimmy Shea's there in this rest stop up, rest stop up you know, up to no good. <laughs> How good's that? Like, I, so I've watched this movie so many times, never picked up on it before. No. No, no, I, I probably hadn't even noticed it. But again, if you are Jimmy Shea, like the fact that they kept that from him is the best thing because he's going to be like, oh, come on, guys. He's like, Jimmy Shea, is that you? <laughs> That's you how you mess picture, with your friends. <laughs> you can just, just picture me now here. Like I'm here work, like doing the notes for this episode. I'm like, like I'm trying to, I'm Googling like who Jimmy, is Shea, Jimmy Shea. Like Jimmy Shea. <laughs> and then I find this article and it was like the last paragraph in this long ass article of like Jimmy Shea. And they put, oh, and that's where they also told that in that article, that's where I found out about Pat Healy. And obviously that was his assistant mm-hmm. and why they use the name Pat Healy. Now at the end, you guys got to go to Mount Yasser, go up on the mountain and see that. Now, how incredible was that? Well, you don't take a thrill seeker and pop him on the top of the volcano and expect him to look. <laughs> I climbed down. I climbed down that fucking thing, and I swear to God, I'll just show you. This is what was happening, right? If I open these lemons, where I was climbing down, right, the volcano's in front of me. Right, I climbed down where the lava was. I was ten feet from the lava, in Vanuatu. There's no exactly uh, liability insurance, yeah. stuff like that, right? <laughs> so I was right next, right next to the lava, and he's boom. And I swear to God, I was like, lava's gone over my head. I was like, I'm a bit too close. So all of a sudden, I'm going, Justin, time to go. So, and then when I'm climbing back. I saw these big chunks just just landing. I was like, this was really stupid. And I'm turning around <laughs> running back up the hill. It exploded in front of me. And I was just like, I'm not going to see the rest of this fucking survivor game out. You're not going to get your money in the end. Nicole will end up getting your paycheck. <laughs> I'm going to be some molten stew. You know, it's going to wow. be... I would have it's going to be Channel 7 Sunrise, Koshi the next morning. Home and away actor Justin Melby killed filming Survivor with a volcano. It's killed sightseeing on the volcano in, in Vanuatu. 
Oh, what was he doing there? It was playing Survivor. Come on, Richard. <laughs> you're, you're, like, you're breaking the trick. Dick Richard. <laughs> Dick Richard moment this episode. It's going to be Richard. I was going to say Dick Dick. <laughs> That, that can't be his new nickname, Dick Dick. How is uh, Dick a, a nickname for Richard? Like, was there Richard. just some asshole person in the past called Richard? Oh, he's such a dick. Oh, Dick short for Richard. Okay. Like, where do you get <laughs> Dick from Richard? Yeah, I don't know. But, I mean, my grandpa's name is William and his nickname is Bill. But I guess that's still got the eel in it. Dick doesn't have yeah. any of Richard. My name's Ben and my nickname's Dick. <laughs> No one told you that Dick isn't actually short for Ben. Yeah. Well, Dick's longer for Ben. It's got more letters. That's the first time you've ever said Dick, Long and Ben in the same sentence. Touche. Well played. <laughs> you get the point for that joke today. Well done. Uh, no, it takes a lead in the joke department on Oz Network. Recaps lost. That's not the first time that's been said. <laughs> and it won't be the last either. Sit on Dick episode. Oh, no. <laughs> you really are single. What are videos are you watching? That's an OnlyFans to watch. <laughs> We're lucky these episodes don't have uh, titles like some of our other shows. <laughs> Shit on Dick, the Noah Grove story, coming soon to bookstores near you. <laughs> All right, Colin, athlete of the day. Come on, give us your failures. Failures, we're ready to shut you down. Oh, I'm telling you right now, nobody is shutting me down this. I have not been this adamant about anything since we started. It's a no this from me. Has to be, it has to be Penny <laughs> Alexiak. I don't care what anybody says about Australia tying records, breaking records, or anything. Italian runner, that's a great moment. But we're talking about somebody who set, not only tied, broke the all-time record for most medals won by a Canadian Olympian. And this is in a summer sport. We go back to Athens. Canada won 12 medals in all of Athens. We, Penny Alexiak has won seven medals in two games. Still more to come from here. This would be the equivalent if Stephen Bradbury were still racing and he all of a sudden won more medals than any summer athlete ever. There is no question that would be the athlete games. I don't care what country you're from. If this were America, Great Britain, France, whatever, somebody breaking the all-time record in uh, the opposite Olympics from what that country should be good in, that's athlete of the day. Colin, Colin, you had me until you mentioned Bradbury because how dare you? He is <laughs> equal first in our winter athletes for most medals month. So you my, do not my, diss my, the no, Bradbury. No, my, no, no, I'm not dissing. I'm saying my no, point you, is, you diss the Bradbury. You diss the Bradbury. Then you're clearly not listening to me because I said, No, because you diss the Bradbury. <laughs> imagine if he broke Emma's record. Well, then Steven I Bradbury, want to a, imagine it because you don't dissuade me. Athlete were to win more than summer athletes for Australia. That's unprecedented. Okay. Well, I see your little point, and I raise you the fact: Has Penny Alexiak ever played Survivor? No. Stephen Bradbury <laughs> did and got voted out early. So, well, I'm don't sorry, we're not Bradbury. doing the 2002 athlete of the day, Ben. We're doing 2021. Shut up and don't diss the Bradbury. Uh, <laughs> that was Jared. no diss. I was saying, imagine if. 
He's so salty. He's like Ben Waterworth over on the Oz Network. I'm, oh, I'm the salty one. You're the one. You do not bring up the name of Stephen Bradbury. <laughs> because you got two Australians to one here right now, my friend. So you be careful with your next word. Oh, I know. I can tell by the amount of Australians you get put up for athlete of the day. Well, uh, on that note, Jared. Um, well, I see that you're putting up athletes who win medals and I raise you an athlete who didn't win a medal. Frenchman. What's his name? Oh, have you Mur- got the same guy? <laughs> What's his name? Mur- this is a great argument yes! to start. Murad Aliyev. Yes! Su- men's super heavyweight boxing. Got disqualified <laughs> for headbutting his opponent. Then proceeded to sit ringside for half an hour in protest. <laughs> spoke to some officials. Came back. Sat ringside for another 15 minutes in protest. This is a man... <laughs> Protesting this loss for 45 minutes by sitting ringside. If that is not athlete of the day, I don't know who is. And I'm not joking. I'm not That's... word of a lie. I was meant to sit here and give two nominees, and I thought I was going to be the one to pull this out. I was going to go special note to Andrew Charter for our, our hockey goalie, and then I was going to go Bingham Sue, and then I was literally going to throw up uh, Mr. Italy right now, Michael Jacob. But I've got him as my nominee too, Jared. I have him. That's a great story. <laughs> Like Colin is so pissed off. It's so good. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm telling you, I'm I, I'm Colin. not putting up athlete the day as somebody who protested. I, That's I a great be... story. I would love to see it, but that is not athlete the day over the greatest Olympian of all time in the summer when we're at Winter Nation. I want to be honest with you. Like, I legitimately was thinking Penny until I saw this story. Um, like, oh, you're like... gonna keep thinking Penny. <laughs> I like. Your, your your argument is solid. I get it. But then we should be putting up Emma McKeon because she's broken our record. Oh, because we've got to have an Australian every single day. You know, it's your fault you didn't reserve <laughs> one of your 16 <laughs> Australian athlete of the days. You you burned your chances already. We're not gonna we're not gonna finish these Olympics putting up no Americans for athlete of the day, no Russians, no Chinese, no Japanese, but about 16 Australians. You know, can I just I just love this because it's like it's he's so angry. I've never seen Colin this angry before. And I just also love the fact that come like six months time in Beijing, like I mean we're screwed when it comes to that, but he's not even thinking about that. Oh no I Australians! Also, I also want to mention these entire games, this is only the second Canadian I've actually put up. Ben has put up an Australian every single day. Yes, I'm proud of my country because we do well at the Summer Olympics. Um Look, I, I, I'm sorry. I have to give it to the French boxer. This is hilarious. You are not doing this. You give it to the French boxer. I am out of here. I'm telling you. <laughs> you're finishing the show on your own. I will not be here tomorrow. I am not giving up Penny. Penny is taking this. This is the greatest accomplishment in the history of Canadian Olympics. It will never be topped. <laughs> This is a super heavyweight boxer throwing children's tantrums. He sat in this ring. And like, I don't think anything was happening. Like, everyone left. I dare you to right now. I dare you to. And then watch me come back on for even one more day of these Olympics. They could have just left him overnight and it wouldn't have changed anything. I'm telling you right now, I want to know where that is because I want to record it and see it myself. But that's not athlete of the day. Yeah, he is, because I'm giving it to him. <laughs> I miss it. Forget this. Not happening. This is not happening. I want you to see what I'm about to do, Ben Waterworth. I am pulling a Novak. Ah, this is not happening. No way. Is Penny not 
taking athlete of the day to a guy who said, watch me protest. This is a protest right here. I'm going to sit here. I'm going to sit here just saying the name Penny Alexiak until we're done. Penny Alexiak's athlete of the day. Penny Alexiak is athlete of the day. Penny Alexiak is athlete of the day. Penny Alexiak is athlete of the day. How many more minutes do I have? That's one. 44 more to go. Penny Alexiak is athlete of the day. Have I won you over yet, Ben? <laughs> You know what? You know what's beautiful is there's a little button on this thing called mute that I can press if it keeps doing that and just kick you from the room. <laughs> oh, I love Penny. I love love yes, this Penny. This is not. No, we're not doing this. <laughs> I will call all of our listeners to call out Ben and Jared, who have put up an Australian athlete every single day, have successfully won twice. And, and wasted their opportunities and now want to take away the greatest accomplishment in the history of Canadian Olympics. Wow. No winter athlete has ever done this. And you're going to take that away for a guy who protested ringside. Great story. I'm glad we have an honorable mention. Canada beat our curse, not athlete of the day. J Jared. Canada breaks the all-time record, not athlete of the day. This Jared. is athlete of the day. Jared. Yeah. Are, are, are you budging? Yeah, I can budge. Oh! Yes! And because of that, Jared, I will send you a free box of multigrain penny Alexiacs. Jared, I'm never playing Survivor with you. you Give better me your bed. Ben, you don't get anything, okay? I only need one vote. Well, and he budged first. You know what? Guess who's in control of the social media? Guess who's in control oh, of putting the graphics up? I can tell you who's up. in control of the social media because San Marino was snubbed because... An Australian athlete had to win an athlete of the day again. And when the, the San Marino athlete eventually got it, our social media said, after narrowly missing out, narrowly missing out when Ben said, well, maybe we could put up the San Marino one, but nah, let's give it to Jess Fox. You know what? Can, you know what? Can you please put Mirad sitting in the corner of the social media tile? <laughs> <laughs> He's protesting. He's going to find out that he didn't get athlete of the day. He's going to sit on Zoom with us for the next hour tomorrow. <laughs> I just want to point out that um, we obviously are doing this on Zoom and uh, we record this as a backup for only those reasons, but I'm totally <laughs> keeping this video and I'm sending yes. this out. I'm calling, throwing a chair. And I want you to keep this video. <laughs> Holy crap. Um, I thought Off the Podium was one of our calmest podcasts we did. I mean, Jesus. I, I mean, Not in all anymore. fairness, when I wasn't happy with one of Colin's choices over on 007, I did show him porn. So, Well, um, I was going to say, I've sat through many Ben Waterworth protests for the dumbest reasons. <laughs> that, no, I have learnt from the master. <laughs> what is the weirdest instruction a coach ever gave you? The weirdest instruction a coach has ever gave me? Uh, that's a hard one. I uh, I don't know. I don't know. To me, I would say my old coach used to always tell me to, um, he used to tell me a cue, right? And the cue was always like, go left. But he never explained what that meant, never explained what the purpose was, never explained really how to do it. Like, he would just be like, go left. And he would think that people would know what that meant. <laughs> and I'd just be like, logically, bro, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> so... That's the one that, like, you know, I heard a lot. I don't know if it was the weirdest I've ever heard, but I've heard that so many times and I begin to hate that, like, go get left. 
what does that mean? What does like, that mean? What are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> did, did, did anyone not have the courage to go, hey, hey, coach, uh, go left? What, oh, what yeah. do you What do you mean? Oh, yeah. But he couldn't explain it because he wasn't a hammer thrower. So, you know, you know how that goes. And that's I, I, why I, I had would, to get a new coach. <laughs> I, I would assume that in the sport of hammer throw, yeah, go left a bit vague. Um, you know, <laughs> you kind of going left, you're going right, you're going left, you're like you're going around in circles, like it's not like you're exactly. going one direction. Wow, exactly. Go go left. I'm like, okay, go bro. left. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> I know it's just kind of one of those ones where I can just enjoy it and love it for what it is, and maybe it's just because I know our humor and I I grew up with it, so I understand it a bit. I don't know. Like maybe that's Mallory's in the background right now, going, "Yep, yep, that's it, that's it, that's exactly it." So. Uh, every um, every time we talk about Boytown, all I can think about is cellulite lady. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Special time of the month. Well, we, we created a honeymoon playlist while we were driving around, and I did include a couple of Boytown songs on there, including the Do nice. Me Benny, Do Me, Do Me, Do Me Benny. Yeah, and Mallory sings that song sometimes when she wants. <laughs> Don't tell me when she sings it. One <laughs> <laughs> time we're recording, you just start hearing in the background, Do Me Benny. I'm like, come on, I gotta go. <laughs> Uh, uh, Mallory's carrying a noodles right now. She's trying not to laugh and drop a so noodle. That, so, so now we've we've also decoded what our wives do when they want sex. Yours says "Do me, babe, do me, Benny, do me." Mine just simply texts me, "Calling, I'm watching John Wick." <laughs> what do you mean when your wife wants sex? You walk into the house and she wants sex. You, you look at her, she wants sex. You, you bloody, you're at work, she wants sex. Like your wife is worse than I am. Come on. What does that tell you about how pleased my wife is? Well, I don't know. She's always wanting it. Like, you know. <laughs> Maybe that tells you how not pleased she is. You've only had three kids and two of them came out at once. So you've only had sex <laughs> twice. Jesus, Colin. Pleasure your wife. <laughs> well, maybe if you were pleasuring your wife more, she wouldn't be snorting so much cocaine. Wife. She's satisfied. She's eating noodles. She's taken out cocaine noodles in the last two weeks. It's not noodles. Stop calling it noodles. We know what it is. She's well, high as a kite right now. <laughs> Stop talking about a honeymoon and sex, you dirty perv. <laughs> you don't appreciate the stories, Jamie Wood. <laughs> Seems sorry. Um... <laughs> We are living out swinging safari right here. I'm telling you, when you come over, bring your keys. <laughs> Just don't bring the children's keys. That gets awkward. Um, wow, that joke failed. And you know what else, fellas? I just forgot to mention uh, one other thing. I've been to the property in Jamaica where James Bond was written. Oh, Golden Eye Ranch! Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And now it's been kind of converted into a very, uh, a like kind of rustic, elegant hotel with bungalows and the main house. And uh, I have a lot of friends that have stayed there, and uh, and I and I've been there as well. Well, wow. I'm telling you, but bugger being a Bond girl, you can be James Bond. We're in 2021 <laughs> yeah. now. They're talking about, you know, changing it up a little bit. So, but before we let you go, can you give us a, the name's Bond, James Bond, just as an audition today? Oh, can I, would I, do, can I say that? Oh, okay. Like as if it's me? Yeah. Mm. Bond. James Bond. Boom. There, there we you go. go. Perfect. That's already better than oh. Daniel Craig, right? Exactly. <laughs> 
Your next James Bond. Ladies and gentlemen, Fran Dresser. We've got it queued up. One hour and 20 minutes. People don't have to watch long. Feel free to if you want to. We just sort of want to call the action as we see it here. Uh, we're going to count down in three, two, one, dong. All right? Ready? Three, two, two one, one, dong. All right. So King Kong is wiggling. Godzilla is waddling towards him. And they cut the wires. Up go the balloons. And King Kong butt slides down a mountain Mount Fuji literally going down like wee and then he crotch bumps Godzilla down the down Mount Fuji Kong is right back up with his shaved nipples and there are nipples on the suit we can confirm I mean I think it's still cool yes it looks silly but it, it, especially the mask right now you can actually see the skin beneath his mask that, that, that smirk on his face so he's like ha gotcha yeah. sucker <laughs> gotcha sucker lots of tail wagging Godzilla's trying to climb the rocks right now and King Kong's just pulling on his tail <laughs> he's humping the rocks that's basically what it looks like right now. it looks like it Godzilla's look, mounted it, it. it it looks like he's about to give him some he's <laughs> well, like he looks like he's doing the yeah now here's the best part Godzilla or King Kong has picked up boulders the size of his head thrown at Godzilla and Godzilla baseball batted it with his tail back into King Kong and now he's fire breathing in King Kong. He's a chicken. He's a chicken. <laughs> Look at him. <laughs> this is fantastic. We you, gotta do this with everyone. You movie. mounted my suit. <laughs> I paid a deposit on this, you jerk. <laughs> <laughs> so there's some biting going on here. Now we actually get some real, you know, some, I guess, some brutal wrestling here. Uh, or this is dirty dancing. I can't confirm, but <laughs> more singeing of the shoulder and Kong just like, oh man, dancing with the apes. <laughs> that hair is gonna take six years to grow back. Uh, so yeah, body tackle oh, here. Oh man, now I'll never get a lady. Yeah. Uh, especially now they're filming this. I mean, this is basically <laughs> kaiju gay porn that's going to be spread all over the internet. They're rolling down the hill, literally humping each other. <laughs> well, no, what's, what's with the crotch? Crotch. No, this is where they're doing. Godzilla is burying him. He's whacking with his tail, burying what, what, rocks. What, what, what is that when people do the X sign on their crotch? What's with the Godzilla? DX symbol? Yeah, Degeneration X. What, what's with Godzilla doing that? Yeah, Godzilla, let's get ready to suck it. <laughs> he's burying him in rocks right now. So this is the best part. This is where he starts whacking him off. <laughs> his tail. <laughs> whacking him off? Yeah, with his tail. This is literally Godzilla with his back to him, whacking him in the face with his tail. This is a mating ritual from Godzilla's uh, kind. And he's burning all the bushes around him. He's like, okay, oh, this fur why, doesn't burn why, quickly Why enough. is he burning the bushes around? Why not just set the dude on fire? Well, now he's unconscious. You would think so. But he's like, oh, this fur doesn't burn quickly enough. Let's start with the trees. He's got like glow-in-the-dark eyes. So now he's some type of demon ape, apparently. Yeah. Now, uh, King Kong oh, has that. transmitted he's electricity. He's got Sith powers. Yeah, he's, he's, he's got forced <laughs> lightning through his hands into Godzilla's tail. King Kong picks up a tree out of its roost and shoves it down Godzilla's face. Godzilla sneezes the tree out of his mouth, flaming into King Kong's face. Uh, Absolutely. They're about to roll down Mount Fuji again I think here. now they have some foreplay going on, well, it looks like. It's, yeah, they're... Yeah, they're, they're definitely getting ready to bone. Uh. <laughs> Literally, like, two minutes later, dun, 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 she's working with Stanton. Like, she must be evil. Like, you just, it's too quick. You don't need yeah. to go that quick. Well, and also, the, the way they do reveal, it's, it's, it's very mustache twirling. What's the female equivalent of mustache twirling? Um, I was going to say something. Fuck it, pubes twirling. Um. <laughs> pubes twirling. Very pube twirling, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and, like, this Sherry is kind of going to... 
I, I don't know. This is kind of going to amount to nothing. It's it's not. <laughs> I got a visual there. <laughs> it's like, hmm, would Sherry but shave? <laughs> we're still trying to get her on the show. That's going to be our first not question. Not now. Does. First, yeah. <laughs> it's not going to hey, be Penny, Penny Johnson Welcome to the Network. First question, do you shave? Uh, <laughs> do the carpets match the drapes? <laughs> well, she's not bald. <laughs> um, so. it's, it's just, oh. I, 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 I bush. hate this reveal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Why do we say these things? We don't group me in. You're on the show. You're involved. Penny's not going to talk to me now. We had a shot. Hey, I got all the bullshit after the world's apart preview episode that I did the wrong thing. <laughs> about time I drag other people down with me. <laughs> talking about Penny Johnson Gerald's pubes. Colin, that's disgusting. <laughs> Show her some respect. Show her respect. <laughs> Actually, can we also point out, Tony, it's not just Nina. Tony likes pulling rank because he goes up to Jamie. Yeah. It's like, Jamie, can you pull up this thing? No, I can't do that. Well, with Jack and Nina gone, I'm in control. So I'm pulling rank on you, yeah, Jamie. Like, I'm not authorized. She goes, well, I'm authorizing it. I have rank. <laughs> <laughs> Tony gets off on having rank. He he goes to McDonald's, basically. He's like, <laughs> I want an extra pickle on my cheeseburger. We can't do that. I'm a government agent. I have rank. I put an extra pickle on that cheeseburger. He goes to those Cubs games. I want one of those commemorative mugs. I've got rank. Give it to me. <laughs> we ever get Carlos Bernard on the show, I want him to, like, take over. I'm hosting this show now. I have rank. I got rank. <laughs> The old network, and I'm beating it. <laughs> and a flavor saver. Beat that. <laughs> <laughs> Me having a flavor saver adds an extra layer of rank. <laughs> That's the insignia. That's the insignia of rank. A flavor saver. <laughs> See the flavor saver? It has rank. <laughs> It's like how in general has the little stars or the badges on their uniform. It's about how many patches you got on your chin. <laughs> you got three patches on your chin. You're like a, an admiral of rank. I'm an admiral. <laughs> I've got rank. So so we, we know that the hierarchy goes frosted tips, then soul patch, because <laughs> Kiefer's got rank. <laughs> <laughs> That's why when Jack Bauer's got a beard in like season five, he's like the president. <laughs> That's why Palmer's not president yet. He's got no facial hair. <laughs> this is the longest rank of my life. <laughs> uh, did Keith have a goatee? Or not Keith, uh, Wayne? I thought you were about to say, did Nicole have a goatee? Um, <laughs> I think Wayne does have facial hair at some point. I'm, I'm picturing him. Yeah. I feel like he had it at some point. That's how he got his rank. That's why Osama bin Laden did what he did. Bloody hell. <laughs> that guy well, we keep has asking, facial like, hair. How does Wayne Palmer become president? It's like, well, he became president. He's like, look, it's Palmer, but with the beard. <laughs> <laughs> My fellow Americans, I'm pulling rank. <laughs> Tony's sitting at home, not dead, of course, watching. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Number eight, Bambi and Thumper in the Pussy. Number seven. Oh, no. No, 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 no. That was. No, no, no. 
<laughs> I was actually <laughs> part of my breakfast, and no joke for a second, I'm like, oh, somebody's stuck in my throat. I can't cough it up. But it's not a compliment, Ben. That is not, this is this is not a laugh of praise. Colin, remember how you said you accidentally said that thing about Casper and Anal? I get what you mean now. That just came out. Um <laughs> I, I, I don't even have an excuse for that. I can't <laughs> believe ben. That. But I'll make the best of. It's all good. Uh enough. <laughs> Seven. As they get ready to the blocks, we're going to hand over to our esteemed yeah. a former Olympian, Colin Hilding, to call the first 50. Colin, it's over to you. A couple of leg wiggles there just to warm them up. And they are ready. They're hanging. They're hanging. They're hanging. They're getting ready. Or I'm going to hear a gun. There we go. All right. See, we got it right on there. All right. And they're off and they're underwater and it's a backwards swim and they're still going backwards. Luckily, nobody's gone forwards yet. Everybody's still focused and the water is still cleared. No greenery in there. And uh, we don't know where Kylie Mass is because I wasn't paying attention to who was in what lane, but we're going to assume that Kylie or Kaylee or somebody with a K is actually in the lead right now. Uh, we know that a woman is going to win this race. That's all we know. And they're coming up to the wall and Ben, take it. Wow, Mass is in the lead. The curse could be in the purse right now, but the three big ones are first, second, third, the three former world record holders. Kylie Mass is in the lead right now for Canada. Wow, off the podium is getting excited because the curse could be put in the purse. Kaylee McEwen's coming back though. She's backstroking. She's backstroking. She's starting to overcome Kylie. It's going to be gold for Australia or Canada here. Kaylee's in the lead. Kaylee's ahead of the world record. Can Kylie break it? No, it's going to be gold for Australia. Gold in a world record. Kaylee McEwen's done it. The first individual medal ever for an off-the-podium athlete after being on the show, but going for Australia, Instagram's Kaylee McEwen. What a swim, Colin Hilding. Tears in my eyes. <laughs> it's He's crying. He's crying just like his son. Oh, look We're at the star. We're not the problem, people. We're, <laughs> We're not, not the problem. Well, you've jinxed it now, clearly. That one time, it was bad enough. Like we are, I think we were projecting you know, a couple of feet of snow over, you know, a 12, 24 hour period. The people who worked overnights in our office, they said, <laughs> that's so, exactly their reaction. <laughs> my cat just decided to jump up on my knee and miss and dig his claws into my leg. So I thought you I'd give so a live I, reaction of that snow. Uh, I saw the facial expression and then I heard no noise, but I swear I heard something so high pitched that it could have been a dog whistle. <laughs> it was my microphone. He bent the, yeah, anyway, uh, snow, it was, you were getting sent home. I'm loving this. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> we should also uh, keep an eye out too. One that uh, I'm sort of doing a bit of reading. There's a few articles floating around the Australian media right now of where are our, our medal chances going to come from in the final week. You know, people, there's all, of course, the news.com today, you flashy articles of how we're going to top Athens and we're going to go across there to do all this sort of stuff. One person we have not mentioned once is uh, Catherine Mitchell, the reigning world champion in Javelin. Uh, so she's in it with a bit of a shot, but uh, apparently she's coming into this with a bit of an injury. So uh, they're, they're, that's why they haven't really bookmarked her as a possible chance. But you never know. Uh, she she could potentially do it. Have you, have you heard much about Catherine? What are you thinking about our chances of throwing a stick long? Is she from the uh, the Australian beef ads? Uh, I, I don't know. Her? Have you seen Have you seen those ads? No, 
I feel like I'm missing uh, out though. <laughs> there's like one sliver of meat left and then um, it's go. It's between her or her brother who gets it and then the mum says, oh, go on, give it to your brother. You know he's been trying to beat that record for ages and he's on like one of like the dance machines like down at like the arcade oh, trying to set a high score. Yes, I have seen that ad. Um, I don't know if that is her. Um, am I actually, hang on. I'm just, I'm just double checking here. Am I getting, there's two Australians in here. Is it the other one that's the world champion? Is it all? Uh, no, that's the men's. Is it the javelin? Am I looking at the right event? Because according to this, Catherine Mitchell isn't the world champion. I don't know. We have a world champion in some field event that apparently is meant to be doing well. Uh, oh no, hang on. Mackenzie Little. Uh, <laughs> ben, like this is why no one listens to it. This is why Colin tucks tantrums because I can't even get my facts right. I don't even know who our world champion. I mean, let's be honest. No one in Australia knew who our world champions are in athletics, if they're not Kathy Freeman. I mean, who's our last? Like, I mean, Sally. Sally was. We know we knew Sally mm-hmm. Pearson slash Mackenzie. Um, but even is she the right one? I don't know. We've got a world champion somewhere in Javelin. I don't know our athletes. Who won the world championship for Javelin? Bugger this! I'm not giving up. Australian world champion Javelin person. Um, because <laughs> it's not her. I I don't know what's happening, Jared. I really thought we were gonna have a super short episode, but I'm just being anal right now. Kelsey Lee Barber, that's the one. <laughs> Come on, Jared, you knew that. Why were you correcting me? Who's Catherine then? Yeah, I don't she know. competing. <laughs> I've given these I've given these javelin throwers extra airtime. Like the Mackenzie's listening to us every day, going, Oh my god, they're talking about me. Um Kelsey Lee Barber, world champion in Doha, uh, silver medalist in the Gold Coast for the Commonwealth Games and bronze in Glasgow. Uh, so I mean she couldn't even win the gold in the in the Commonwealth, but she could win the bloody gold in, in the world champs. And I don't know if I trust her. Like you yeah, don't you she's, win the the, gold? she's the one from that ad. She's the one she from is, that ad. Yeah. Okay, okay. Catherine Mitchell won the gold in the javelin. In so Catherine Mitchell is in the event, but she's the Gold Coast Gold Commonwealth Games thrower. Kelsey Roberts, our world champion, is the silver medalist from the Commonwealth Games. So fuck. Jesus, javelin throwers are coming everywhere, Jared. We're, we're oh, full of them. We're gonna go to the one, two, three, even though we don't have a third athlete in it. I know. Who was this other one I mentioned? Catherine Mitchell. So why do we have three? Mackenzie, who's Mackenzie Little? Javelin. Okay, so. So we do have three, so we can go one, two, three, no? <laughs> athletics qualification, group A. We have Mackenzie Little. She threw, uh, so she's already thrown. No, that's a personal. God, I don't understand what is going on right now, Jarrett. <laughs> I don't know. There's group B. Okay, so we do have three. All right. Kelsey Lee Barber and Catherine Mitchell are in group B tomorrow okay good news and group a mackenzie little will throw and for canada because we're an equal opportunity confused podcast elizabeth galil will throw in group b and that's it they're not good enough to have more than one uh, three two one i don't fucking know what's happening you know here's some other fun attack things it could be air transport association of canada oh yeah Air-to-air combat, African Technical Advisory Committee, well, or Academic Techno- Technology Advisory Council. Or Anus Tickling Association of Canada. <laughs> <laughs> I believe Jamie might be a member. <laughs> uh.
Well, they start drowning. Castle didn't like that. No, he hated it. He does not like anal. Uh, <laughs> that came out all wrong. <laughs> that came out all wrong. <laughs> I, I'm glad that Casper doesn't like anal. I'm, I'm glad we've established that. All right, yep. start again. Edit point. Um, you, re- you really, really, really have changed as a man, Colin, since you saw porn. I just, I just, I, I like this. I appreciate it. You're the one bringing up anal all of a sudden. Uh, Good on you. It's hot in here. Um, <laughs> Ask Casper. <laughs> Somebody's like, you quarrel? Maybe. Like, it's just like, ooh, <laughs> this guy's got some charisma. Like, I mean, No, I'm Quarrel Jr. <laughs> There's my boy over there. There he is. You see this teenager coming up. <laughs> Pack of smoke. Um, <laughs> and like, I want to say still justice for Quarrel. He's a guy who's all like, oh, be careful. There's a dragon out there or something. <laughs> Don't be stupid. There's and there no was. Such, no such thing as dragons. <laughs> he gets killed by a dragon. By a dragon. <laughs> He's burning to death while Bond's just talking. Um, I love this man. Seriously, if they did do like the Bond cinematic universe, I want Quarrel origin story. (laughs) Quarrel on a boat, Captain. Hi, Captain. My father likes son, the Quarrel story. (laughs) The Quarrel bunch. The Quarrel bunch. (laughs) There's a story. Oh, I love that. We get Quarrel. Bride of Quarrel, son of Quarrel. <laughs> Laurel and Hardy meet Quarrel. <laughs> uh, Father no, of the it can't Paul. be Laurel and Hardy now. Who is like a uh, Ant and Deck meet Quarrel? Like, who, is the, <laughs> who is the duo, the double act of the 2020? Um, Conan O'Brien and Andy Richter meet Quarrel? <laughs> Amy Poehler and Tina Fey meet Quarrel. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would watch the hell out of that. Yes. Me too. That'd be great. <laughs> oh, I'm excited for that now. I want Quarrel to host the Golden Globes now. Screw Amy Poehler and Tina Fey. <laughs> and the winner of the Golden Globe, maybe. <laughs> I like uh, people who vote in the Golden Globes. <laughs> Having trained in Okinawan karate, I do remember uh, in our dojo, we had this big mirror on one wall, this huge mirror, the kind you see in dance studios. Mm. And I remember that every white belt had to take their turn washing that mirror. And this is before, I was a white belt before Karate Kid. I was, when Karate Kid came out, I was a green belt at that mm. point. So as a white belt, I had to to, to, to wash the, 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 the mirrors, which was my wax on, wax off. And so when that scene came on during during the Karate Kid, and Daniel's being being impatient, my sensei who was sitting next to me kept elbowing me in the rib. Like, <laughs> 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 watch, watch, watch! Like we didn't even know. And then when it turned out to be what it was, it turned out to be what it was. It's like my my teacher, like literally, my sensei. To grab me by both shoulders and he shook me and popcorn's going everywhere. He's like, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> he was excited for that moment. And, and, and I was like, I was like, crap, at least I didn't have to paint this house. <laughs> this is why Nordic Combined 
is so fucking great because not only <laughs> yeah. do you have ski jumping, you have cross country. But I, I will say, and we'll we'll talk about this during the Olympics. Just like modern pentathlon is amazing, and they should combine the modern pentathlon, combine the Nordic combined. So when you ski jump, you have to yeah. land and straight away go for your 15-kilometer ski. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's part of it. It's all one continuous event. Or the opposite. You've got your 15K ski, and then as you enter the stadium, you've got a ski jump into the stadium. <laughs> yeah. Imagine the, the crowd going off. There's Sven. He's uh, been skiing for 15K. He's like, ah, glory. But then he gets on the ski jump and in comes Inga behind him, jumps over the top, crosses the finish line. Sweden beats Finland again. Perfect. Like, in- Inga you know, and Sven, we've now added the mixed yeah. <laughs> Nordic combined event. It's a, it's a very gender neutral sport, Nordic combined. You don't know that? Like, how do you not know that? It's the most gender fluid sport in the world. Nordic combined has been crossing barriers for centuries, Colin. How do you, check your facts. Like, why are you not? We, we, why are you not doing this? Canada would have to have a Nordic combined athlete in order for me to understand. I just want to point out as teasers for for future um, uh, guests on this show. We're doing a lot. We're doing very good segues here on Off the Podium today that I have basically put my hand up to be both Channel 7 and CBC's Nordic combined <laughs> correspondent and both have given me the green light according to two commentators for both. So I don't know how much sway they have in both CBC and Channel 7, but I could be a busy man. I might not be available during Beijing. I'm getting the phone call. Ben, Nordic combined expert, we need you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm on the plane. Like, 10-year-old kid is going to be like, Christmas is ruined. I can't go skiing one day. Like, yeah. no, no kid's going to say that. But, like, you have to, like, get the drama in the episode. But, like, I just think that they overreacted to one Christmas <laughs> when he's arguably never had any issue, like, not staying home before. You know? It's not like a repeat issue. Rossi, are you doing this so you can uh, get out of spending Christmas with me, Jamie, and Casper, and Remy, and Casey? No, I'm getting trying to do this to get invited. (laughs) Yeah, you don't want your family. You want my family, right? Rossi, you know what? You're coming for Christmas. Hop on a plane. Borders are open now, right? You can come here. We'll we'll, we'll make pecan oyster stuffing or whatever. Uh, Oh, I was like, what? You don't tell me. I was like, that's a joke. uh, We'll we'll sing carols and we'll call my relatives on the phone. I don't think I have any relatives left alive, but, you know, we'll or we'll call your relatives from my house and you can take your. I mean, Presents listen, I'll, I'll bring a, a Ouija board. We can call your relatives. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Look, we've planned the perfect Hilding Rossi family Christmas. It just doesn't involve Rossi's family. Are your, Would your parents have been open enough if you were this age to at least consider that? What age? I don't know. Brad's age, 12, 13. Wait. You're looking off screen like you're waiting for that to answer. <laughs> I'm confused. Wait, what? When you were Brad's age, we're just going on this this trail here. You're Brad's age. If your parents, if you ask your parents, I want to go skiing with another family for Christmas, would they have been open enough to let you go? Probably not. (laughs) (laughs) But I never tried, so. Okay. You can try this year. You're going to be here, right? Come to Winnipeg. Winnipeg. I'm gonna wake up, yes and no, I'm gonna kiss some part of I'm gonna keep this secret, I'm gonna close my body now. I guess die another day, I guess 
die another day I guess die another day I guess die another day I guess I'll die another day 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 Sigmund Freud This, analyze this, analyze this. Yes, yes. I'm gonna break the cycle. I'm gonna shake up the system. I'm gonna destroy my ego. I'm gonna close my body now. Uh, uh, I think I'll find another way. There's so much more to know. I guess I'll die another day It's not my time to go For every sin I'll have to pay I've come to work, I've come to play I think I'll find another way It's not my time to go I'm gonna avoid the cliche I'm gonna suspend my senses I'm gonna delay my pleasure I'm gonna close my body now I guess die another day I guess I'll die another day I guess die another day I guess I'll die Another day I think I'll find another way There's so much more to know I guess I'll die another day It's not my time to go uh, uh. <laughs> oh, I need to lay down I guess die another day I guess I'll die another day I guess die another day I guess I'll die another day 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 Court. I've never heard it as an ass before. Well, the whole point. Well, that's the whole joke about Russell Coit, Ben. Oh.
Oh. It's your coit. It's your coit is your backside. Didn't even know that. There you Fuck, go. Fuck, you really are from Tasmania, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if the Tasmanians <laughs> listen to this, but you know what? If, if wow. Sometimes, sometimes just... it's... Sometimes it's hard doing a podcast with you, Ben. We don't know like, what yeah. asses are. I mean, we uh, fuck our siblings. I mean, <laughs> I think you know where to, what to do things. Come on. I don't know. It's, it's just sometimes it's hard because you're so far sometimes behind the times. You, you don't even get the Russell coit. Here, here, Dicko's mentions coit about 10 times. And I'm like, why is he mentioning coit? Why is he talking about backsides? And then apparently, no, it's the, it's the Q one. It's not the COIT version or the... The other, it's the Q U I Y T S. And can I just say, I hope that they, in, I don't want to ever hear the word coit mentioned in Survivor ever again. I think we've had it, he mentioned about 20 times. That's more than my fill that I need. I just, I, sorry, I'm still lost for words at this, you know, wow, just let's bring up your friend. Like, I, I moved to your state. I now live, <laughs> I lived in New Zealand. I'm now in Canada. Oh, and somehow I'm out, still ben. getting ripped by mainlanders because and I'm some, from Tasmania. Because you were the lucky one, Ben. You got out. Not all Tasmanians get, um, you know, some people go to Tasmania to live as, you know, the winner of You've my season. You've been to Launceston. You can't Shane even Thor- comment on being to Tasmania. That's like saying I've been to Queensland, I've been to Ipswich. Like, that doesn't count. Like- <laughs> now, ben, Hello to all our Ipswich listeners. Hope the drugs are going well. They, they sit imaging out. I live in Brisbane now, Ben. <laughs> Does, does you watching this three or four times have anything to do with the fact that, let, let me just say this without Jamie sounding too terrible, the fact that you and McGregor got rid of his mole? He definitely looks better without it. <laughs> okay, so um, Jamie and I watching this movie, she says, oh, I'm glad he finally decided to get rid of that hideous mole. Well, it was that, so no, distracting no, you, you were like, Star Wars. You're like, oh, he's he's so hot, but that mole holds him back. And I'm like, Jamie, I mean, he, he may not have decided to get rid of it. I look it up. It was cancerous. And Jamie was like, oh, thank God he got rid of that hideous cancer. <laughs> it was so awful. But he's a handsome guy. This is Obi-Wan Kenobi. Well, I mean, like, you know what? If it, Okay, you are making me sound like an awful person. <laughs> but here's here's the thing, though, okay? Like, everybody has their own tastes. And you could say, this is ugly about that person. Or this no. is hot. And that's okay. That doesn't make you a bad person. Like, you know, if if everybody saw, like, my, my bat wings that I have... <laughs> I'm waving my bat wings, you know. Um, <laughs> sure, nobody wants to watch that. And, you know, do I want to pay the money to actually get them removed? No, because I'm too cheap. But but if they're cancerous, you will. I, I mean, nobody wants to have cancer that's not, not anything to laugh at. No, but but you and McGregor more attractive without his cancerous mole, right? I don't know. I mean, he was really hot, but you know, if they had a shot in this movie where he was in like a tight little <laughs> underwear swimsuit, they would have took the movie up a notch. They didn't show you and McGregor's penis, but maybe they should have. No, he's shown it a lot, though. There are many movies out there with you and McGregor. There may not. I've never seen may- it, but now I'm going to look for it. <laughs> You and McGregor may have shown his penis more than any other actor alive. Let me just say that. But but you know what though? Okay, let's let's just put this out there. One one quick thing, and I'll move on because I don't want to spend the whole rest of the episode talking about penis. But <laughs> no, you do. Let's be honest, you do. But we just don't want you to. But continue. Speaking honestly, <laughs> from a woman. All right, that's what you're here for. Feminine voice. 
it is not i'm not saying that a big dick isn't attractive oh come on. and you know there's that whole saying like big dick energy what which does which, this which have by to the do way, with dr Sweet? which by the way colin has never heard of it rossi have you ever heard of that saying big dick energy yes you see yeah. rossi knows he knows what's going on all right anyway well. anyways i'm not saying that it's not nice to look at just like a guy wouldn't want to look at like big jugs or big butt on a woman whatever whatever his taste is but it's not the size that matters it is how you use it because you can <laughs> be... she had that same look on her face like mm-hmm. yeah because you could be like <laughs> You could be like huge and really bad. What or, does any of this or, have to do or with like Dr. You sleep? could you could be really hot and kiss like a fish. You are bad very, kisser out. You are very worked up right now, and none of this has anything to do with Dr. Sleep. I have no clue where this comes from. Anyway, no, it was it was just a rabbit trail. Okay. <laughs> also on the soundtrack, Do Haas by Ramstein. Come on, that's a great soundtrack. Do Haas, do do Fucking love Ramstein. Maybe I'm a metalhead. Um, great ending. <laughs> they are the best on the. We're all living in America. Coca Cola, wunderbar. We're all living in America. Come on, who doesn't love Ramstein? Um, my brother used to be a big Ramstein fan. I pretty much Ramstein. You're gonna say it with Ramstein. The German, the German <laughs> accent. Rammstein. Seriously, if there is a country that should have metal music as their national music, it's Germany. Yeah, like come exactly. on. <laughs> and I'm not trying to be. I fucking love Germany. If I could learn one language in the world, it would be German. I have a tattoo of a famous German, so like it's. Uh, I'm all with the German. Adolf Hitler. <laughs> He's Austrian. You racist. Um, <laughs> like there's that video that did the rounds. Like it's like YouTube. It's like German is like the angriest. Like everything sounds worse in German. So it's like they just show words in different languages. So it's like butterfly, and it's all like you know, like oh, it sounds so pretty in all the different languages. And they get to German, it's like <laughs> yeah. Like everything is so angry in it. Like seriously, like even if you just meet, like you got somebody in like Germany ringing up to like donate for the cancer kids. Like, do you want to donate the money for the cancer? This is very important. Save Jimmy. We thank you for your support. I now pronounce you husband and wife. You may kiss the bride. As you no doubt have guessed, my name is Morpheus. <laughs> just famous, like, love story, like, moments. Like, I'm just a girl standing in front of a boy asking him to love her. You heard me and hello. <laughs> no, hang on, Colin, back up. Shut up! Just <laughs> shut up! <laughs> you had me alone! <laughs> I'm flying, Jack! I'm flying! <laughs> Nobody puts Batman in the corner! Actually, that kind of works. Uh, <laughs> frankly, my dear, no, that works too. What's that? <laughs> Think of actual lines that are angry. They actually work. Um, I don't like sand. It's coarse and rough and irritating. And it gets everywhere. <laughs> At least we have R2 with us. <laughs> <laughs> I've been dying a little 
least day since you came back into my life. <laughs> A woman! <laughs> oh, my throat hurts. <laughs> we have all the time in the world! <laughs> the whole song. We have all the time in the world! <laughs> nothing more, nothing less! <laughs> He's got a powerful weapon! He turns every shot! That assassin and assassin. I can't do it. I'm done. Rammstein. <laughs> too, too hard. <laughs> Can I just say, it's four in the morning. I hope my neighbours aren't awake after that. <laughs> I'm glad my dad isn't home tonight. Um, oh, my God. My throat really fucking hurts. <laughs> oh, my God. Paula's role this episode is last week, if you remember, when she was being all panicky, Tony says, listen, all I need you to do is open a couple of sockets. And well, yep. I still don't know how many, 10 or 11 seasons at 24. What does opening a socket mean? I don't know. It's just, it's, it's their, their crutch phrase, but I need you to open a couple of sockets. It's like 45 minutes later now. And Mr. Mason, I opened that socket for you. What is opening a socket? He gets an email. Like, is that, is that what opening a socket <laughs> is? I got that passenger list for you. <laughs> <laughs> Miles. Milo, <laughs> not Miles. Wrong one. Don't even know their name. Open a socket. <laughs> Where's Nina? She's evil, sir. Damn it. She was much quicker at the socket opening than you were. It's this beard. I can't think. I should be in Washington right now. <laughs> I knew Open I should have a beard. <laughs> This beer has brought me bad luck since the beginning of this day. <laughs> it's going to be a long day. <laughs> Give me the heads of the department in here right now. Is the new glib bomb still going to go off? <laughs> Where's the socket? <laughs> <laughs> Give me socket command. <laughs> I was just trying to say that. <laughs> or as Palmer likes to call him, socketness. <laughs> what, what is a socket? Like, what is, like, early 2000s technology? <laughs> like, who? job at CTE, what's your job? I open sockets. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I swear I should open a socket. Like, what does it mean? <laughs> I don't get you because we finally see what it is. He gets a memo in his inbox. <laughs> and that memo, okay. This is a priority, extremely high, <laughs> imminent threat of a terrorist attack. Chances of going off 80 to 90%. You needed a tech to take 45 minutes to open to get an 89% threat. <laughs> this should be flashing up. Like last, last season. Was- is phoning him. They're like, listen, listen, don't wait for the sockets to open. We're all going to die. <laughs> Why has technology gotten worse? Last season, Mason's running down the stairs, all eyes on monitors. And it was like breaking new CNN. Palmer's headquarters is blown up. This time around, it's open socket, you know, carry the one. <laughs> <laughs> Dot the eye, pass go, call up sedan, <laughs> um, x divided by three x squared. All right, socket open. All right, what's it say here? Imminent threat of terrorist attack. Uh, 80 90 percent. When set to go off in five seconds. <laughs> oh, if only we had had somebody more experienced in socket opening. <laughs> Like what? Like seriously? Like, can we get John Kazar back on this show just to answer one question? <laughs> John, welcome back to the Oz Network. Good ask, what the fuck is a socket, and who's opening them? <laughs> Jesus. 
I, I, I Google opening a socket. And the first thing that comes up is a 24 Reddit thread. I need you to open a socket in quotes. <laughs> and she's out cold because sex with Simon Baker knocks you out cold. Ooh, so wouldn't it ever? She's, it's a Tasmanian thing. Sex with a Tasmanian. Knocks you out cold. But we get uh, consent first. Well, I was going to say sometimes it's pleasure and sometimes it's just shock. Yeah, uh, the but either way, right you're, you're in jail, apparently. <laughs> oh, no, no. As in they're knocked out cold. That's what I mean. That's what he's implying. Oh, we, oh, do these episodes. we do these episodes. We do these episodes so we can show our female listeners. Listen, we'll talk about things that interest you too and then bam every single year. <laughs> And here I am, the guy who edits these. You think I would edit these out? <laughs> Remember that reference to rape you made, Ben, and defended Hitler? Oh, you kept them in. <laughs> There's a reason why I'm unemployed. <laughs> I was going to say single. Well, give it a couple of months. <laughs> as soon as Mallory starts listening to the show. Um, she, she's Mallory feeding ever... me lines. I've got like a speaking of Ben say something inappropriate <laughs> about rape. Does does she Not that there's anything uh, ever appropriate about rape? Show? Sorry, like that's a weird. That's a redundant. Say something. Well, that's what's that's on the list. But that's a redundant sentence. Saying something inappropriate about rape. Can you say something appropriate about rape? Like you, you know, I'm gonna move on. <laughs> Your own sake. <laughs> it's like one of those things where people say like I'm anti-cancer. Like who's for cancer? Like. <laughs> So anyways, Colin's speechless. Colin's look at me going. I've been doing this with you for like nearly 10 years, man, and uh, now I just don't know what to say anymore. <laughs> Sex was a bigger. Stanley Tucci gets a job. <laughs> Sex with Simon Baker. The follow-up to Tom Cruise's gay coming soon to the <laughs> <laughs> gay sex with Tom Cruise that's what it was called <laughs> um, I don't even know uh. <laughs> the thing that was amazing about it too and I'm not sure if this is a common thing say in, in World Cups and then around the world is the fact that they had everything in the one stadium they had made the makeshift pool the kind of the fencing section like is that common or is that the first time they've ever done that that was the first time they ever did it and they had put on an amazing like it looked incredible they put the pool in the middle yeah the horse riding the running shoe the fencing it was it looked amazing i think it would have been amazing experience there um and yeah no that tokyo the japanese they did an incredible incredible job so i think that's what they're planning to do maybe from now on just so you have like because before that You'd go from one venue, you might have to get in the bus, travel 20 minutes to another one, another venue. So it's like you get, you buy your ticket, you get your seat and you get to watch the whole show. Yeah, which we were saying it's a shame there were no crowds there because like that I know, it was so, uh, yeah, it was disappointing. But hey, there's so, it's awesome that they were still able to be on. Well, I'm thinking come Brisbane that uh, it needs to be its own separate stadium. I want them to build the Chloe Esposito Stadium. <laughs> in Brisbane. <laughs> that'd, be, uh, oh, that'd be actually really cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I have think, to put in a word there. I think, yeah, you've got some sway now. Just wear the medal, uh, you know, kind of go along that way. Bring your dad, bring your brother, bring bring everyone yeah. along. You know, we're all Olympians. Come on now. I want this, the Chloe Zeno Stadium in exactly. Brisbane. Exactly. Lock, lock it in. I like my steak medium rare, but specifically asking for a bloody. Yeah. See, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a well done man. So. No. Oh. <laughs> 
That is the most Ben Waterworth thing I've ever heard in my fucking life. Oh my god! Wow, Jesus! You, five minutes ago, you're like, I like Ben, and you're like, well, that's the most fucking Ben Waterworth thing I've ever heard. I am literally simultaneously flabbergasted and not shocked at all. So, so can I just point out, we've got out multiple times to eat dinner together because, you know, we dated and all that, but I don't think I ever ordered it because I wasn't really into steaks when I was eating normal. Now I'm all into steaks and I'm keto. I've never ordered a steak around you, so you're going to be embarrassed the next time you go eating with B, with, with B, with me. I would not allow you to order a well-done steak in front of me. Wow. Judgmental against well-done steak eaters. Absolutely. Oh, I just... (laughs) What's wrong with well-done steak? (laughs) I just... It's just... I... uh... I'm acting surprised. I, I'm I'm not surprised. <laughs> I was going to put out, Noah's sitting there drinking like, looks like Korean jizz right now, and he's judging me that I have my, well, my steak well done. Wow. Jesus. Well, this is well done. It's, it is very well done. Rice wine. Mmm. Korean jizz. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. I'm all <laughs> I can't, I've never felt so judged before. And how many episodes have I done with you? You judging me? <laughs> What's worse? What's worse? Me liking Madonna or having my steak well done? It's just, uh, oh, oh, <laughs> Madonna. So She's you would pretty ra- well done at this point. Too. <laughs> so you'd rather eat a well done steak than listen to Madonna? Uh, yeah, I would do that. Okay, I'll, I'll remember that. I I'm going to take you out for dinner at a Madonna cabaret show while we eat well done steak. <laughs> I just, normally around season five of TV shows, like the characters on the show start to become caricatures of themselves. <laughs> I feel like this show has become a caricature by season. I like well done steak. <laughs> I can't believe I'd be so oh judged God. for my steak preference. <laughs> Wow. That's the most Ben Waterworth steak reference that's ever existed. Oh, God. I don't, I don't think know. I, can go on. I was about to say I that. I was like, yeah. I don't know if I want to go on in this episode. I feel so judged. I don't mean this episode. <laughs> the show You're going back to hiatus land where you just, you know, let's put loss on a hiatus for two years. <laughs> Let's be honest. We'll be honest. We recorded these episodes two years ago, but Noah had to take a two-year break. (laughs) Yeah. I need time to process the things I hear on this show. (laughs) Everybody needs time to process things they hear on this show. That's why they don't listen. I I want to make an official apology to Alana because I'll I'll take the bloody steak. (laughs) (laughs) You would just take a cow. You would just rip some skin off and just chow down into the... Uh, uh, and you know what's even more offensive is I've lived in Korea for the past four years and it's very hard to get a steak here. So to hear that, it's just... Well, Noah, uh, let me just clarify one thing. Um, I eat well-done steak and I can get dates. You eat medium rare and you can't. So there's a, there's a clarification going on there that you've got to you got to work out your type of steak well, to get the dates. That's yeah. a secret. That's a secret. That's, that, there's the number one dating secret, eat well-done steak. 
and then then you get dates. And get well done, women. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh. some of them are probably a bit medium rare, but let's let's let's, let's, let's move on. Um, let's leave that. Leave it. Don't touch it. <laughs> Calling this now. Now I've I've already said on this show two potential final torchbearers, the cauldron light as a Kathy moment. Now your name is definitely one as a great Queensland athlete, or <laughs> Stephen Bradbury. Now I'm just saying, like you, you two, maybe you two can do it together, or maybe you can go to light the cauldron, then you fall, fall over, over. Yep. and then he picks up the, the <laughs> and then boom, done. Like come on, like I mean, you can take this and pass it on to the officials. I'm just saying, a good idea. Come on. That is that I I will uh, I, I will be taking all credit for that idea and, and throwing it forward and and knowing Steve I think he'd uh, he'd enjoy the uh, the irony of it and have some fun with it as well so absolutely okay <laughs> sorry I recommend it it makes you forget and you no longer have the nightmares and you can forget about all your troubles and it just in all seriousness, if, if we do get a Patreon, our bonus episode will explain the history behind this joke. We're never explaining the history behind this joke until we get a Patreon with <laughs> an exclusive episode for our Patreon listener. And we might reveal the identity of the advertisement sponsor. What a sexy little bitch he is. <laughs> <laughs> you realize that by us not revealing that... <laughs> I would, I would say you just made it worse, but the audience isn't surprised. I just bat up a bunch no. of water on the carpet. I just vomited. And he loves anal. <laughs> oh, my God. Ben, drink some slam. Lose your throat. Remember that time you said you were so wet right now? Um... <laughs> I'm wet with slam. <laughs> Who isn't? I've been wet with slam oh. since I saw that little boy. Um, <laughs> this is why we don't have Patreons. We're going to need to tell the story just so we don't get cancelled. Yeah. <laughs> it was bad. Well, hang on a minute. So an episode ago when you're talking about what your five-year-old son not liking <laughs> anal, that doesn't get us cancelled. Well, but like... I would... <laughs> I would assume any five-year-old should not like it. So at least it was an honest statement. I agree with that. It depends. Doug, I I disappeared for two years and this show got weird. (laughs) Remember the good old days and all our jokes consisted of classic Hulk lines? Oh, they were hilarious. The innocent days. The innocent days. The pre-teen days of 007. Before we had smutty sponsors. <laughs> and this is where he wakes up to to Skylar leaving him a voicemail, basically, um, you, you know, um, saying that you know to stay away or she'll get a restraining order. And this is where you get the famous, you know, she <laughs> what's he get- right now on repeat? It's so funny, even on mute. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's just like just this is like just the, just this convulsions are just like the funniest thing ever. I just like, <laughs> it really is like you, you just you just kind of have to watch it like. Because <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> he kind of like doesn't move his legs like the rest of his body moves, but his legs don't. It's like... <laughs> he's got like this yellow stain on his white t shirt. Like... <laughs> At least it's not in his tidy whiteies, I suppose that would have been a whole lot. Of oh, yeah, true. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I guess like we just see like 
that you know walt at his absolute worst right in this moment you know like he's just he, he's hit rock bottom really and um you know i think he was living in this world where he was going to be able to you know fix everything and he's starting to realize that that's just that's not going to happen um <laughs> sorry i'm just watching it again <laughs> so, so, like, i noticed i'm breaking that wiki they've got the gif of him throwing the the roof the pizza on the roof where's the gif of him going oh, but you're turning on it right here <laughs> <laughs> that's a real american thing too eh? like i like it's not something you see like kiwis do have been like grabbing their crotch like that like i know it's quite an american thing eh? like, of, yeah. like all those americans like, just it's michael you. jackson famously just grabbing his crotch that, that's, that, that wasn't him going like Hee-hee. that was him going i've got your restraining order right here shimona <laughs> <laughs> I've got to move on from this because I could just watch Son Loop all day. It is just so funny. Um, but yeah, I love it when I watch it like in freeze frame as well. Like the shot of him like, just grabbing his nuts. Like it's just so funny. <laughs> it's just, I, want, I, want, I want this to be a one take thing as well. Like the pizza, like Brian was so good. No, Brian, I wasn't believable enough. <laughs> the, the problem the problem would be like if I ever met Brian Cranston now I'd want to do that to him yeah. like, <laughs> got your restraining order right here Brian Cranston and then I would get a restraining order and it feels like you're watching a soap opera when you're watching and I I like Rosamund Pike I've got nothing wrong with her but... <laughs> shut up <laughs> what? he's trying to find the best of Orlov video and that's what came Sorry. up I was just trying to watch an OnlyFans account. It's not making no In the middle of Noah's defense. Yeah, I'm so bored. I'm born here. I want to watch we porn. Know we finally are bringing up a top five ranking of Diana the Jane, and you're watching porn. I'm trying to put the soccer on the TV. My game's about to start. I'm watching the background, and it wouldn't work. Soccer, yes. Do you want me to show you? Look, it literally, it literally took six this years for us to rank Die Another Day in the top five. And this is the last out. time Die Another Day is making it at this high on the list. Well, for you mentioning the words Die Another Day so often, let's play this again. Yeah, all right. What, what was that, the soccer? <laughs> what would you rather watch, a game of soccer or Die Another Day? <laughs> I'm paying attention. I'm listening to you. I'm excited, but I'm also wanting to watch my soccer game at the same time. Leave me alone. Is Rosamund Pike in it? She could be. I don't know. All this is telling me is you never actually watched this to ever rank anything. Uh, this is yeah, making the I best stuff. <laughs> ben finally doesn't give a shit about dying on the day, but we finally do. Ben, Noah and Colin defend dying on the day, and Ben doesn't give a shit. Well, hurry up, uh, then. Go on, get on with it. Oh, the soccer's on, Noah. The soccer. Let's speed Who's this winning? up. Give you, give your top five all at once. Ben's got to watch the soccer. <laughs> I'm not wearing a soccer no. shirt for fashion. Uh, no, clearly not. Uh, I'm going to take it off. I'll take my shirt off, huh? Please, dear God, no. <laughs> I finished watching this movie, I think, two weeks ago. And you think you know a movie well, because I've seen this a couple of times. 
But looking over my notes just before we recorded here, half of them, I have no clue what I was writing. So uh, we're going to see if Rossi can fill in some of the gaps in my notes here. But if nothing else, my notes are going to be amusing just to read. Here's another one of my notes that I have no idea what's going on. Um, eat, sleep, appreciation. Does that mean anything or could that have been a typo on my part? Can I say that again? Eat. I put eat, sleep, appreciation. <laughs> I don't remember that. And I saw it very recently. <laughs> Anybody who's listening to this, if that no eat sleep appreciation means anything, uh, call and let us know. We will give you one month Patreon free trial. <laughs> there's here's, here's some of my notes that I don't understand. Okay. Uh, seatbelt alarms. What do you do when an alarm goes off? Uh, does that mean anything to you? Seatbelt alarms. What do you do when an alarm goes off? No. All right. If somebody out there can explain that note to me and the first one, you will get two free months of Patreon. Uh, I do have a note in here that I don't understand, though. Why did I write Emmett's forehead? (laughs) He has a forehead. Maybe something stuck out about it. So did Ramona, whatever her name. Ramona Flowers has a forehead. Fred Flintstone has a forehead. We'll get back to that. If, if one person, a single person can message us explaining my notes on all three of those things, you have now earned a three free month trial of our Patreon. We'll get multiple perks that we will get around I to one of these do this. days. Yeah, Rossi wants that Patreon. He's trying to beat you guys to it. This is a puzzle. It's like a 10 Cloverfield lane. You're just trying to figure out. It's like an escape room. No, because he uses a spray on the can that he's drinking from. And then this is the can that she uses to spray the lock to get out um, what is it do you know like what it was a, I, well i would think if i was to guess i would say it's something like um what, what's that frozen stuff that will freeze things instantly oh um i know exactly what you're talking about yeah. but i can't think of the if name somebody can answer the question as to what that frozen stuff that freeze things instantly we won't give you the patreon but we'll give you one point on our scoreboard here the old network always defending the villains are the machines really wrong yeah no I- <laughs> and admit, maybe they are now, but the humans kind of had it coming. But what, but like, this is the thing. And again, we're looking ahead to the Matrix 4, but like. You know what? We're, we're, this is what we're saying, okay? What we're basically getting the bottom two is Hitler wasn't in the wrong, right? That's what we're saying. <laughs> <laughs> we're on the wow. same wavelength here. This is basically okay. what we're going, right? <laughs> all right. Okay. Hitler, not wrong. All right. Um, <laughs> hello to all our Jewish listeners. Um, for once, I didn't say the bad thing on this show. Uh, <laughs> Colin, after the sentence, was Hitler really wrong? Um, <laughs> the latest book from Colin Hilding. <laughs> Coming soon. Was September 11 actually necessary? <laughs> Followed by coronavirus. Why? It worked. <laughs> and coming soon in the bestseller that you've been waiting for, racism. Yes. <laughs> Seriously, wow. Hitler was wrong, but um, the machines are not. <laughs> wow. Okay. Amber, we know we've got to go. I've got three super quick questions for you. All right. This is the super quick fire ones. Now, we had um, David Mason ask, uh, tell us a story about a contestant who went to Dico's room after they were voted out. They oh. did a massive turd, blocked his toilet up, and left. David wouldn't tell us who it was. We're asking everyone, was that you, Amber? Yes, it was. Really? 
Wow, well, that's a quick question. Wow, okay. All right. Wow, maybe we're going to have to keep you for an extra five minutes. Slightly, slightly exaggerated. I was not expecting this. Wait, wait, okay. I'm... I was not. Wait, <sighs> I think it was me. Okay. Because I don't. I remember I went to his um to his because we we'd arranged to go out for dinner. He, like he was gorgeous. He's like you've got to come out for dinner. You've done so well. Blah blah blah. So I went to his um uh, hotel room. You know, obviously nothing sleazy, whatever. And I well, I think it was before I even got my own room or something. Like because I literally I was that fresh off the off the island. And so I had a shower and I remember having this magnificent experience in his bathroom because it was the first time I washed my hair. I had all my girly products. I had a mirror um, and I put my white dress on and I remember looking in the mirror and I, you know, I was like so slim but golden and suddenly all of the ugliness and, and you know, uh, detoxification that goes on, you know, on, on the show, um, I'd, I'd come good. And I remember just going, oh, my God, I've never looked so good in my entire life. So I was having a bit of a moment with myself in, in the bathroom. Um, of course, you know, Dicko, bless him, you know, bought me a packet of Winfield that I probably <laughs> smoked my way through by the end of, you know, practically dinner. Um, so I felt like shit and looked like shit by the next morning. But, I mean, I probably may have done a poo, but the reason why I say, yes, it was me, was because I found out later that he had said that about me on his radio, national radio show, I think it was <laughs> National or Sydney, and I was friggin' mortified. Wow. Because I, I just saw, oh my, and, this, um, and my boyfriend at the time heard it through someone or somehow it came through, you know, this the guy that I was saying. So I was really embarrassed because I'm not a... I'm not a, you know, talk poo, you know, fart type of girl. Like the, all of that's like, I'm a bit girly like that. I'm like, eh, we don't do any of that. You know, girls don't fart. They don't do, you know, poo. So I was mortified. Anyway, so I sent a text message to Dicko saying, did you really say this about me? Because I can take a lot of jokes, but it was just that particular thing and thinking people were thinking that of me. It just didn't sit well with me now, uh, with me then. And, um, yeah, so I had a crack at him in the in the text message because, of course, we were on a really, you know, nice sort of thing. And I know now I was early to radio too, so I didn't see that, of course, it's so typical of radio people to go, here's something shocking and inappropriate and, oh, no. You know, he was just doing his job and clearly running out of things to say if that was actually supposed to be a good, what they call in radio, rave. Um, anyway, he ended up sending me a big bunch of flowers. and, and a well. He, knew he'd be, he knew he'd been cheap. So, yeah, so bottom line is I would assume he didn't make that up completely, though. Working in radio, as you guys would probably know, it gets to a point when you've run out of so many stories, you do start making shit up or you start telling Literally. stories that someone else. <laughs> yeah. Um, Which well, is, I, stealing I, I, stories. So I think maybe I did a big poo in his toilet, but it's very unlike me to forget. But as I said, I was so busy having a moment with myself in that mirror that I may have forgotten that I had a little flow it's, to it's go. So <laughs> I was not in a million years, like when I asked you that question, thinking it would be you. Look, my, my money was on Justin. I think Matt's was on Guy. Uh, so, yeah. Wow. Oh, Jeez. My you gen I, I thought, oh, here we go. They, you know, they, that, that was a quick no. mystery gone, Matt. Wow. Yeah. 
I'm surprised Jeez. Ben even asked you. We were going to save it for later on. And, and no, ask no, well, I'm glad I've done my job. He distracts this guard and he, he has a conversation with the guard. He's like, hey, hey, how was she? Uh, she was all right. He's like, really? She looks really hot. I think I'll give her a go. He's like, no, I've, we got a job to do over there. There's stuff going on. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Don't want to make things upset. We're hard workers. Rape can wait. <laughs> rape can wait. <laughs> That's how rapists work, isn't it? They're like, girl, I'm going to rape someone. No, we've got a job to do. You're right. But first, I got to sweep up. <laughs> no one can rape with a dirty floor. These files need to get filed quickly, okay? Rape can wait. <laughs> Look how dirty those dishes are in the sink. I can rape you later. <laughs> you know, this toilet isn't going to scrub itself. Rape can wait. <laughs> rape can wait, the Eli story. I wanted to rape that day, but instead I thought I needed to clean. So I'm going to go do some stuff and I'll rape later. Rape. Can... That's like an advertising campaign. Hey, kids, rape can wait. <laughs> Are you thinking of raping someone? It It can wait. (laughs) Make sure you clean up your room first, kids. I mean, Roger Moore, his reputation is uh, his humor in the Bond movies. I mean, that's what he's known for above all the other Bond actors. I'm sure on screen, it just comes so naturally to him. But I mean, is he pretty much the same way off screen? Does he always have these one-liners flowing and always joking around? Well, first of all, you know, keep in mind that he he was trying to follow someone who had uh, made the character and uh, someone who had done six pictures before him and uh, it had to do with the sex appeal and with his uh, killer instinct and all of that, the way Sean played his bond. And uh, and then when one person was tried on that one picture on a Majesty's Secret Service with, uh, with George, um, you know, Roger had to follow and be compared to Sean. And Roger was coming, obviously, a very successful television show, Simon Templer in The Saints. And then coming off of to do this in Live and Let Die must have been a humongous amount of pressure on him. But he had to bring something different to Bond that would pick up pick up the pace, which is exactly what he did. And so the one-liners that were coming off his mouth, rolled off his mouth, were, were incredible and done with a straight face, which made him even funnier. I always thought that he should have been in comedy. I always told him that. Listen, you, you, you're not an action star. You're a, you're a comedian. And, and, and it was just awesome the way he did it. I'll give you one incident that took place in Budaipur on location. Every night after, after the shoot was over, we would sit by the poolside. It was so hot. And uh, by the poolside, at a, length, a long table, all the actors, spouses. I was the only single person there at the time, uh, 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 you know, having to deal with 32 uh, Miss Worlds and Miss Universes during the entire <laughs> filming of the movie. But uh, in any event, that was that was my problem. Yeah, but, t- t- it's a terrible time. Your that burden was a, to oh, bear. Jeez, what a horrible, horrible time you must have had. <laughs> and, and so Roger sitting at the head of the table, his anecdotes and his stories are just incredible to listen to. He could talk all day. He's got a cigar in his mouth. He's wearing a safari suit. We're sitting at a table right by the pool. He's telling the story, and right in the middle of the story, he, he would say, "Excuse me, get up from the, get up from his seat, put a cigar at the edge of the pool, dive right in, <laughs> safari suit, loafers and all, <laughs> swim to the other side, swim back, get back out of the pool, put the cigar in his mouth, sit down, and continue <laughs> the story like nothing had happened." 
That is exactly the way we want to picture Roger yes, Moore. That's just, I just want to see that as Roger Moore forever now. That's perfect. My, not a, I mean, everything is coming off his, his hair. Is this Nothing, nothing. The cigar is still lit. He's, he's, he's no, been one of the nicest people you could ever meet. All right, on the starting blocks. And we're waiting for that whistle or gun or whatever it is you might hear. And they're off. And we got Seabiscuit in the lead, followed closer by Secretariat. And look at this. Who's coming up in third? It's Zoe what? Zoe what? Uh, followed by uh, Petty Alexiak or one of the Campbells or something like that. Oh, we are off to a hot start here. And the strokes are flying. It's right and left, right and left, all over the place. And as you see, the world, world record line there. Everybody is closely trailing behind him, maybe even pulling ahead. And there we go, and the turnover. Oh, if this was synchronized swimming, we would have had an easy gold medal out of that move there. And the clarity of this water is just beautiful. It's taken approximately five years to get the green out of it from Rio. But, uh, wow, the swimmers are appreciated today. And I can't tell who's at the line here. We have Great Britain in the lead, Australia in second, and Sweden, that looks like. Actually, Sweden may be in the lead here. Sweden's coming up, so look at this. Canada and Australia will choke, and we're about to go to the split here, and number two. Well, I have to say, Bronte Campbell's there. Did, did a Campbell. We finished in second in that first leg, but into the pool now comes Meg Harris. Traditional swimming nations of Denmark and Sweden getting very off to a good start there. But right now, it is a bit of a boil over right now because I think that is Sweden in lane eight in the lead. We've already seen wow. lane eight be victorious tonight with Tunisia. It actually is Sweden. And look at the speed there. 1.76 metres per second. That's faster than a Volvo in Sweden. That's fantastic. But Canada have moved up into 30 right now. Margaret McNeil really starting to get that maple leaf in here but a boil over here Sweden are in the lead here in swimming Australia's already lost to Tunisia wow Kate Campbell no pressure on you on the anchor leg here but Emma McKean's about to jump in here and try and get it because Sweden can't beat Australia swimming's an embarrassing night already but as she comes now into the wall she's looking like she might be in the lead here as she hands over to her next winner and we are in the lead Colin take it here all right, and Canada might be battling it out for the bronze medal at this point, but Australia in the lead, still plenty of time to blow it. At this point, they're playing possum. Are they playing possum that they're actually winning and just going to pull even further ahead? More likely they're playing possum and they're about ready to drop to fourth as we're coming up to the wall. And they are world record pace right now. A comeback for Australia. There we go. We're into the oh. final 50 here as the, well, the, the final 150. Uh, I've lost track. I've lost all Come track. Come on, Colin. Keep it together. Keep it together, Colin. Canadians can't count. We just know how to swim, but not as well as Australians, apparently, as the temperature is heating up in the water. And Australia, they're getting ready to make their move. The move is coming. Everybody's seen this before. That's it. That's the move. That's the move. That's wow. the move we've been waiting for. Iconic. That's, that's the kind of move that wins a gold medal as we're getting ready on the anchor leg. Oh, Kate Campbell into the pool. This is the one time Australia's hanging on to Kate, not pulling a Campbell. Look at this lead Australia has. They're in world record contention right now. Kate, she's stroking. She's swimming. Left over right. Right over left. The free is really styling right now. The butterfly kick. Canada's making their move, though. I can see Canada moving up into second. An iconic game for Canada, potentially. But Kate Campbell is bringing this home. Penny Alexiak. She's moved up into third for the Canadians. Can she beat their traditional rivals in America, but stuff Canada, stuff America. Who gives a shit about North America right now because it's all about the Down Under America. Kate Campbell, an icon of Australia. She's never choked before. She's got to win the gold. Can she beat the world record? 1.73 metres a second. She is on fire into the final part of the swim. Stroke, stroke, stroke. Gold in a world record for Australia. Kate oh, Campbell, hey, get in there. Hey, 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 hey
not script this any better for off the podium. It's gold for Australia. It's silver for Canada. And stick it up, you Yankee Doodle asses, America, on your bronze, because that's all you deserve. And look at the celebrations. The Dolphin family in Noosa are going off. Australia, get in there. Wow. And silver for Canada, Colin. Amazing, amazing. Uh, seven mate, are they talking up Canada right now? Yes, they are, because a Canadian is on the commentary, apparently. Shouldn't this be the end of the movie? Not the whole napalm, bloody, what is it? It is nitrogen blowing these things up? What is it? Not, what's the fire element that blows these things napalm? up? Napalm? No, the, the chemical. I don't know, science. Selenium? No, the other one. Fucking, did you watch this movie, uh, Colin? You're meant to be the smart one here. No, he said that we're, we're carbon-based, they're nitrogen-based, I think. No, but no, no, listen to me. Okay, the, well, why don't you tell me, Mr. Chemist? The fire, like, hits them and it, like, blows them up, right? Like, it grows them. Is that nitrogen? Is that hydrogen? Because they say, like, they're it's a nitrogen. It's whatever you want it to be. Well, learn science. I'm not meant to learn. I can't read. Uh, <laughs> Watch the movie better. I'm here to talk about <laughs> pedophile jokes. You've seen this a million times. But I don't get the science. There's a monkey with a blue monkey hitting people. All right? <laughs> we need Noah on this episode. Apparently. He's the woke one. He's Noah a chemist. He's a, ke- he's a chemist. What is he into drugs? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> who's the smart one on this ep- on this show? Nick? Nick's the smart one. Is he? He's not here. I think he is the smart one. <laughs> exactly. Not Rocky. When was the last time anybody heard from Nick? He's coming soon to our new series that we're doing on this show very, very soon. Nick's alive. Nick's doing well. Nick's Judging Amy with Nick Chester. Hey, you spoiled it. You know, <laughs> that, that that would sell itself. I'd, I'd buy that post from my wall. Judging Amy with Nick Chester. <laughs> it's time to get judging again. Coming soon to the Oz Network. Picture of him with a gavel and like an Amy Brennan style haircut. Oh, wow. there's a t-shirt. How did how do we go from yelling at each other for science to Nick Chester as Amy Brenneman? That's um uh, <laughs> typical of network segue. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I still remember there was a, a stand-up comedian, uh, probably the hardest I've ever laughed uh, at any stand-up. Like uh, I'm not saying it was the funniest stand-up comic I've ever seen, but the hardest I've ever laughed where I actually had tears in my eyes at a stand-up comedian joke was a guy just saying he's he was a fatter comedian and he was saying oh i'm up here sweating so bad i'm sweating like r kelly at the kids choice awards and i just like i i was actually in tears hearing him say sweating like r kelly at the kids choice awards uh poor r kelly oh, sorry but he didn't do this song did he poor r kelly wow did you just say that? wow oh, no, no. Jesus. hang on a minute this is a, coming from I'm, a show that's what I've said over the I years. And now you're <laughs> Colin Hilding defends <laughs> R. Kelly. Wow. That came out the wrong way. That wasn't no, the way. No, I don't did. think it did. <laughs> I'm, when you say that, I'm allowed to go back to defending Kevin Spacey, apparently. Like, <laughs> poor R. Kelly. I, I meant it in terms of they weren't that <laughs> young. They weren't that young. Um, <laughs> The ropes weren't that tight. They weren't held hostage for that long. The rape wasn't that bad. All right, Colin, all don't right. become a defense lawyer. I, I would say edit point, but I know that ensures he's going to best off clip out of this episode. Poor R. Kelly. Come on, give R. Kelly a chance, people. Larry the Cable Guy. We defamed him, called Tom Cruise gay for about four years. 
And all of a but sudden, R. Kelly. poor R. Kelly. That guy Come on, was just... just oh. Give R. Kelly a chance again, people. <laughs> Colin, what are your thoughts on Harvey Weinstein? <laughs> what do you think about him? Any, any thoughts today? Um... Wow. Do we have anything else to cover, or should I cap it there? <laughs> <laughs> we have a racist on this show. We have you know, me, we... the pedophile, and now we have Guy defending Gar Kelly. I mean, I've been defending you for so many years. I... <laughs> I've never tied anyone up in my basement and kept them for six months underage. I I get rid of them out of the house after an hour. They're no fun after that. All right, so... And you don't need ropes Kelly... with them. They're small. You just sit on them. <laughs> Ah, Kelly, using ropes, you idiot. Poor R. Kelly, poor R. Kelly. <laughs> What's the name is R. Kelly? Like, is his name just like Richard Kelly? And he's like, I'm going to sound straight and call myself <laughs> R. Kelly. Like, are you C. I, Hilly? I, I, would love, I would love to answer that question, but I'm not allowed to say R. Kelly anymore on the show. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm causing quota, us Colin. some problems. Oh, we lost our listener. Sorry. <laughs> Poor R. Kelly. <laughs> 2021, we're not allowed to say that those those that letter and that word together. Like, <laughs> You've got to separate it with five other words. You've got to say, like, R is a nice day for a walk, Kelly. Like, there you go. Uh, yeah, yeah, this is to, to get off R. Kelly for a second. Um, oh, he gets off. <laughs> not in the right way, you know but Colin's okay with that. I, I'm going to say this is, I'm not, I'm not defending this, but, you know, we watched two movies yesterday. We watched Space Jam and then we watched Dr. No. Uh, and the app <laughs> they here. Fit. R. Kelly and then no. <laughs> like, kind of don't go in the same sentence. But ben, ben, this is coming from the guy that went on a five-minute tangent in the middle of the episode about some Chinese restaurant in some neighbourhood no one's ever visited. Don't compare the pair. Like, <laughs> so they could have been just going off talking about their favourite foods in that. I, I've had a difficult year, Colin. I know it's like you name right. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> You've watched porn. You know what it looks like. Just joking. He's not fat. He's only this is fat. The third time you call me Colin. <laughs> I, I record never have children. I record so much with him that I'm just sick of his face. Ooh, he ain't Colin. He ha 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 ha. No, 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 no. I don't want to say this, but. Uh... You know, like sometimes on the double R seven, it's you two, and I feel like I'm almost like a bit of a, a third wheel. So the, <laughs> this podcast is just you and me, just it's our time together. And I come on, and you're just calling me Colin the whole time, and he's gonna get away from him. <laughs> Bring back Patrick. You and I are the single ones here. We should be bonding more. None of these losers who have wives oh, and children. Trying, but <laughs> every time I say something clever, oh, good point, Colin. <laughs> and you know, over when he's I'm doing not it, that good. he was better two years ago. He's gotten worse. He was. He was better two years ago. Let's be honest. Like, oh, I've had children. Oh, I've got three kids. Oh, I'm busy. <laughs> Oh, my phone's ringing. I'm earning $10. Oh, I've got to run a marathon. <laughs> I'm not Colin because I'm not earning money on this episode. <laughs> yeah, fuck Colin. What, a, what an asshole. Yeah, Bring back you, cable. You said, this, this, you said this ending was fucked up. I think Colin's fucked up. I agree. Boo, Colin. <laughs> 
<laughs> Let's get T-shirts that say Boo Colin and sit here. This is why I have trust tissues because first my stapler gets stolen and then you can't even remember my name. <laughs> maybe um. I want my mother to shoot me. <laughs> Oh, cable branded returning to the Oz Network is the, the never, never invited me to Office Works. I would go to Office Works. With, Colin. I, I, I've never been to a stationery store. We got been to Walmart with Colin, but we got groceries. We didn't get stationery. Never took me to Chinese. I've been to Big W with you. <laughs> But it came up. We don't talk about that. We <laughs> don't been, talk about that either. I've been probably. Have we been to Target together? I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> we definitely don't talk about that. I've 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 been to Bishino with you. I haven't been to Bishino with Colin. <laughs> we saw the Gladstone Goat together. Noah, remember the good times. You, you, you thought you were there with Colin. We went to the lowest part of, of Australia that you could go to. Well, sort of drive at least. Didn't do that with Colin. No. I I spilt tea on the Bible with you. No, I didn't do that with Colin. <laughs> Think of the good times, Noah. Never do that. Think of the good Colin times. Rock and roll enough to do that. <laughs> We got drunk in Launceston together and they asked you for ID. And then when I went to show my ID, he said, I don't need to see yours, old man. Look, I, I, I appreciate you trying to save the situation, but I don't forgive you. You and I made it. All right, hang on. We went too far. Too late. Move on. Uh, <laughs> shit. No, that was Colin. Well, I reckon Colin would be a bad kisser. I just, I just, I don't see him. You know, he, he was. <laughs> <laughs> then Jamie came into the picture. She'd be a good kisser, I think. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> no, it's giving me the okay, look. Move it's on. Weird. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> ben, edit point, edit point. Um, all right, Colin, are we ready to move on? Um, Remember your own name? Frank. Um, <laughs> Rocky. I was going to say, like, outside of Guy and Connor, what does Guy do in this franchise? Like, who is Guy? That was sort of our, and again, I'm, not, I'm not, you know, disparaging the actor or anything, but that was sort of our joke. It's like, oh, you know, what's going to happen if we get interviews with Mighty Ducks? We're probably going to get Guy or something like that. You know, we're not going to get Guy. <laughs> he's just, he's there, you know? Which, again, like, I do like the fact that him and Connie are still together come Game oh, Changers. Yeah. And like, he has more to do in Game Changers than he did in three films. Like, And again, you talk about like these, like if you right now were to watch this for the first time, be like, oh, like four of these, five of these actors will be in all three. You're going to be like, oh, yeah, like Charlie, Carp, like Jesse, you know, uh, they're, they're, they're kind of going to go along that way. Peter, all that sort of stuff. Gee, <laughs> when I, when I asked my nephews who's your favorite player, I mean they all said Banks, but I guarantee if I was like, oh, what about Charlie? Charlie's great too. Oh, Carp, yeah, I love Carp. Oh yeah, Goldberg. Oh, everybody loves Goldberg. Gee, you just made that last one up, didn't yeah. you? Like, they're not gonna know who Gee is. I just want to say, what's his name? Gee, like who wants the name Gee? That's the worst name ever. Isn't gee? that like? Isn't it's that not even guy. Fat? It's gee. Is it duck fat or something? Is called gee or something like that. I'm looking here on the Wikipedia. Is there even a 
is it Guy Jermaine? Is that Guy? That's Guy, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was talking to you off air about wanting to get a jersey. I'm like, I'm either going to get Banks or I'm going to go Bombay. <laughs> no one wants a Guy jersey. Like, <laughs> he's a Garrett Ratliff Henson. Uh, oh, he was El- Henson's brother, right? <laughs> he was in Arachnophobia. He was in Captain America 1990, young Tom Kimball. He was in Return to the Blue Lagoon. I farted on the set of Blue Lagoon. Slap. Um, <laughs> he was in Casper. I don't remember him in Casper. There's a movie I'd love to cover one day. Um, Nevada. Then he was in The Mansfield 12. In 2007, then he did not act until Mighty Ducks Game Changers 2021. Um, I, I like this but- line on his page. Henson graduated from Sarah Lawrence College in 2002 and currently resides in New York with his wife, Laurie, whom he married in 2007, and their son, who was born in 2014. He received an MFA in film from Columbia University in 2015. He still pursues acting. <laughs> I actually do remember I do remember him in in Casper. He's the one that Christina Ritchie has a crush on, the the hot boy. I remember him now. More but, memorable but like, in Casper than the Mighty Ducks trilogy. Game. I remember the first time I found out that him and Fulton were brothers in real life. You don't see any resemblance whatsoever. I still see no resemblance. Yeah, and again, what's he more famous for? Being the guy who played Fulton Reed in the Mighty Ducks' his brother. It's like, oh, I was in the Mighty Ducks too. It's like, shut up, Brooke Shields. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? They, they have a third brother, Ellington Ratliff, oh. who is the drummer for American pop band R5. El- what's his wow. name? Wow. Ellington-, Ellington Ratliff. He he should be a fencer with Max von Haster. Like, that's a, <laughs> that's a swat- Ratliff. Ellington Ratcliffe. Hello, I'm a fencer. I'm going to challenge you to a duel. Um, oh, poor, poor Ellington Gay. actually was not even born by the time the Mighty Ducks came out, so hence yeah. why he's not in the movie too. Well, his parents were so enamored by the popularity of their son, Guy, uh, <laughs> so they went and <laughs> celebrated with a root. Oh, honey, both our sons are in the Mighty Ducks. They'll go on to great things. And Gee, what a character. <laughs> I, I just want the band R5 to write a song saying, get my Gee jersey. <laughs> I, I tell you what, if we get to, I don't know what number, I, I will buy a Gee jersey. I will. <laughs> <laughs> if we get one comment literally replying to it saying, Gee. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that's all I have to say. Gee. Oh, it's going to be the worst what, character name in movie history, Gee. What? I was saying it's a terrible name. Like, I'm sorry to all the Gees out there if you're listening, but it's not a good name. If your name is Gee, change it. I'm sorry. But, like, that's a dumb name. You're better off being called Noah Groves. Come on. You are. Gee. And what's, what's okay? So, Gee Germain, I mean, it. it Double G, that's something, right? Uh, what's Connie's? Like Connie Moreau. Okay, I hope to God at Game Changers that he took her last name because that's the way <laughs> I see it. I see it as Guy Moreau. <laughs> Con- Connie Germain, uh, Minnesota State Senator. Um, no, 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 no. He should have taken her name. Yeah, I, I wouldn't vote for her. Um, not, not in the slightest. But okay, so Charlie takes <laughs> hey, a one, shot. One day, are we gonna have this is the president and the first husband, Gee? Gee. Wasn't that wasn't that a show by Ryan Murphy? Gee, Gee. You know that show with the singing and all the kids are dying these days. No. 
It was a joke about glee, Colin. Oh, glee. I get it now. <laughs> get it now? Thank you. Of mice and men. It just always makes me think of a mice and mangoes. Uh, you know, number just, just, I, got, I got to pause for a second here. Uh, again, just explaining how bad of a name Guy is. Things you could not do. Could you have a movie called Guy Gary Glenn Ross? No, you couldn't. It just doesn't flow off the tongue. Stop calling people Guy. The last of the Guy, the mighty Guy, <laughs> Mr. Guy, Guy. Raging Guy. Guy Mr. Saturday Guy. Captain Guy McGuire. Guy. Maybe Guy McGuire. School Guy. Hellraiser 3. Hell on Guy. <laughs> Innocent Guy. Unforgiven. Gee returns. Terminator 2, Judgment Gee. <laughs> Gee runner, the final cut of Gee and Men. Um, for your Gee only. Gee of the gee, Mohicans. Gee another day. Uh, <laughs> the Gee is gee not enough. <laughs> Dr. Gee from, from Gee with Love. Gee. <laughs> On a Gee secret surface. <laughs> no time to Gee. My name is Gee. Gee Gee. <laughs> Sounds like a horse. Gee, gee, giddy up. Gee, 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 You know what it is? It's um, Nicolas Cage when he's like, woo! It's like, gee! <laughs> Oh my god, this is the worst name in movies. <laughs> Hi, I'm Gee. Hello, Gee. You got a problem with your name? Doesn't it sound like a name? Like it just literally sounds like your name's like Gerald and you just can't yeah. get it out. Hi, I'm Gee. You're nervous. You're meeting a girl for the first I'm Gee. Actually, I don't know if you ever watched the Angry Beavers. I feel that question comes up every like 50 episodes. But like it was one of the characters in Angry Beavers would go, Yee! Like, so there it is. They named that after the character of the Mighty Days. Yee! Oh, God, I've got to stop saying the word gee. I've never said that name so many times in my life. Um, uh, my number 12, uh, somebody's already brought him up. One of the other people brought him up. I don't remember which one it was. Uh, but uh, podcasts have gotten so important. <laughs> it's like a band that has been together for 20 years and now they're no longer on top. Not fatty only Esther. at the same tour bars. Yeah, the Fatty <laughs> Esther reunion show. Uh, I mean, not, but not me to and bring Brandon up. wouldn't be a part of it. Colin, not to bring up the, uh... <laughs> That's horrible. Actually, no, it's not you called me fat years ago. You deserve it. Fatty, fatty, boomba. <laughs> He's not fat, but for the purpose of the joke. Yeah, fatty, boomba, boomba, boomba. You got more chins than a Chinese phone book, fatty. You can't wear one of these yellow T-shirts because people will yell taxi when you walk down the street. <laughs> That's why he doesn't wear yellow. <laughs> You're so fat that if I laid in bed with you, I'd roll over five times and I'd still be on top of you. Who <laughs> is the fattest of these henchmen? Is it the, the blind mice? Oh, I, I, mean, I think it's the guy I'm about to put up here. Uh, Colin! <laughs> Colin. Sorry, Colin. Oh, man. Uh, lose, number, lose some weight. Number 12. <laughs> Good old. <laughs> He's not fat, but that is quite funny. <laughs> that, that, 
that skinny Esther joke <laughs> lived with me for so long. I had to force myself to lose weight to live up to your expectations. Come on, come on. That dug deep, that joke that you made that one time. That That's deep. why I lost weight. <laughs> Even for me, and it wasn't even directed to me, I felt it. <laughs> the sting in the air, I, I felt it too from the other people. I love that I inadvertently became a life coach for Ben because of one mean joke. Hey, I became a life coach for you thanks to me. You had sex the other night because you watched porn, so you're welcome. <laughs> you learned what an orgasm was. I'm glad. This is called the 007 reunion tour. <laughs> All the classic <laughs> jokes. Know, we have made you no know, controversial picks on number 12 and still somehow number 12 haunts us. <laughs> you know, I've been listening to some of the old episodes. We used to be so nice to each other. <laughs> Until that fat joke. <laughs> that changed everything. <laughs> My name is Ben and so smart me. Enjoy books so much. My name is Colin, but most guys call me Shauna. My name is Nora and I'm walking here. My name is Ben, United States Geological Survey. This is my secretary, Colin Hilding. And cells are bad. My uncle lives in a cell. It's 10 foot by 12 and he has to read the same boring old magazine every day. The end. My name is Colin and who out there is listening to the show? No one, because it's dull and boring and without imagination. My name's Nick and I've done a terrible thing, but I did it for a good reason. My name is Ben and... I love basketball. I've always loved basketball. Do you love basketball? You're big, but you're really good at basketball, and I'm small, but I'll try really hard playing. My mum always says, try your best at everything you- My name is Colin, and beneath this common, sexy exterior beats the heart of a true podcaster. My name is Godzilla. Back off, monkey balls. My name is Ben, and I'm very cute, I'm very alone, and I'm very protective of my body. My name is Colin, and I'm no lady, I'm a duck. My name is Rossi, and I also have no other flavor besides sarcastic. My name is Ben, and with great Andrew Garfield comes great Toby McGuire! My name is Colin, and I'll decide who sucks around here. My name is Nora, and who are you? My name is Punk Quarterback Punk, and Colin, I want to tell you something. I was on this podcast when you were still popping zits on your face and jerking off with the lingerie section of the Sears catalogue. My name is Colin, and did someone eat an onion bagel? My name's Nick, and let's keep it real, alright? We make poison for people who don't care. We probably have the most unpicky customers in the world. My my name is Ben, and it's not fucking on the beach, it's on the fucking beach, and stop fucking swearing. <laughs> my name is Colin, and Noah, my god, you are thirsty at the moment. My name is Jamie, and I'm spanking fresh. My name is Ben, and wow, I feel like Madonna. My name is Colin, and I upgrade things all the time. I mean, look at Ben, for instance. He was hideous, and now he's adorable. Right, Ben? Yeah. Uh, don't, don't look at Ben. My name is uh, Rossi. And there's no room at the end. Can I see your ID? My name is Ben, and it's all the same. Only the names will change every day. Seems we're wasting away another place where the faces are so cold. I drive all night just to get back home. I'm a cowboy, an alien. On a steel horse I ride I'm wanted Wanted Dead or alive Thank you, thank you You're welcome, yes 
My name is Colin. And <laughs> my name is Noah. And what about me? My name is Ben. And enjoy your lifetime supply of virginity. My name is Colin. And get in. My name is Nick. And why don't you lift your shirt up? My name is Ben. And I have more of a podcast body. My name is Colin. And where's my puss? Hey! My name is Jamie. Quiet. <laughs> I was going to say something really dirty. <laughs> okay, please don't. Uh, Clitoris vagina necktie. Okay. <laughs> I am Ben, but please call me Larry. I created the Oz Network. I've been waiting for you. You have many questions. And though the process has altered your consciousness, you remain irrevocably a listener. Ego, some of my statements and opinions you will understand, and some of them you will not. Concordantly, while your first response may be the most pertinent, you may or may not realise it is also the most irrelevant. My name is Colin, and maybe you knew I was going to do that. Maybe you didn't. If you did, that means you baked those cookies and set that plate right there deliberately, purposefully, which means you're sitting there also deliberately, purposefully. And also just FYI, um, that speech was recasted because the real Colin died. <laughs> Uh, in between last week and this week. <laughs> so this is Colleen Hilding. Um, <laughs> hello, Colleen. You know what? I, you know what I'm going to do right now? I'm going to put my screen on screen share and I'm going to show you porn. So you have to, you have to deal with it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we don't need How do I do it? it? How do I do this? Wait, wait, wait. Your porn is just Noah drinking beer. What is this? How do I share my screen? Uh, you are going to watch porn for the first time in your life. <laughs> no, I'm, sick, I'm sick of this shit. I'm annoyed. I'm annoyed at this. <laughs> Keep no, talking. I'm, I'm just going to finish here. Uh, Plenty Hunter has maybe two minutes of screen time, maybe four lines oh, in the movie. Verity might have more dialogue than Plenty has. Uh, and we're not oh, including Verity. Verity not on just, this list. Not just because it's Madonna, because of anybody was playing that. Uh, and the other thing I'm going to say is there's one character that is a random cameo in here, which has already been brought up once, which I'm going to rank slightly higher. Just be- oh, <laughs> You watch this, Colin Hilding. You watch this. <laughs> oh, at a point, at a point. <laughs> you watch this. <laughs> That's it, I'm out! <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> you just killed Colin Hilding. I just killed Colin Hilding. Colin just, Colin just watched Paul for the first time in his life. Take it off the bucket list. <laughs> Is it safe? Oh Is it safe? Well, you need to tell... No you, need to, <laughs> you, need, you need to tell... <laughs> You need to tell your wife that you just watched Paul for the first time. You will be having another child in the next nine months. (laughs) (laughs) Make me storm off this episode. You're watching porn. Wow, Zoom.
<laughs> Man's license is about to be expired from Zoom. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. At a point. At a point. Ben, ben has it so readily at his disposal that was like, what, 30 seconds to get it on <laughs> What do you think I do before and after recording? <laughs> I do, um, I do love Noah. Edit point, edit point. No, no. <laughs> take a step edit back, point. Noah. Let's take, take a step, step back. First of all, I do find it kind of funny. She's like, everything needs to be top secret. What if she shows up in a cab? Hey, Tony, can you pay the cab driver? I'm 35 bucks. <laughs> take an Uber at least. Come on. <laughs> Don't let anybody know I'm here. Just right up front. They had to call Tony. Uh, I've got a Nene Myers here. Needs somebody to pay a cab driver. I, I actually want to see the deleted scene of Nina in the cab, an awkward conversation with taxi driver. <laughs> So, uh, busy day? Yes, yes, busy day. Oh, what you been up to? You look, you're a bit dirty there. Oh, nothing, nothing. Walk okay. down a hill. <laughs> you, you, you got a vote today? Who, who, how do you think the presidential primary's going to go? That Palmer's looking good. He's running for president, dog. Uh, <laughs> dog. <laughs> hear about that plane crash? <laughs> no, me neither. You a fan of the Cubs? You look like somebody who'd be into the Cubs. <laughs> do you know an Andrew Geller at all? <laughs> How about that, Janet? Uh, <laughs> do you know any accountants in the valley by chance? I've tried to uh, call this Alan York all morning. He's just not answering. <laughs> if you're feeling lonely, I got a friend named Jessica Abrams who'd <laughs> like to hook up with you. <laughs> so, you want to visit a furniture store? <laughs> do you know anybody who happens to like to pull rank at all? Uh, <laughs> that'll be 850. <laughs> Traffic in LA today is pretty good, isn't it? <laughs> They're saying cloudy with a chance of rain. <laughs> <laughs> Say, do you ever think us taxi drivers will lose their jobs in the future? I don't. I think we're in a pretty stable industry, don't you? <laughs> do you know any evil people by chance? <laughs> what are those laptops for, anyways? <laughs> are these Palm Pilots at all? You know, I drive a cab during the day, but I file f f format files by night. Don't call me in at 5 a.m. <laughs> I don't have a big enough dong to do that. <laughs> hey, do you think any of those presidential candidates might have kids who have killed their other kids' rapists at all? i tell you one thing, I wouldn't vote for one of them if that was true. <laughs> Can't handle that type of drama in my life. <laughs> My last passenger looked like a Nepalese guard. Really didn't trust the guy. <laughs> Why do we come up with pointless storylines for pointless people? Where's Doctor from Phone last week? Hey, yes. You know any doctors who happen to find phones? Can we, you know what we could do for our Patreon? Let's write our own script to the 24 spinoff with Doctor on Phone, Jessica Abrams, Janet. and owner of the furniture store, and Janet. All come together at Janet's funeral, mourning the death of <laughs> Janet York. <laughs> she was so young and beautiful. <laughs> she could take heroin in her arm and not be high. She could take massive dongs from people called Dan and pull through. Her own best friend hated her. She's not even at a funeral. <laughs> Do you think Kim went to Janet's funeral a couple of days later? <laughs> what about Dan's? Oh, yeah, well, exactly. Is Rick at Dan's? Is Rick at Janet's? Like, 
It's a dual funeral. They yeah. throw a box spring and a mattress in the grave, toss them both in there <laughs> for all the eternity. <laughs> the furniture store owner who's still ticking. Do you think the furniture store's trying to call Terry back the next day? Like, I've got that message on my phone. What's happening to my furniture store? <laughs> yes. I was on vacation in Nepal and I got this really panic message. Also, my wife was flying back from Germany, but I can't find her. Was there a plane crash or something? <laughs> Bad day for furniture store owner. <laughs> And the taxi driver. Yeah, I think I had some relatives coming from Germany, but I haven't heard from them. <laughs> oh, the 24 after dark show. <laughs> I'm still debating the, the point of CTU in a world where a plane was just blown up by a terrorist attack. They're still focusing on a guy who's not even... Like, again, I get it. He's an important presidential candidate. He hasn't even received the nomination yet. Like, there's like five other Democrats fighting for the position. This is Bernie and this is Hillary and this is Joe Biden. They're all fighting for it. Like, poor terrorist attack victims. And meanwhile, they got people formatting files just to stall for time. You know, Milo, you really want something important to do? Find out who blew up that plane. I'm sure 9-11 happened in 24, yet somebody's lunch got stolen. (laughs) The case of the missing lunch. Damn it, we've got to file those, format those files. Someone stole my cheese on rice sandwich. But Jack, 9-11, I don't care. (laughs) A plane just crashed in the World Trade Center. Hold it, hold it, hold it. We had a threat on the life of a city councilman from Trenton. Okay? (laughs) All hands on deck. Starting to nitpick this show destroys the illusion that Jack Bauer's a good agent. I'm sorry, but, you know. You he can't even pass a season, note to an old girlfriend. Remember I said this season's good because it's just basic? It's saving the life of it. If you did a blow up a 747, I'd be on board with this. I can't forget this innocent 747 that's just been blown up. How many lives were lost? Who cares about Palmer? Exactly. And meanwhile, this is all over the news and Palmer's like, you know what? We got to have the truth come out about Keith. Okay. How about find out who blew up a plane over the Mojave Desert? How many future presidents were on that plane? All right. Yeah. Not just one. Oh, God. Jail you don't care about dead fictional people. <laughs> Uh, when we get him on the show, first question, like with all these burning 24 questions, why don't you care about dead fictional <laughs> victims of a 747 terrorist attack? You bastard. They're like, oh, we wanted it in the show, but Jowl Cerno objected to it. <laughs> he said, nobody will care. My fictional cousin was on that plane, Jill. <laughs> His name was Andrew Geller. <laughs> he was so young and innocent. <laughs> Back to the taxi driver. (laughs) Taxi driver. For the reasons why Portman wasn't available, I'm trying to look here to see what he did. The only thing I can come up with, we did talk about who he was a, um, he's a Broadway star. So maybe he was doing something on Broadway at the time. I don't know. But he did the singing voice of Max in the Goofy movie around the same time this movie came out. So does the Goofy movie always come up on our show? I found, I, I don't know what it is. I've, I don't know if I've ever seen the Goofy movie. I remember watching Goof Troop back in the day, but <laughs> there's like this bizarre cult following for the Goofy movie yeah. where there are people who are like, oh, this is the movie of my childhood. The way that we're talking about the Mighty Ducks, they're like, oh, this was the movie of my childhood. The Goofy movie, 
was the movie of your childhood? They did an honest trailer for it. Like, and I'm like, yeah, what is with the Goofy movie? I don't think I've ever seen it, you know? So I'm going to have to check it out just to see what the big deal is. But yeah, yeah, he was singing. So (laughs) that's the reason he couldn't do this movie. Was he Goofy? Uh, How does Goofy go? I'm Goofy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Goofy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Goofy. I don't uh, know. Woof, woof, I'm a dog, I'm Goofy. <laughs> like, Goofy's a dog, right? I think so. Somebody was saying recently that he's a cow, and they're like, cows don't have big floppy ears. <laughs> Goofy's a cow. Moo, <laughs> it's Goofy. Moo, it's called Moofy, if he's Goofy. Moofy. <laughs> what is Goofy? Uh, <laughs> goofy uh, It's a cartoon character, isn't it? Anthropomorphic dog. Eh, why can you never pronounce that? <laughs> Anthro. Well, all the times that I've tried to say the word anthropomorphic. This, I don't know if you realize this is like the third time on one of our shows you've been like stumbling over the word. I can't read. I don't know what these words mean. <laughs> hey, 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 I'm goofy. <laughs> I'm goofy. <laughs> What's the um the, the fat Albert? Hey, 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 hey. Hey, 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 hey. I'm Goofy. I'm Goofy. <laughs> no, hang on. Where's our usual impersonations? Hey, I'm Goofy. Hey, I'm Goofy. <laughs> Hi, I'm Goofy. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm Goofy. <laughs> For crying out loud, talk about the mighty ducks already. <laughs> hey. Controversial opinion, but I'm going to stick with it. Uh, better character named after with the letter G, Goofy over Gee. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's no such thing as the Gee movie. <laughs> Just saying. Breaking news in the Javelin. Australia is in first place. Nicola McDermott has cleared 198 and is clear on I top. High jump. High jump. Thank it's, you. That I was going to say Throwing high the javelin 198, she's not doing too well. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if I threw a 190, that's probably my personal best in the javelin. Shut up. Um, you know, I, I'm finding something just watching this. I don't know if this is a regular athlete thing or if they're the only, she's the only one they're showing, but every time Nicola finishes a jump, it looks like she's writing in her diary. You're stealing my thunder, Colin. That. You're stealing why I want to talk this woman up. Um, I'll come <laughs> back to that in a second. But uh, And Eleanor Patterson in the high jump is equal second right now. She's cleared 196. I wanted to talk up Nicola because like, I, I was going to maybe put her as like a, an honourable mention for athlete of the day, not putting her up. But literally they cut to her before an Olympic final. She's writing in a diary. She just, she just casually walks out, waves, sits down, writes in a diary, a little smirk on her face. Then at one point they cut back to her. She's like laying on a yoga mat, just like sleeping, having a rest. There she is. And then every time she jumps, they cut back to her. She's writing in a diary. Dear diary, just jumped very well. I'm feeling confident. Now, I don't want to, like, by me about to say what I'm about to say, this is not me bagging around, so please don't take it this way. I looked on her Instagram. She's obviously, like, a devout Christian. Like, she's very much, like, very Jesus-y because, like, everything, like, her post is like, you know, I thank Jesus for getting me this. And if you actually look at her diary, you can see, like, a cross, like, in the corner. So... I love this. I love her. She's like my new favorite athlete. I mean, she's gorgeous. I'm just going to say that. But outside of that, like, what athlete? Like, Tom Daly. Oh, I'm knitting. Well, whoop de doo Like, she's like jumping and going, eh, I've done well. Dear Diary. I'm happy with that jump. <laughs> like, that's Dear brilliant. Diary. Ben's perving on me again. It makes me uncomfortable. Dear Diary. I, I threw a javelin 1.98 meters. 
That was the season's best for me. <laughs> Dear Diary, why can't Ben get the sports right? He needs to stop perving, but Jesus will forgive him. Um, I tell you Dear what, Diary, she... remind me never to go on off the podium if I ever want to medal again. If she wins gold, I'm taking up Jesus. Like, I mean, like, she's just literally sitting down. Like, I want to see more athletes. I want to see, like, Harry Garside in the boxing, like, after he wins about Dear Diary, could have punched harder today. <laughs> Ben Johnson in 1988. Dear diary, probably shouldn't have taken those drugs. <laughs> oh, well, I will never get caught. Lol. <laughs> the French guy in the boxing. Dear diary, I've got nothing else to do right now. I'm just going to sit here for a while. <laughs> this the Kazakhstan in the wrestling. Dear diary, I wonder what an Indian man's arm tastes like. <laughs> Simone Biles, dear diary. I should probably touch that. Uh, <laughs> I'm not digging up that hole. Um, but uh, I, I want Nicola to win right now for 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 big Christians and for diary writers. We talked about Peter Bolt, a podcast host, like fourth in the Olympics for podcasters. We'll take it. But diary writers, this is this is epic. <laughs> Tell me you love that scene, Colin Hilding. Come on. I love it if they had cut to any other shot than people just looking like this. <laughs> <laughs> There's no reaction. Anybody in this movie, it's not just Aaron Taylor Johnson. It's like Gareth Edwards had no ability to say, just look like you just saw a giant dinosaur breathing fire. And people were like, ah, like that's what I want. But if you have this massive buildup where you're shooting feet and you're zooming up and you see, and then people are like, stop. <laughs> that's not the way you make a movie like this. I just want, like, millions of people in Honolulu. <laughs> Sup, Godzilla? Sup. <laughs> Sup. How you doing? <laughs> Watched the game last night. <laughs> How are the kids? <laughs> <laughs> see, see this giant thing? <laughs> Can you help us out with it? <laughs> <laughs> You know, Stop. those Mutos have been tracking some tracking some smack. <laughs> Talking smack about you. Believe <laughs> 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 they want to find somewhere to pork. See, <laughs> 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 the Japanese called you fat. <laughs> <laughs> you want to go back swimming again? <laughs> <laughs> Sup, Godzilla. Can we have a t-shirt? Little Godzilla. Little Godzilla, sup? <laughs> Don't take away from the epicness of this scene. I love this scene so much. I rewind the scene. I'm, tell me I'm wrong. You're tell me I'm wrong. wrong. But it's epic. All right. <laughs> sup? Sup? Sup, Godzilla? Uh, wow. Um... Don't take away from the epicness of this scene. What's <laughs> <laughs> up? God damn it. And this is Good Horror Movie Month, which uh, is done in honor of A Quiet Place Part 2, which by the time you listen to this is probably already out in some places. Not for me here because we are in like a full lockdown and Manitoba is now the COVID hotspot of North America. Congratulations to me. Uh, hey, first place in something. <laughs> <laughs> we, I mean, we don't win in hockey. <laughs> we don't matter in life, so we got to win at COVID. 
for those of you who are able to see A Quiet Place Part 2, tell us if you liked it, and we're going to do some more good horror movie sequels. And it's actually funny, because right before we started recording, I thought to myself, we're calling this, in quotes, good. For those of you who can see me on the video, which is one person, Rossi, uh, quotes, good horror movie month, because it is subjective. Some of these are just our opinion if it's good or not, and some of them we may not even both agree if it's good. We could also call this good horror movie month, in quotes, horror, because... This first movie we're doing here, maybe sort of more thriller horror. Who knows? We could also call it so good low, horror, and we'll we'll get bigger as we go on. Like this is the low low yeah, end. Yeah, exactly. The, the least horror like, but let's also say this could be good horror sequel month. Sequel in quotes because <laughs> these are all very loose sequels too. Or yeah, we'll on, just on the Instagram post. Make sure you put quotes around everywhere. Yeah, exactly. This is good horror sequel month with. Rossi <laughs> and I mean, you should put month in quotes too because we're probably not recording this in one month <laughs> exactly everything's in quotes here today <laughs> imagine going back to when you were a baby and seeing your parents like hanging out with you as a baby like that'd be odd yeah I wouldn't like that no no me neither. I've seen the way my mum used to dress me I would not like that <laughs> oh are there pictures how did you used to get dressed <laughs> She used to dress me like a little gypsy kid. <laughs> oh, please tell me there are pictures. Yeah, there are, and you're not getting a hold of them. <laughs> oh, can that be our Patreon? Seriously, yeah. right now, if someone signs up, we get a little gypsy picture of Noah Grove. <laughs> I shame her about it. She said, oh, don't make fun of me. Oh, you did it. <laughs> I so want to see gypsy pictures of Noah Groves. There were pointy shoes. <laughs> oh, God, this is the new thing I need to see in my life. I'm not calling my cat Roger Moore until you show me gypsy shoe Noah Groves. Well, it's going to be a nameless cat for a long time, I think. <laughs> Oh, this is great. I hope that if you get married one day, that I get invited and that I can talk oh. your parents into giving me a copy so that in your best man speech, clearly I'm going to be your best man, I'm going to go, and this is little Noah as a baby. <laughs> there, there were so many things wrong with that sentence. Firstly, that you're getting invited to my wedding. Secondly, I thought you were going to lead with the fact that I'd be getting married. Uh <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, true. Uh then that you're going to be the best man. And finally, <laughs> that you're going to beg my parents for a picture of a child, which is very <laughs> unplanned. Come on. <laughs> Excuse me, Mr. and Mrs. Gross. Can I have a picture of a child? I believe there's a hotline for this problem. Dee, dee, dee. one 800 bed is a pair. Hello? Yes. He's asking they for give, pictures of children again. <laughs> they give you baby Hitler. By the way, please don't dial the number 1-800-BEN-IS-A-PEDO. It probably really exists. <laughs> and they're very busy. Oh, hello. Hello, Casper. You've come to talk about home improvement Christmas with us? Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. What are your thoughts? Casper, come here for a second. Come here for a second. Do you want to say hello to Rossi? Uh, Who's that? Is that I Rossi or Rocky? Is that Rocky? Say hi, Rocky. Hi, Rocky. <laughs> There you go. You've had two very important people call you Rocky. Oh, okay. I want you to say bye, Rocky, now. Bye, Rocky. All right. You're going to get... Yeah, bye. (laughs) 
Christmas tree will be coming soon. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, he just took wrapping paper upstairs. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm saying it right now. This is making our best of episode. <laughs> Oh, as Jamie continues to yell at him. Okay. What was I saying? I don't know. Just move on. Oh, just move on. <laughs> Anything to add else here on Squirrel Baby Claire and Jin's Adventures with Justin and Aldo? Uh, no. No. Sorry, I'm, okay. I'm just a little rattled by the, the question. <laughs> um, Jamie... No, uh, no, no, no. Hang on. Move on. Some no, good things no, here. No. Jamie. No, no. Lancey and Riley. And we're moving on. <laughs> That's easy. Come on. You'd marry yeah, yeah, Jamie. No, no, no. Because no, Jamie no, would bring you no, breakfast no. every morning and Jamie's no, a great no. wife. We love, we love Colin, Jamie. If you're listening, I'm trying to stop this. <laughs> I would bang Riley and no, kill... No. Lancey, because Lancey's vegan and I couldn't deal with that. <laughs> I'm having no part in this. I Seriously, go watch go watch the normies. Go watch the normies. Yeah, I, I want to join I would the kill normies, all three right? of them on that couch. <laughs> I want Why don't to join we get the a couch? Normies. Can we get a couch? Oh, I just got a new chair. It cost me $50. If we ever lived in the same city again, we're going to do this live in like uh, our living room. We're going to get a couch and we're going to get Funko Pops and we're going to scream over T-shirts. So nice try after that uh, hypothetical situation. Before I'm on to you, I know as soon as I as soon as I stop recording, you are going to give me the answer. (laughs) Like so, now that we're off air, Ben, I can definitely answer that question for you. I would not do that. I'm going to join the normies. The PC Noah Groves. Look at him go, standing up for the millennials everywhere. It's just inappropriate. How is it any different to ask you what you would do to Claire, Susan, and Woman and Doll? It's a different. And they're not married to hosts of the show. This is a fictional scenario. This isn't written in stone. They're real people. It's a so big difference. I'm a real person. You said you'd kill me. <laughs> Why Are is you... it any different with me? <laughs> I see how it is. Oh, we're gonna save Riley and Lancey and Jamie, but Ben, fucking kill that shithead. Well, I don't have to podcast with them. I couldn't. Look it's you a in the fictional face. scenario. Riley and Lancey never listen to this show anymore. No, and Jamie doesn't either. Shout out if they do. They don't. Congratulations, Riley. She got married. So, uh, well yeah, Exactly. So, leave her out of this. I've met her now husband. Very nice guy. And Lancey's doing great guns. Seriously, check out. Is exactly. it, um, what's her Instagram page? Like, Sweet Cakes by Lancey or something like that? Like, she's got like 50,000 followers. Lancey, if you do listen, it would be nice. Like, think of your roots. Uh, maybe give us a plug. We'd like to get like one or two of those well, 50,000. Would be this nice. Episode. What? I like it was a hypothetical. Well, I didn't have an option. I had to kill one of them. She can't Riley. make a plug if she's dead. Riley's a newlywed and Jamie's a mother. <laughs> Lancey bakes vegan cakes. Oh, how can she give a plug out if she's dead? Well, rest in peace, Lancey. <laughs> Leave me alone. I had to do something. I go through with things on this show. You just sit back and, oh, I'm going to plead the fifth. I'm Noah Groves. Yeah, 
let's move on. This is inappropriate. Not inappropriate. Uh, <laughs> where's that vodka? It's more fun when you're drunk. Um, I don't oh, give a shit what I say. You and I, like, like it was awkward with Colin being there. You and I should just get drunk on an episode. Oh, if you promised to be on your best behavior. I was on my best behavior the other night. What did I do wrong? <laughs> I'm not talking about the other night. Um, what, what, what are you talking about then? <laughs> five minutes ago. <laughs> Why? It was a legitimate question. I hope one uh, day, I hope that somebody comes to your door with a gun and they've got with them Jamie, Riley and Lancey and you've got an option right there and you're like, no, I can't do it. This is inappropriate. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, I don't know. yeah, let him shoot me and then I don't have to go to work and don't have to do this. <laughs> well, if you did these more often, we'd get them over and done with quickie. You do realise that, right? Oh, I've got a life. I'm going to go out on the weekend. Oh, I've got friends yeah, coming over for Christmas. I've got to go to work and socialise. Oh, look at me, laddie da I've got a job and friends. Oh, look. I've got friends. I just rewatch it too much. Ha ha ha. Ben made a bad joke. All right. More. More error. Um, so. They're pushing the car. Totally, totally. Oh, yeah, yeah. That that, that plays that plays into the movie later. Yeah. When they have to push the car to pop the, to pop the clutch <laughs> to get it to start. That Modern kids might not get that. But us older, us older guys, we get that. Um, Lucille says this line where it says, here we are, land in the palm trees. You know what that means? And Danny goes, watch out for falling coconuts. I'm like, oh, that little bitch, that little bitch. He's going to be so annoying in this movie. She's trying to be excited about this whole new adventure they're having, and he's such a Debbie Downer. Yeah. <laughs> well, again, he's got the chip on his shoulder from day he one. He was emo before emo was invented. That's the perfect way to explain him, yeah. Oh, he's such an emo kid. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the, yeah, pushing the car, uh, that's, I, I, we definitely didn't have a car that we had to push, but, uh, my dad, I and mean, we, we made okay money growing up, but my dad was just such a cheapskate that, uh, he wouldn't want to get anything fixed. I remember this would have been probably sometime in the late eighties. I just have a vivid memory of him coming home after getting our car fixed at the garage and grumbling and screaming. They charged me $17. And when I got to be an adult, I'm like 17 bucks for anything. That's nothing. But he had like a window that was broken <laughs> and he just had the, the plastic tape on it all winter. And we're in Winnipeg. I mean, it is freezing here in the winter. Windshield wipers didn't work. So he tied a string to it that was fed through the plastic in the window. So he'd oh. be driving, pulling this thing. And every once in a while, there would, we'd hear a clump behind us and we'd scream, dad, the muffler fell off again. And he'd go back attached with a coat hanger. <laughs> <laughs> this car resonates with me, not necessarily the upbringing. <laughs> <laughs> See, my, my dad was an auto mechanic, so we, you know, his his car looked like it belonged to an auto mechanic. Like he, it, it didn't matter if a part belonged to that mm. particular maker model. As an auto mechanic, he could make it fit. Oh yeah. <laughs> so uh, our car would sound like it. It didn't. I, I could imagine what our car would have sounded like without a, a muffler. <laughs> <laughs> Our car. Uh, everybody knew when he was coming home. <laughs> See, I, I have a theory though that the way that he met Daniel, there might be some a little something to, to him getting a little bit of revenge later down the road. So let's let's keep in mind that Daniel and Freddie met with Daniel kicking the door into Freddie's face, yeah. knocking him on his ass. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be important. 
<laughs> That's going to be important to this theory because we're dealing with kids and kids. You know that I, I, I'm of the I'm of the belief that if you're a high school kid, your default setting is you're a little prick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. So, <laughs> that's your default setting. You have to work hard as a high school kid not to be a little prick. <laughs> so. <laughs> Violence, you're oh my the God. <laughs> oh, I can't do this. Actually, you know what? I can't offend an American. You voted in Trump. What more? You did it to yourself. So, come on. Oh, dear Lord. Do you need me to remind you of that? Anyway. Sistanino's uh, so... got plenty of... Yeah, no, whatever. I just Googled pegging after all those mentions. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I'm really starting to get lost in this conversation. <laughs> oh... I thought you were joking. The curiosity killed the cat. Colin had to do it. Now you see why Jamie's so excited. I'm actually afraid now whether Jamie heard me or not. That's why she's running around. Every birthday card you ever get from your wife will be turnabout is fair play, my friend. Yeah. I just got a text message from her 15 minutes ago. It says leaving. I'll be back later. Okay, good. She didn't hear me. <laughs> no, she left oh. when you mentioned pegging. She's gone to a store to she, get uh, something. I gotta go get, I gotta go pick someone up, Colin. <laughs> Listen, we have small, medium, and whoa. Okay. It has taken nearly 1,000 episodes for Colin Hilding <laughs> to Google something that I we've referenced on this show and get that reaction. <laughs> Never Thank again. <laughs> Next week, we talk about felching. Oh, <laughs> I'm not Googling God, anything that's... else. You keep dropping it. I will not Google anything else. Just, just you know, somewhere between felching and the rusty trombone. Okay? Somewhere between there. Okay? Dirty Sanchez. Uh... Nah, I mean, you know, dirty, dirty trombone or the dirty trumpet, right? If you, you know, if you want to be the, the team player on this one. You yep. could do that. That's yep. nice. Yep. How, how many listeners at home do you think are taking notes right now? <laughs> Jamie. Uh, well, the yes. three people that are listening, wait a minute, are us. Never mind. So it doesn't, I don't think it really matters. Wait and see our Patreon numbers when we launch that, Colin. <laughs> oh, pegging tier. I'd like to apologize to everybody out there. I don't. Oh, Lord. You're listening to this. You know what you're going. Oh. You're listening to a fucking episode with Dan Foley and you think this is going to be something else? <laughs> If you're listening to this, That's you got fair. yourself to blame. Sorry. You know exactly. You should know what you're getting into before. Yeah. I apologize for Dan's I w- I apology. Would... Did you ever buy me a birthday present? Don't know. I gave you a job on the Oz Network, which you're still doing. So That's the whole thing that happened to me. <laughs> I mean, that let you met me, met me, met me. You met me because of me messaging you as a 12-year-old. And my arch nemesis column. <laughs> Who would win in a fight between you and Colin? 
<laughs> yes, I, I would say you. You just have to get some gluten out. Oh, no. Okay, I'm, I'm willing to admit, like, Colin, if you're listening, uh, you're probably a bit wiser than me. You're more articulate than me. If we had a fight, I would kick your ass. I, 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 I have hung out with both of you. I have been around you both when you've both been fat and thin. And I would say you would easily beat Colin, 100%. To the death. Yep. We could do it for charity. <laughs> for charity. <laughs> the Patreon. Who will die? Colin or Get no Ben one? a present. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> My present is the death. I'm sick of you, but I can't decide who I want dead, so you two can fight to the death. <laughs> uh, Colin, if you're listening, I'm up for it. Fun fact, before every run, I always say a little prayer to the bonsai gods. But I tell you, there is... Um, my my number one like cardinal rule is respect the track. I think it's like this weird mix between horse riding and Formula One because, you know, horse riding, you're at the mercy of the horse and you can guide it and you can tell it where you want it to go. But at the end of the day, it's going to go where it wants to go. And in Formula One, the same thing. It's like high speed, quick reaction. You've got to kind of read the lay of the land. We've just kind of got that like third dimension of going on a wall. Yeah. So... It's Just, like this really cool mix between like two epic sports and I love Formula One as well. Um, I started getting into it because I found it was really similar to the way bobsled and bobsled teams are run. So like I claim right. I'm studying when I watch Formula One. But Well, I have to know. ask Ash, who, who, who's, <laughs> who's, your, who's your team? Who's your, who's your team and driver? This might make me judge you very hardly early on. Into this I, know, I know. Look, I flip-flop a lot and um, you never know how far this, this um, podcast could reach, but like, there is a, a joke in our team that I'm a massive Daniel Ricciardo fan. Like natural. Yep. I, oh, all the time. I'm just like, he's the, the one person that I want to meet. I want to get him in a bobsled. I want to get in a oh, long car. He'd do it. I could see I him think, getting the I bobsled know, right? straight away. He would just, right? he would love it. Yeah. Oh, we need to link this up. I'm desperate for it. You know, I'm a bobsled driver. He's a Formula One driver. I think we should do like a little switcheroo. Um, You've but, got similar you know, energy. I'm seeing this already. Like you kind of got this just passion and outgoing. That it just seems like you know that you guys would just fit perfectly. Like stick you in a McLaren, put him in a bobsled, it would work. It's like that's the biggest compliment you can ever give another Australian, <laughs> right? Like you've got Daniel Ricciardo energy. It's oh, like, God, stop. So much. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think I think I'm like a driver. I'm I'm less of a team, and I'm more of like I support the drivers. I think, but yeah, he's he's got to be my number one. I'm just going to move my head slightly to that way and you can see probably that cap in the background to see who I support and we don't oh, really talk oh, about yeah. how we're yeah, not doing well, too well, poor old Ferrari, but um, no. No, I'm big Ricardo Beautiful fan, cars, though, beautiful cars. Oh, I mean, growing up, <laughs> Schumacher, Ferrari, I mean, you know, you yeah, couldn't avoid it, right? So it was just, no. it, it was a natural fit. What's your preference, Nick? Lasagna or quiche? Um, well, I'm, I think probably... Lasagna, but um, okay. and now that I now that I don't eat meat, I'm not a massive fan of the vegetarian lasagna. So I'd probably go with a quiche these days, especially if it was a Australian quiche Lorraine. I'd Ooh. be really happy with that. Yes, please. Okay, another question. Uh, I got bagged out by a certain co-host in the show, Noah Groves, when I said I prefer pasta bake over lasagna, like a good chicken creamy pasta bake. I got told that that was the whitest thing I had ever said. Um, so am I wrong for liking a good creamy chicken pasta bake over a lasagna? Well, Noah doesn't know anything, so I'll just don't listen to Noah. <laughs> Best answer ever. Yes. Yes, bags me out for my well-done steak and my pasta bake. So, you know, just um, 
I don't. I still. I still don't understand how. Like, he's eating lasagna. Not white. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's, I'll just, you know. I was just going to say it's not. It's not. Like, it's not like Noah's opinions about what's racially right. I've ever got us <laughs> in trouble before. <laughs> yes, Noah. Bird science. There we go. Nick Chester wins the Oz Network. <laughs> Perfect. Oh. I'm glad I asked. <laughs> There'll be like three people who get that now, but um, yeah, who cares? Yeah. The three people that matter get it. So that's all. That, that's all we're here for. <laughs> and no Strangers Three in the works yet, which is unfortunate. I, I kind of would like to see a Strangers thing. Strangers thing. Stranger. Strangers Three thing. Or a Stranger Things Three. <clears throat> Four. I'm trying to think how you would do it if the two girls are dead. I'm just trying to think it's, of how. Yeah, I mean. I think the thing with this is that it doesn't even have to be the original killers. It's kind of nice that they brought the original, but there's the question. Are these even the original killers or are they just similar people wearing similar masks? I don't know. Maybe they could like set up a cult like at the beginning, like there's like- The, the mailman cult. These, yeah, like, no, no, it's just the the three masks like continuously repeated. Yeah. And, like, uh, it's like like a, a group you join and, and stuff and and maybe it starts off soft, but then it like, you know, you kill a bunny and then, then you're like, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I guess. We've unlocked a great sequel here. That or my other idea was uh, the children of the original killers. The original, well, the original killers or the original couple? No, the original killers are, have okay. children who yeah. are now the new killers. The strangers, a new generation. Because <laughs> they can't do a revenge flick with two characters already dead. Like, it yeah. just doesn't I work. mean, maybe three characters dead. We don't even know. Yeah, we got a good sequel here. I mean, think about how long this could go on for because now we have The Strangers 3, which starts with the bunny killings. Uh, they're just stalking a bunch of rabbits. And then they move up to, uh, I don't know, what's the next lowest form of life? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Somebody's going to get angry if we pick, I mean, even a bunny, somebody's going to get angry that we pick the lowest form of life. No, I think we got a good idea there. I want to call it the mailman cult, and I want the final movie to reveal they're all a bunch of disgruntled postal workers. That's 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 our plot for The Strangers 3. Carter's still alive, isn't he? He's one of the he's yeah. the oldest survivor. Well, not now that I've said this. He'll be dead by the time we release this. So, that's who's so your favourite US president? Noah? Oh, I'm a bit of an Abe guy. Oh, who isn't? What a man. What a what, what a man! See, I I personally uh, am a am a Benjamin Franklin man. He was he president? That- no, he, he wasn't president, was he? Was Benjamin <laughs> Franklin president? What? <laughs> You're lucky it's not a damn game show. Ben. Hang on, hang on. No, he was a founding father of the. <laughs> my favorite. Hang on, my favorite president. <laughs> Was Mike? <laughs> Just that awkward pause after you said Benjamin Franklin. Oh. Every American listening to this right now is like, "Who is this Ben? Doesn't even know he's a president." <laughs> Favorite president Benjamin Franklin. He's on a note in America. Like I shoot all presidents like these notes. Uh, I don't know. My favorite is Charles Darwin. <laughs> <laughs> well, personally, my favorite was Snoop Doggy Dog. 
but um mine was oh, Matty Fox. Hang on a minute. Well, I, you know why I got it confused. He was the very first ever United States Postmaster General. Often confused with the <laughs> oh, president. That's what you were thinking. You were thinking of <laughs> President Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> I just I want it to be known for the listeners. <laughs> ben is the one who edits these episodes, so he could have edited that out. Instead of made the best didn't. of. Um. Yeah, and then the mom was like saying that she visits her son for like I don't know the past twenty years, mm-hmm. and he's a vegetable. Yeah, like, he can't come out of character. Like, he, you know, he's switching up his pills in the armchair of his wheelchair, like uh, the arm of his wheelchair, and he's like flight of the hand with like the aspirin and stuff. But like, she doesn't know that he's still with mm-hmm. it upstairs. You know what I mean? Like, she, I, I think part of her as a mom, like I'm not a mom, but I'm a dog mom. But like, if my dog has been like comatose for 20 years i think i'd probably give up you know like yeah like his mind's gone because like they've sedated him for 20 years or 21 years or whatever how many years confession time here when you're talking about oh as a parent you know you see them comatose you're talking about even your dog i feel like a terrible father like i've got one child i don't even know if people can hear it right now probably not but four-year-old that is freaking out upstairs the point where my wife's saying calm down calm down got twins who are running around all over the place I'm thinking, you know, if one of them woke up today and they were just sort of like a vegetable, I'm like, I got a day off. Okay, I'll worry about them tomorrow. I'm going to enjoy today. Oh, no, 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 no. Give no. me one day to no, sleep no. and not worry about anybody climbing on a wall. <laughs> oh, no, no. Some, You know, sometimes I regret not getting married and having kids. But then at the same time, I really like my money and I really like my sleep. Like, I have a sleep tracker on my, like, watch. And I slept, oh. like, eight or nine hours the other night. Is, is it a Fitbit? Like, I remember. No, it's uh, my brother. It's a fit track. It's a fit track. My brother got okay. it for me. So I told my brother, oh, yeah, I've gotten really unhealthy during COVID. And he's like, here, like, do you want this for your Christmas present? My brother gives, like, the best presents. Like, I think two winters ago, he bought me winter tires because I've been in, like, three car accidents. These winter <laughs> tires will help you from, like, slipping on black ice, you know? I'm like, thanks. And, and he got them for me for Costco. And then I told him, like, yeah, I've kind of, like, put I've put on some weight since, like, COVID. And he's like... Oh, do you want me to buy you this fit track like um weight scale which is bluetooth to this like watch thingy and I'm like mm-hmm. yeah sure so he got that for me and i've been working out lately and i don't know but yeah i really like my sleep and i really like to have my money okay, I, I don't, so I'm, I'm, time, I don't time yeah. to make me feel terrible now that i'm the terrible father uh what's your average sleep father <laughs> what's your average sleep uh, on my, there oh yeah probably like seven hours Oh. seven hours let me just check yes yesterday was seven hours and 31 minutes uh three hours of deep sleep and four hours and 31 minutes what? of light sleep okay so uh yeah. i got last night uh an hour and 33 minutes i then was awake what? for an hour and got another two hours and 57 minutes that was my night the previous night i got an oh hour and God. a half I then was awake for four hours and got two hours and 45 minutes. I've only got one over here that's even close to seven hours. So there you go. Your superpower is sleeping too. We're piling them on here. Yeah, sleep is important. Sleep is important. I agree. I would love to have the opportunity. right now? I have no idea. How are you doing this podcast? (laughs) Like, how do you have memory? Like, if I start sleep, (laughs) I'm grumpy and I have no memory. Like, I can't remember anything. Like... (laughs) I always just loved climbing. Like I was climbing through the mango tree in Brisbane. Um, I'd watch Tarzan and just like go and climb on that. I'd be traversing around the house um, on the window sills and stuff like that. And up at Winfield, I I managed to one day, I was like, you know what? 
just going to try and do this. And uh, I've lined a bucket up on the edge of the roof of the house and climbed up onto the single story roof. I was probably like seven or something at the time or eight. I've climbed up onto the roof of the house, um, up around the gutter and, and pulled myself over. I was light enough to not rip the gutter off the house, which was good. Um, <laughs> And I've pulled down my pants and tried to do a poo into the bucket from from the top of the single story. And um, I got half of it in. <laughs> Did mum walk out and the other half landed on her or yeah, something? <laughs> yeah, I got busted by the neighbours. So I, I thought I'd gotten away with it. And then um, the people that kind of, it's like all in this big paddock um, and the people up at the back of the paddock kind of were like, um later that afternoon they're like you know your your son was up on the roof with his pants down trying to poo in a bucket and yeah i got busted what's the punishment for climbing onto your roof and doing a poo in a bucket um yeah um yeah it was quite quite funny um so yeah i i really hope I really hope someone from Channel 7 listens to this and when they're doing, like, your profile before you climb in Tokyo, yes, here's Tom O'Halloran, you know, two-time Australian Ninja Warrior, did this, did that. Also, as a child, attempted to poo yeah. in a bucket whilst climbing his roof. It was um, half successful. Yes. <laughs> you should do, do it in the Olympics. Like, if you're doing shit, like, literally, do a shit. Yeah. Yeah, 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 just... <laughs> Screw you, world. I'm not yep. doing well. <laughs> that marathon some... runner back in uh, Rio pooed himself when he was running. So, like, yeah, you know, exactly. Do that. Wow. Yeah. Jeez. Following tradition. <laughs> Have oh, some bad ramen or something. And it's probably <laughs> easier to come out. that answer. Let's just say that. Oh, come on. Oh, don't fucking say that. Oh, oh, no. Don't do that. Oh, bad Ben. Um, number 20, Saunders, number 19, Pinder, number 18, Carter, number 17, Sir Robert King, number 16, Sheik Hussain, number 15, Verity, number 14, Luigi Ferrara, number 13, Jim Fanning, number 12, Harold Strider, number 11, Quang, number 10, Hillary Gay, number 10, Dicko Henderson, number 8, Hawker, number 70, Saw it in the restaurant, number Sean Campbell, number six, Dolly, number five, Big Titty McGee, Rosika Miklos, number four, Favre, number three, Dylan, number two, Pussfeller, number one, Mendel. Oh. Happy? Oh, Can't wait, no, wait, wait. Read Mendel. the top five slower there. I, I, oh, I do you want to do this? <laughs> you two just show up every week. You talk in your microphones. <laughs> you rip shit into me. I've got to edit. Look at these fucking notes that I've got to edit. <laughs> you gave yourself. <laughs> ah! <laughs> I need that. But, but Pussfella too. Okay, wait. Five no! was what? <laughs> what do you want from me? I have time for this shit. I've had a tough year. I've got kids. I've got a baby. I've got a job in Korea. My wife left me after 80 days. Fuck you, mate. You're meant to be nicer to me. We are just not nicer to Madonna. No, you're not. <laughs> Let me have Edit. my Madonna love. Edit point? No. Pissed off. <laughs> I've had it. I've had my three cans of Connie's. <laughs> I put I don't up know with this shit to laugh or cry. <laughs> all the time. I get it every episode. 
I like Madonna. Let me have it. Let me have something in my life. Does does Ben realize that neither of us have said you shouldn't have ranked Madonna number one? He's just telling us we shouldn't have ranked her at 20. I knew it would happen. Let's go on number two. Number five, Razika Miklos. Number four, Vavra. Number three, Della. Number two, Pussfella. Number one, Mendel. Oh, Dolly. So Dolly didn't even make the top five, and yet she was in all our top fives. She made six. Uh, One thing I want to point out, because I know somebody has to go and look after their (laughs) beloved family because they've got one. I know another person has to go to bed, (laughs) wake up and teach kids in Korea. I sat through to point out how much of a life I don't have. I sat through 108 of these bullshit episodes and counted every single time we played a certain song. Now, before this episode, we had played it 281 times. We've played it three times in this episode. So I'm going to play it one more time to make it 285. There. Give it to me. Let me have it. Somebody should tweet that to Madonna. Are we done? <laughs> I'm sure that queer James Bond Twitter thing probably has a connection. Let's give him Madonna Mondays. <laughs> For one Monday. <laughs> Tell me why I don't like Mondays. <laughs> <laughs> really awkward all, right. all of a sudden, didn't it? <laughs> 285. Uh, to be honest, I thought it was more. More error? <laughs> <laughs> um, sign up to our Patreon. <laughs> don't. Seriously, don't. <laughs> For more quality episodes. This is the last episode. This is the finale. This is it. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> We've done all the characters. We're out. The end. Patrick, I've got to ask, did you did you ever play hockey? Like, did you ever give it a go? Um, Not professionally. Well, um, clearly. <laughs> well, okay. Clearing that up. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, yes. I thought that was you in the background there with the Leafs jersey on. Okay, not you. <laughs> I mean, again, you can't blame them, but it's just. Uh, it, What's it's wrong with that love triangle? The the Noah, uh, the Noah, the Noah wise is called Noah. The color. Noah got a date. <laughs> I think there's a takeaway store oh, called there, Acropolis. There isn't snug. Yeah, it's a snug Acropolis. <laughs> snug uh, <but> Acropolis. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a Snuffleupagus. <laughs> Very Snuffleupagus snug at the Acropolis. Snug Acropolis. <laughs> oh, can we call the episode Snug Acropolis? <laughs> Ahead of Iran and Rock and Sam Marino. Sam freaking Marino won another medal. I didn't even know this. That's his third. (laughs) (laughs) Holy crap. Didn't even see that till now. I'm losing it. Bloody hell. Sam Marino, the star of the Olympics. Can I just say, Ben, if I would have made it to the the loved one's visit and then then, I'm I'm like, oh, who's it going to be? And it it outwalks you. I would have been like, oh, for fuck's sake. (laughs) What the the fuck's Ben Waterworth doing here? (laughs) Can you do that? Can you do that on a second chance? I literally literally would be like, for fuck's sake. 
Well, if you need to get any uh, podcast hosts or any of the broadcast crew in for an exit interview, I'm sure we'll be available to hear those positive and negatives. Oh, yeah, that's fine. (laughs) Actually, what I do is I save them up and I play them in the car when I'm driving through the mountains (laughs) on the way back to Saskatchewan because there's no radio reception. Sorry that in your life of being a perfectionist, you ended up on my show. But, uh, you know, sometimes you make mistakes. No, I'm so happy to be here. You're great. I'm loving this. I love the vibe. Your sense of humor. So. It's it's taken a while, but I'm finally glad we've got a glowing review out of it. <laughs> Amnesia storyline. Um, I <laughs> right up there with the cougar, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Got it. I I I'm being completely honest when I say this. Probably my least favorite storyline in the history of 24. Even well, you're not alone in that, my friend. You're not alone. <laughs> the movie Tell them overall. Throw a chair. <laughs> I will throw a chair. I'll piss this off. Exactly. Don't break your treadmill now. It was yesterday somewhere. It was today somewhere else. No, bad call. Like sands through the hourglass. These are the days. Well, well, on that note, I'm going to change mine to uh, Mark Spitz. Uh, <laughs> he's my athlete of the day. Winning seven gold medal. That's no mean feat. Come on, <laughs> Jared. Is yours Ian Thorpe? Oh, if only. Dawn Fraser. I'm putting up Jesse Owens then. <laughs> Edwin Flack. Dazzling. What? Isn't that what they? Is that a new thing where they? It isn't like where people put like the jazzled. You're thinking of the the jazzled. Glad you mentioned the jazzled. I'm glad that that's finally come up on a train. Like it's it's been 46 episodes, Matt. But they took that off the bingo. The jazzled. Do they still do that? Look, having never had my vagina the jazzled, I can't quite comment on that. I will find out with you. Thanks for passing them on, Pete. I don't know if people know that you're secretly passing them to me. Yeah, and that was supposed to be between me and you. Whoops, that's that. That's one of our final ones. I think I'm probably not coming back next season. Yeah. I freaking love that sweater. I watched Jurassic Park the other night, actually. Well, as you should. I mean, it should just be something you just watch all it's, the time. It's a good movie. It's yeah. a good movie. Excuse me. It's an amazing movie. It's the greatest movie of all time. Josh no. Yeah, jeez, I'm an asshole. I, I, I can't even defend what I'm saying. Some of these, like, things... This is, again, it's that reactory comment, but... I mean, look... Yeah, actually, I, I'm reading this now going, like, I can laugh at this now. It's actually really hard to read. Um... <laughs> It Thank you for joining us. Hope you enjoyed. Please <laughs> sign up to, to go. Be- Please <laughs> sign up to our Patreon to enjoy the memories along with us. What, what, what are we laughing at? Laughing. <laughs> <laughs> he just got it. He just got. Oh no, no I get it. Puss feller. Yeah. He said more era. I think of more, more era. <laughs> <laughs> what? All right. <laughs> Okay. And Fink what, and Funk and Dong Dong Jonas Jonas. And what was the other the swimmer with Jojo? Uh Kiwa mm-hmm. with with Jojo? Like Cro- I mean these Chromo with Jojo. Chromo with Jojo. Chromo with Jojo, Fink and Funk, Jonas Jonas and Dong Dong. And this Kaylee week. versus Kylie. And Kaylee versus Kylie, and that's Kylie Moss. Golly is there, yeah, with his dick in his head, basically going like, yeah, how can I agree with you, mate, mate, fucking mate, mate. Has a bit of a shake, doesn't wash his hands. I mean, I guess he's in the jungle, but like, I mean, it's kind of great strategic moves in Australian Survivor. The time Guy Leach was holding his dick when they decided that they want to vote out David Oldfield. Have you been to Manitoba before? No, I haven't, no. no. Well, maybe if you step there, you might get special treatment. Might, yeah. Possibly. He has all his Maple Leaf merchandise, so just every single game he watches it. So, you know, he'd be pretty about, happy about that too. You might, you might be excused that one time. It's like, great, you won a Grammy, but the Leafs are about to win the so <laughs> Exactly. You know, not He's been today. waiting his whole life. Stick it, great soundtrack. It's got Missy Elliott on it. Come on now. 
Yeah, we run this and yeah, we run this. Right, Rock, if you want to do a karaoke episode, Ben will do it. <laughs> so will Noah. Um, <laughs> yeah. We'll cover Pussy Galore. <laughs> 007. Uh, no Time to Die coming in 2024. Keep sucking those oranges, Hoberkargoria. Keep sucking those oranges, Hobart. And good night.